and Coffee podcast. Playback begins in three, two, one. Few people laughed. Few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu is trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and to impress him takes on his multi-armed form and says now I am become death the destroyer of worlds I suppose we all thought that one way or another He was trying to explain how they felt after they did the first test in New Mexico, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And the, the feeling. The Manhattan Project, yeah. yeah Manhattan Project. Yeah. Is that the official name of it then? It yeah. was, it was the code name when they were working on nuclear weapons to, you know, just end the Second World War, which it did. It, it did. did, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. You know, they made a calculation how many lives it would cost to uh, invade Japan and the islands and how many people this thing would kill, so it was quite a, a cold, hard. Yeah. Well, it's, it's still argued today whether it was justified, you I know. Think you think it was? I, I yeah. kind of, I do and I don't. I know at the yeah. time that it was valid and that, but at the same time I'm like, yeah, but all of those lives. Well, that, that's, a, that's the thing, it's civilian lives that they, they dropped it on. It wasn't military mm. targets, it was, it was civilian. Well, there, was, there was a big port in, in I think, Nagasaki yeah. or Hiroshima. Well, how many so, civilians do you well, think? It was mostly civilians. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think so. There was two bombs, to my understanding. Yeah, little it was, boy and fat man. That's right. Now they were both Wait, different. What? Hold on. Little boy and fat man. <laughs> were they the names? Yeah. yeah. That's oh what we actually called them. Yeah. What would you have called them? Not that. Bomb one, bomb two. Bomb one and my imaginative. <laughs> big bomb, big bomb. Big boom one, big boom two. But it's not the the, the most powerful. Do you know what the most powerful atomic weapon? Czar bomber. Czar bomber. Yeah. Mm. Thousands of times. Sorry, power. say that again. Bizarre bomber. <laughs> sounds really exotic. Bizarre bomber. It sounds like a song. It does actually. Bizarre bomber. The one's dropped on. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a song. I'm not laughing over that. It's just the fact that now I can't stop going. Bizarre bomber. Brilliant. I can see where your mind was going on that. Give over. <laughs> and BBC Three. Glow up star. Yeah. Anything else? No. 
Rainbow. Walking Rainbow. I mean, yeah, I'll accept that one. I'm Charlotte. Charlotte's a graphic designer and the luckiest girl in the world. She's my girlfriend. Um, hi. Hi, hey. guys. And we got a, a guest, our first ever guest on the show. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. This is Rich. I'm Rich's... Um... I'm a removals man. Nothing as edgy as everyone else, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say it was, but unfortunately, removing furniture out of people's houses isn't as edgy, but... You're a relocation expert. Yeah, let's call it that. I'm a relocation expert. But you're a natural history nerd, is the right word? Uh, it's something along those lines, yeah. What, what are your, your specialities? Dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs is a good one. Sasquatch? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, just animals Cryptids. in general. Cryptids. Cryptids, yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm going to be talking about today at some point in the, in the yeah. broadcast. So, has anybody... Um, Anything been going on this week of interest? Um, Anybody sitting mind hunters to start? <gasps> yes, no it spoilers, has. No spoilers. You give no. me spoilers. I have not been able to watch it yet. Just, you give me spoilers, I'll kill you. Just read the smile on my face. It's good. I know. I can't <laughs> actually wait to watch it. It's going to binge that shit. It's amazing. Even the opening sequence, you're kind of just like, Ugh! but that's what I'm giving you. But I've been reading John Douglas's second book. Oh, right. So I have a few ideas what might be in the series. Okay. But I'm still at that stage where I'm Ex like... Explain to Rich what it is. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, okay, so Mindhunter is based on the true life of John Douglas, who created the behavioural analysis unit in the FBI and in Quantico and stuff. Right. And Mindhunter... It takes his life and his interactions and a couple of other people that he worked with. And the process that they did to develop that um, department as well. Yeah, and but they've changed the names up of like the two main people because laws apparently say you can't have FBI agents' real names on screen. Makes and, sense. And yeah. they talk to the likes of Ed Kemper, Charles Manson, Richard Speck. Um, who else? Burdos. Brudos, yeah. Um, he wakes up in a shoe. <laughs> yeah, it's all stuff that actually happened to them when they were interviewing, like the convicts as such. Right, and it's, it's really to develop how serial killers' minds and murderers' minds work. So yeah, it's really interesting. It's quite edgy and yep. dark, but in a good way. Yes, okay. <laughs> it's a good watch. It's definitely great. Yeah, watch. definitely worth and a watch. It's got hints of near another serial killer in it. And spoiler alert: if you haven't watched the first season, what the hell is wrong with you? But they've got. <laughs> Like hints of the BTK killer. What did, who, how did the BTK? He was a security guy. He was a security. Uh, he was also a club scout leader. He was president of his church. Of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he his crimes spanned thirty years. So uh -huh. he'd, he'd target the people whose houses he was yeah. installing security systems. Kinda, kinda. He was a bit oh, complete narcissist. He. I'm going to cover him on one of our later episodes where we go international, but yeah, he's a complex up. character. He, he, women, though, right? No, oh, no, not males, females, kids. children. Oh, right. He wasn't sexist. It was not sexist <laughs> no. in the slightest, but he never actually raped or had sex with them. Oh, that's yeah. all right then. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of okay, but he nicknamed himself. What does BTK stand for? Bind, torture, and kill. And kill. Oh, right. Okay. But he also wanted to call himself the poetic killer. That's, that's rubbish. Yeah, well, you'll understand when I do that episode because I'm going to read out his most wonderful poem. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Get some culture in your yeah. life. Yeah. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> that one's going to be a bit like <laughs> jazz fingers. Right, so <laughs> should we kick things off today? Charlotte, you're talking about? The Black Eyed Children. And I keep going to say the Black Eyed Peas, <laughs> so if I do say that, I apologise. But yeah, Black Eyed Children of both America and Canuck Chase. 
Yeah. To be honest, okay. this is the first time that Nick's made a reference and we've not got it for a change. <laughs> yeah. Nick does a oh, if me and Steph we tend to make Disney references. Okay, well, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Neither Disney being a sort of thirty two year old man. Yeah. I might get some. Because normally it's me and Steph make a reference and it's followed by what's that from? From Nick. So oh, it's yeah, before it's, time. That's Dinosaurs. Not so. Is that Disney? It's Disney, isn't it? No. No. Well, it's All cartoons are Disney. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm doing the Black Eyed Children of Canuck Chase and in America as well because the main stories come from America, obviously. Mm. So the Black Eyed Children are aged 7 to 16 and are said to look like normal children apart from their pale white skin, pitch black eyes, and they're usually clad in plain dark clothing and are occasionally shoeless. So Shoeless. Yes. Oh, like hobo children. Yeah. yeah. Right. The children seem to give off an eerie aura of menace just by being there. Oh, you find that about all children, don't you, Nick? He looks at them and he's like, "No, backfire, like demon." Little shits. <laughs> Witnesses report that they feel fear, anguish, and despair when approached. Yeah, that's me with children. <laughs> yeah. The children seem to be mostly devoured of personality and even robotic in their behaviours. That's not creepy at all. No. No. Some say they can even be seen floating or hovering just a few inches above the ground. No. I mean, yeah, like Cleopatra. <laughs> I'd rather have Cleopatra than floating children. <laughs> Some accounts even say they have superhuman speed. Sometimes they're reported to appear on the road several miles ahead of a vehicle, but these vehicles have already passed them a few minutes ago. Oh, what? That doesn't even make sense, does it? So basically, imagine that you're driving along a long stretch of road and you see some children standing at the side of your road and you're like, fuck, I ain't picking them up, they're creepy. So you carry (laughs) on driving (laughs) and then a minute later you see those same children. Uh, Oh, down the road away. Down the road. And it's like, hold on a minute, those fuckers were down there. Okay, great. So, some reports that the black eyed children cannot enter your personal space without your permission. A few others have reportedly met with terrible accidents in the aftermath of their visits, such as cancer, brain tumours, oh. loss of eyesight. So nothing low-key then, really? No, nothing <laughs> low-key. The first major report was in the 90s by a man called Brian Bethel, who lived in America. I think it was the Midwest of America. I couldn't find a place like a town or a place or whatever. Brian was sat outside a local movie theatre filling out a cheque for the night's deposit next door. His driver's side was approached by two children aged 10 to 12. Brian rolled down his window expecting them to ask for money. One of the boys spoke but before any words could come out of his mouth Brian was gripped by fear. A rational heart-pounding fear that he couldn't explain. The boys stated that they wanted to see a movie and that they had left their money at home. Would Brian give them a lift? Brian didn't look at them as he didn't want to show his fear but he did notice the last showing had already begun. The little boy begged that they were just a couple of kids and they didn't have a gun. Brian finally locked eyes with the boy and his mind went wild with horror. Both children's eyes were cold black. Stammering an excuse, he began to roll up his window and put the car into gear. The little boy called out angrily, We can't come in unless you say it's okay. Let us in. No. Brian burnt rubber as fast as he could. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that would be my first thought. Unless it was the Lost Boys. I mean, if they try and invite themselves in, I'll be like, yes, come on in. Are you a bit partial to a Kaiser Sutherland? Yes, I am. Oh, by... he on that, is he? Yeah. Sutherland, yeah. So by the vampire children, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I've ever seen. Oh. And Rich's face is like, no idea either. No, no. You've never seen Lost Boys? I don't think so. Is it 1980s film? Yeah. Yes. I might have done the vampire. One, he becomes a vampire and yeah, floats yeah. off with the kids, flying yeah. children with vampires. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> got it. With the Hain brothers <laughs> in, and the hair. Similar. Oh, because it's called The Lost Boys. It is yeah. taken from... So what does this have to do with Canuck Chase? Mm. Well, in 2014, a YouTuber was flying his drone over the forest when he saw movement in the trees on the live video feed that was coming from the drone. Before you go any further, just to explain, because obviously we've got people outside the country listening, mm. or people from around the country. Yeah. What is Canuck Chase and where is it? Canuck Chase is located in Staffordshire. It's a big wooded, big, well, big wooded forest, I was going to say, but yeah, it's a big area. It's got lake, it's forest, it's got dirt mm-hmm. bike tracks, it's got it's where all the kids from all the schools surrounding schools go to canoe and learn outdoorsy stuff yeah, basically yeah it's Staffordshire in the middle of England I mean it's it's not actually far from where we're recording now it's probably 15-20 minutes yeah. drive yeah. away yeah. you know it's yeah, I mean, it's yeah. quite it's quite a large expense expense of you know forest and yeah. stuff well, really for the UK. Kind of I don't You've know told you me you me. have. I don't know. You would. I would have gone with you. But I feel like every school has at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I've still I've... got my freebie pen from my from my visit. Oh, yeah, okay. I had. I went and stayed there for a week and did the wildlife excursion. Sounds about right. You know you when mean you your climb... parents dump you in the wilderness for a week. Yes. Yeah, but with school, so oh, okay. there was responsible adults there. Yeah. <laughs> Any black-eyed children, to your knowledge? I didn't sleep a whole week because I was terrified that something in the woods was going to get me. So right. possibly. Is it quite an eerie place, isn't it? it? I'd yes. imagine it would be. Yeah, it is quite an eerie. It, yeah. it, it's also renowned for UFO sightings as well. Which it is. Interesting, isn't it? it is. We've got a cat friend. We have a cat friend. Yes, this is my cat, uh, named after North Korean despot Kim Il Sung, uh, which some people find weird, but I can't see any problem by naming cats after. Why did you call a female cat a male dictator? Why not? Yeah, exactly. You stuck. She took some of my blood earlier. She would. She's a cat's haif. Look. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Western capitalist pig. She would automatically attack. Mm. It's because you picked her up, and Rich has already said she doesn't like being picked up. Yeah. So but yeah, kind of Chase is known for UFOs and yeah. And I don't know what else. Really. Do you want to? Do you want to know what else? The Rich has got his. Gonna, Rich has got his knowledge. Yeah. I haven't got any the, of yeah, the You must have heard the legend of the pig man. Yes, yeah. 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 yes, I have. Known for yeah. So. Um, but we were we were trying to figure out which way it is round, whether it's the head of a pig on a man's body or the. Head of a man on a pig's body. Well, which one's more scary to you? The head of a human on a pig's body. Yeah, that. that No, no, definitely that one. If you saw a pig, which you thought was a pig, (laughs) and then it was snorting around, and it turned around, and it had like Barry from next door's face (laughs) on it. Barry from EastEnders, I went then. (laughs) (laughs) That would terrify me more than just seeing a man's. Oh, you're a pig. You're going to kill me. I'm going to run away. Oh, cute little pig. I'm going to give it some love. Oh my God, it's got a human face. Mm-hmm. That's more terrifying. No, it's not. Yes, what is yes. that going to do to you? It's got teeth. What? No, human teeth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no more dangerous than a human, <laughs> then, is it? <laughs> and what do humans do to you? They kill you. Well, well they don't nom you to death. I don't well, think they a do. pig could really kill a man. Hello, d- Jeffrey Dahmer. I can, a pig, I can confirm that a pig could kill a man. What, a, a normal farmyard? Yes. Pig? Yeah, have you seen some of the sizes some of the, the farmyard? Yeah. They, and and they can a, get there is a lot of murderers that... things to pigs, I know. No, there is a couple of murderers as well that... Use pigs. Kill, like knock somebody unconscious yeah and then leave them in the pig yeah but the pig is killing them no, a, a well, pig can kill you a pig could easily kill you should we put that to the test you know get you <laughs> in a, a ring <laughs> with a pig, pig. what was it oh the hot was woods that's not too far away from here yeah, yeah. they had that 
where the woods were like blocked off for about half a year because there was wild boars and pigs. Yeah, wild boars are different though. Well, it's well, a type of pig, yeah. I suppose. They're a lot bigger, aren't they? I'm well, about babe. Yeah, but babe is a piglet. <laughs> a baby pig. No, babe, as from the, I could babe kick the in shit the city. Out of babe. <laughs> babe is piglet. a piglet. Oh, yeah, I could, I could kick the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, but you've got to think, oh, what this woods is right oh, that's next impressive. to Packington Moor. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna sail over the fact that Nick's like, yeah, I'll kill a pig. I'm just sailing over that. Well, I, I eat pigs, so I, I should be prepared to kill them in hand-to-hand yeah. combat. <laughs> I don't it would be hand-to-trotter yeah. combat, surely, really. Well, not if it's the pigman of Canic Trace. Well, that's so true. What's the pigman of Canic Trace supposed to do? Just potter about? Uh, well, I think people don't hang around long enough <laughs> to, to find out. But I think there are reports of it eating their pets, you know, dog walkers and stuff. Okay. But actually an avid chess player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, um, so the report started of the, the Pigman of Cannet Chase after the Second World War. Now, these reportings, few and far between, but I think it's more urban legend than anything, yeah. as you could imagine. But there was... I, there, was, there was a guy who wrote a book on this, I can't remember his name, but uh, he interviewed someone of a military background and this guy, uh, he stated that there was military testing going on after the war around Canic Trace yeah. and because the military didn't want civilians going into the woods and disturbing what they what the military up to, the military deliberately put out a rumour of the pig man to, oh. to scare the oh. civilian population and that's how this I sort of... I thought you were going to say you're developing a secret pig man weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Called. Like Churchill arrives at the base and it's like under a sheet. This is going to win us the war. <laughs> 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 Make a thousand. God, that's terrifying. It is terrifying, yeah. It really is. So in this video, the like YouTuber was capturing the live feed via his drone and he thought somebody was in trouble so he took the drone in for a closer look. The video he captured was of a girl standing looking at the drone. It moves closer and the girl backs away quickly. Can I borrow your YouTube for a minute? Yes. You go to the link this in the description. I'll, I'll put a link in the description to the video of YouTube. So I've got a, another one that the Daily Mail put up as well. Oh dear God. That is of uh, some ghost hunters that... It's in the Daily Mail, it must yeah. be true. Yeah, yeah, that's what... Probably involves immigrants. But this somewhere. is the one from... <laughs> yeah, it's going to sound a bit... Oh, okay. Oh, so this is the video footage itself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it cutting in. I mean, this footage just makes one get a drone. Yeah, it is actually. Oh my god. Can we have a close look at that yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of a bit hard to see, I think. Yeah. Not all of it, just the bit where he, the... he sees the... What, which bit? The bit the, where he zooms in? Or the <coughs> yeah, bit... the bit where he zooms in. <coughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a person in the woods. Yeah. That's not, you know, uncommon that there are people in the woods. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't... A child. Well, yeah. And has it got yeah. black eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's the bit that 
I questioned. I was like, we can't even see their eyes. No, exactly. Well, you can't, and it's kind of like really, so really. It just looked to me like a person in like a bed sheet. Yeah, they are wearing white. It's in the foliage. Blue Klux Klan. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Hidden. It is suspiciously white for something to be in the forest. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. And it's it was for a YouTuber as well. So I'm like, uh, did you do it as clickbait? Is that kind of the best? Yeah, that's video the best I could find. Really? There's also a from the Daily Mail. Yeah. And this one was taken in Canuck Chase because there's another story about Canuck Chase which I'll cover at a later time. But the there was a ghost team that went out to have a look to find spirits. Okay. And they ended up chasing a creepy figure which threw a rock at them <laughs> and was very childlike. And when they got close to it, it had black eyes. But from the footage that the Daily Mail published, you can't see any discerning features of the child. You just see that it's a child running through the forest. Okay. But this is the video. What does that say? When you're about to see an apparition of what is believed to be a black-eyed child in the Canic Chase, an entity playing around with some rocks. Watch how the figure holds its own source of light for the darkness of the woods. But yeah. Is that it? Where, where, where are we looking? Yeah. What, what was it? We're going to have to have a closer look over here. Yeah, yeah the yeah, issue is oh, can't even see that I found is that unless you are specifically looking where they tell you to look, you miss it. Mm. Yeah. Can we have a look over it? Yeah, I'm just rewinding it. If you're looking where they're telling you to look, you're like, oh, now I see it. Right. But then that could be really suggestive at that point, and you're kind yeah. of making up pictures as you're yeah. looking. And you're... Where the bloody hell is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's very it, strange. It is. You can't particularly see it. They're like, it says it emanates, uh, gives its own light source. Yeah, I was looking for the light source, and I, I really the can't... the light source off the camera. Yeah. I honestly can't see mm. anything. No, no, that's my issue, but that was published no. by the Daily Mail. Okay, I feel like they're putting it stores in there. Yeah. But seriously, there's no, no photographs, nothing like no, that? No, no other photographs and such. Okay. Well, I suppose even if they did, it's still just a child in the woods, though, isn't it? That's yeah. nothing mm -hmm. to suggest that's the that issue. the child is of, you know, paranormal or cryptic nature, yeah. isn't it? So why is this become such a well-known thing okay well there's a gentleman called lee brinkley who is a paranormal investigator and he's investigated the black eyed children in canic chase he's spoken many times about his aunt and she's the one that saw the figure of a young girl she said the young girl was pale with black eyes and cried help me find my mummy help me brinkley's aunt followed her as the child walked off but the child suddenly vanished in front of her okay so he's the one that has brought black eyed children to canic chase because of the report of his aunt. Well, did his aunt specify that it was that the child had black eyes? Yeah, yeah, right. And that she yeah. she'd gone to help her because she's looked upset and in distress. Right. And because of the phrase "Help me find my mummy, help me," she initially thought, "Oh, the child's lost. I'll help her." So this whole story's kind of come off one woman's account of yeah, and the person in the car. And uh, that's in that's America. That's in America. Isn't oh, it? We're talking right. about the UK. That, in general. That was where the basis of black eyed children came from. And then a couple of years later, after Lee Brinkley brought Black Eyed Children to Canuck Chase, another lady came out, but she wants to remain an anonymous. And she was on a report with her daughter when she heard screams. Her and her daughter started running towards the screams as they thought somebody was in trouble. The noise stopped and the woman turned around and there stood a 10-year-old girl with her hands over her eyes. As if waiting for a birthday cake. Well, that's very specific to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I was looking for. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't understand. If that. I put my hands over my eyes now, do you assume that I want a cake? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It just screams it, I want cake. Yeah. Is that what kids do? <laughs> if they I, want no, cake. No, I think it was more like, I'm doing you know, when you're the waiting for the... I don't feel like, a like You know, the phase that kids listening. do when they want waiting for a surprise oh, kind of right. thing I instead see. of... Right. 
crying or whatever. Just don't want cake. It is a weird... Uh... <laughs> Analogy. Analogy, yeah. <laughs> the lady asked if the child was okay and if she had been the one that was had been screaming. The little girl put her arms down by her sides and opened her eyes. The lady saw that the eyes were completely black, no irises, no white, nothing. She jumped back, grabbed her daughter, and when she looked up, the child was gone. This was in mm. the middle of nowhere, wasn't it? This was at Canic Chase, Canic. Yeah. yeah. just in the woods? In the woods. Okay. At night? No, in the day. Oh, right, okay. In the day. There is speculation that the black-eyed children are vampires due to them needing to be invited in. That is a yeah. known vampire trait. Yes. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> some say that they are demonic possessions. Okay. And some say they're actually alien-human hybrids. Yeah, because I've heard they, they show up with men in black sometimes or yeah. something. Like, there's another I mean, case really as well that. where these two children of black-eyed children variation knocked on this door in the middle of winter they were just had a t- like shirt and trousers no shoes on the woman was worried allowed them to come inside the house and she was like oh do you want me to call anybody do you want me to call like your mom your dad the police and the children at the same time turned around and went no they're on their way but the police are on their way or the parents no. i'm presuming parents right. no they're on their way Creepy. and that, yeah. that that was a case where it's thought to be UFO yeah. related yes See, I wish this kind of stuff didn't get mixed in with UFOs, yeah. to be honest. And then the woman was like, okay, I'll make you a hot drink, because it obviously was cold. How long are they going to be? They didn't answer. The woman comes back in with the two cups of hot cocoa, because it's America. Yep. And the children together go, can we use your toilet? And the woman's like, yeah, of course. It's down the hall. Like, follow me. Yeah. So she sent the children off, like, ahead of her. And as she got to the toilet, they started, like, the bathroom, they started to hover. No. And the power went down. It's winter. I'm presuming it was a snowstorm. Hmm. And then the power came back up and they were hovering still. And they heard a knock at the door. And at the knock of the door, there was a man in a black suit, like standard man in black gear. Like bubbles from Lilo and Stitch. Yep. (laughs) Going, I'm here for the children. No, not me, I'm afraid. Bubbles. Cobra bubbles. Yeah. Bubbles the chimp that no, Michael no. Jackson had. Yeah, well, yeah, unsure what he did to the chimp, isn't it? Well, it was just a pet. <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> just a Nothing came up in the court case, so we'll leave that. But yeah, the man knocked on the door. The, the husband who was at home at the time answered, and he went, "I'm here for the children." Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard that story. The children then left, and the woman and the husband saw them get into a black car and a standard American model and drive off. Yeah. A week later, the husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and the woman a year later was diagnosed with throat cancer i don't know the proper terminology for that yeah throat cancer so again with the unfortunate accidents and mishaps happening after encounters with the black eyed children but again these are anecdotes and what's your what's your anecdotes aren't evidence yeah so (laughs) but i I have heard that it's been mixed in with ufo stuff and it just seems unnecessary well it's only from that account with the the man in black though well i think there's something to man in black it's quite an interesting subject but i just don't understand why it's been lumped in yeah i don't know honestly so there is another version that the black eyed children could possibly be victorian spirits that have suffered from diphtheria from what diphtheria make your eyes go black diphtheria is a victorian disease okay it's a lung disease yes it's a disease of the immune system. Oh, so it's not... It affects you in the lungs, yeah. Oh, okay. But diphtheria is caused by a bacterial called Corobacterium diphtherius. 
Check you. It comes across as cold-like symptoms, but as it develops, it can eat away at the eyes, turning them completely black. Oh, oh right, okay. That's so, interesting. Is that, is that an extinct sort of disease? Yes, thank God, because mm. A, we've got one of the shots that you have is like TB in high schools in like UK. Mm. And it's got like diphtheria, like prevention in that as well. And because diphtheria was brought about by infested waters of feces, urine, all that good stuff, or every bodily flu- fluid, carcasses of dead animals, oh, no, no. and everything cesspooling. And then that water would then go back into the household, and you'd drink it. Yeah. Yeah. And you cook with it, you'd eat it, mm. so you're getting it back into your system. Mm, protein. And diphtheria reacted more with children than it did with adults, because obviously as adults you've got a better immune system. Okay. But it was quite common in Victorian times because of the cramped living conditions. Yeah. I understand that, but to the if they were uh, Victorian entities, wouldn't yeah. they be in Victorian clothing? That's my question to that theory, is why aren't they dressed as Victorian children? Yeah. That makes sense. This whole thing just seems like a creepypasta urban legend. Yeah, it does, a little bit. it does a little bit to me as well, but I still don't want to meet them down a dark alley. <laughs> I don't want to meet any children anywhere. No, there is <laughs> that with you. Yeah, there is that. No children. Children are a no-no. <laughs> But yeah. yeah. So should we, do the, should we do? We have a scale. Yes. Yes. Of course. So it's uh, it's oh fuck to uh, that's bullshit. Sorry, other way around. That's, that's bullshit, bullshit to oh fuck. So Rich, where are you? Uh, I'm. I, I think that's bullshit. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. see how it it's not just children that they're coming across yeah. that you know some in the at night time your your eyes uh, the pupils expand yeah uh, to accommodate for the lack of light now yeah there might be creepy encounters with the children <laughs> but I, I think they are just human children yeah. that uh, that people have put something paranormal onto it to try and oh, put an explanation it does remind me the way they act we listeners won't have heard this episode yet because we recorded it out of order but Charlotte's going to talk about Mary Bell so yeah and the, her best behaviour and her friend's behaviour do sound like that kind of creepy yeah. robotic um, but you'll find out you'll listen you'll get a chance to listen also if any, if any especially those in America but if anybody's watched Doctor Who with David Tennant yep. the are you my mummy no very Love much it. took inspiration from the black eyed children yeah, yeah. Steph, where are you on that? I'm calling bullshit on that one. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, no, that's. I think that's the only story that I've like convincingly yeah. come to a that's bullshit conclusion. <laughs> yeah, Nick? Um, is there anything above or below that's bullshit? <laughs> Absolute fucking nonsense, I think. is. A, I don't know, I just don't think there's anything. So you're even past, like, lowly past oh, yeah, bullshit. I just think it's like one of those things that... Can, when did you say the first report was? In the 90s. In the 90s, so it's relatively modern. Yeah. It's, it's kind of maybe one of those things that spread around the internet. Such yeah. as Slenderman. And it's interesting yeah. that it came from America yeah. when we, it didn't originate here first. It yeah. came from other stories in other places and it yeah. kind of yes. felt like we were copying on on that. And the video evidence just was... Nah. I mean, you did a good job to find... If that, those were the only ones you could find, yeah. but they weren't evidence of any kind of anything. The other ones, like the other videos that... That don't because don't get me wrong. There's loads of videos on YouTube about black eyed children. Yeah. yeah. There's no footage. It's all no, people well, telling the, the stories. Bedtime stories YouTube. Yeah. Channel video on them the other day. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. See, with what? that, I I'm probably con- wouldn't. Sorry, go on, Rich. I probably wouldn't say that because you, some of your things are pulled out from that, aren't they? They so, are. Yeah. So I'd probably not say that it's from. Oh that. no, we no, hundred percent. We can do that because, right. to be honest. I watched the Bedtime Stories yeah. one and was like, oh, that's an interesting piece of information. I'm going to use that. Right. But I word okay. it my you way. Reference. You can reference. And I'm completely right. referencing him on it because he's the one that gave me the inspiration. And yeah. then you, 
I think you mentioned when you went up the pub with Nick about the Black Eyed Children of Canic Chase. Yeah. So that's when I looked into that side of it. Okay. So 100% I got 90% of my information about the American side of things from bedtime stories. So. And where are you on it? I am 25,000 below. That's bullshit. Really? Really. Because I don't even... To me, it's creepypasta. And I love me a bit of creepypasta, but... There's probably somebody listening going, they exist. <laughs> and they if they, exist. And if, they, if you feel that they exist, send me the proof. Yes. yes. It may freak awesome. out, but at least I've then got proof that they're real. Yeah. Instead Some of... substance behind the story. Yeah. So. I mean, it's certainly creepy. And yeah. It's, it's not uncommon in, in paranormal that young children are featured in these things. There is something... Like Nick says, children are creepy. Yeah, well... <laughs> they are. And children find Nick creepy as well. Yes, they, they do. Yes, they do. I wasn't a creepy child. According to you, Mum, you were very creepy. I wasn't a creepy child at all. A saintly being. <laughs> no, according to your mother, you were very yeah, creepy. Yeah, what's she know? She raised you. Yeah, well, I was there more than she was when I was a child. That is a Wait, good point. Right. Yeah, that is a very, very good point, yeah. <laughs> right, so we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with uh, the rain man of cryptozoology, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Reference? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, good. Right, next bit of the show. Uh, right, cryptids, yeah. So, um, crack on. Okay, so I'm basically doing... Well, the first thing to do is probably explain about cryptozoology. You've probably yeah. heard of it, but it's probably best to go over it. Some of your listeners might not necessarily know what it is. So, to put simply, it is the study of unknown animals or animals not recognised by science. Or it could be animals that science, traditional science, has dubbed extinct, whereas cryptozoologists or, or members of the public have said they're still cited, but officially extinct. By, okay. by the scientific community. Is this the first time you've written in a notebook or done any research into university? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> 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 important. And I didn't do much at university, so... <laughs> now, it's not just that. Sometimes it could be an animal that's out of place, where cryptozoologists believe that an animal has been spotted in a certain location. Traditional science says, well, that's impossible. It shouldn't be there. Like the mm. Irish wildcat. Like the Irish... Well, yes. Well, yeah. there, there were wildcats in Ireland. For, there was never a wildcat in Ireland. Are you not sure about that? Yeah. In my research, there was never wildcats in Ireland like there is in Scotland, but there's been like documented proof that they found bones that are similar to that of the Irish wildcat. Oh, no, okay. the Scottish wildcat, sorry. Yeah, I would have thought the lynx and stuff like that would have been native to Ireland at some point. Okay. No, not in my research did I find that out. So it's so things which are out of place. Yeah. Yeah, out of place, dumped, extinct, or just complete myth. A legend, just science is out, you know, it, this doesn't exist, you're talking nonsense, like you've seen something, like dragons or something like okay. that. Now, it's known as a pseudoscience, mm-hmm. as in that for most of the scientific community, they've seen it as total nonsense. Now, there's a problem with that being it's pseudoscience, because as soon as an animal is in the realm of pseudoscience, and it then becomes discovered mm-hmm. and, and recognised by the scientific community, it becomes from longer. cryptozoology into just zoology uh. so an example of that was uh, there was a fish called the silocanth now oh, yeah, the silocanth. Yeah, yeah that was no strange looking fish okay. but the scientific community believed it went extinct at the uh, late cretaceous period when the dinosaurs died out yeah. so 65 oh, okay. million years ago now in 1938 the silocanth rocked up in the on the off the south coast of uh, south africa so oh, okay. suddenly it's now from cryptozoology zoology into zoology oh. yeah so interesting. it is a bit now if you take some animals like for example the gorilla now we all know what a gorilla is yeah obviously oh, now when do you think 
think the gorilla? Oh, Burrell, yeah. Well, now, when do you think the gorilla was discovered by science? You know, when? When was it? 1996. No. I'm gonna say late 1800s. Late 1800s. Late 1800s. Mm, I'd say it's from. Mm, well, the Victorians really loved them because obviously the exotic exotic animals were really sort of uh, prized and drawn about. Through the streets. You're thinking of uh, Putin. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you rode a bear. Oh, it's a bear. Sorry. Close right. enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a serious question. Isn't it? The Victorians used to ride weird animals. Weird yeah, they animals. used to. Exactly. Well, they used to try and domesticate things like zebras and stuff. Yeah. Like and the circus a as well. A Victorian man riding a gorilla. Well, that's <laughs> impossible. Well, so the gorilla was discovered in 1902. So. Oh. Kind of right. I yeah. said Victorian times, like eighteen <laughs> hundreds. So before that, it was myth and legend in Africa. It was just the locals and indigenous population saying there yeah. is a big hairy man who lives in the mountains. Now scientists at the time going, well, that's absolute nonsense. Yeah. There's, there's no such thing as that. Until obviously they were discovered by science. Oh wait, it's called the gorilla. We all know that exists now. But before that, it was myth, legend. You know, hairy local man. people Mountain. talking nonsense. But I did not know that. Now more. Recently than that, which is a little bit more fascinating, in the DRC in what's Africa, the what's the DRC? Oh, Democratic Republic of the Congo. Okay. So the indigenous people described an ape larger than a chimpanzee that howled at the moon and was known to be killing lions. Now, right. it, yeah, it was also apparently immune to their their poison dart arrows or whatever that they used to try and kill it. Apparently, it was immune. Now, the scientific community again. Oh, that's not true. You're, you're seeing something else, just yeah. a normal chimpanzee. Yeah. Now, in 1996, there was expedition oh, sent. Yeah, so quite recent, really. Yeah. And they discovered that it was these giant chimpanzees, and they were big enough and powerful enough to kill a lion, and also they were immune to, to the poisons that they were using. Oh, so, shit, man. So, it's called the Billy Ape. The uh, Billy Ape. The Billy Ape, yeah, I think oh, wow. that's down to where it was discovered. Yeah, well, uh, the person that discovered it. <laughs> no, I think it is the location. It's not just <laughs> someone called Billy. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's an example of something that was in the realm of cryptozoology and then comes into actual zoology. So there's a sort of brief explanation wow. of how the sort of process works. I didn't realise it was so new as such for like the gorilla and like the Billy yeah, well, like exactly, that. and we'll probably get onto that a little bit later on, okay. and you'll probably see why. So you're going to do a, a top five of your favourites? Yeah, these are, these are my favourites. These are your base. <laughs> yeah, they're not the only ones. There are probably hundreds in the in crypto, the cryptozoology world, but these are my top five, okay. or at least I think most relevant. Well, should we start with the first one then? Yeah, yeah. So, so the first one is the giant squid, or otherwise known as Architeuthis. Or the kraken. Yes, or the kraken. Now we'll what start... does that mean in Latin? I have no idea. Big, <laughs> big squid. <laughs> Architeuthis. Old tooth? It means that. I know toothis means literally teeth. Well, archi means old. Old, old tooth. tooth. So, like, so this is total speculation tooth. here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do know that, like, toothis, because it's used in summoning a demon spell. That you know. What, that I know. demon? It's, yeah. Like a dentist. Kind of, yes, <laughs> a dentist. But yeah, no, it's relevant dentist to teeth demon. and stuff like that. Okay. So. Old teeth. I mean, Kraken, again, I don't really know the exact translation, but the, the idea of the Kraken goes, spans back hundreds of years from, from it's a Norse terminology of Nordic uh, sailors or fishermen or whatever. Yeah. They, they described tales of... Have you know, got a picture of the, the, uh, the, the Kraken or the, the Kraken. We'll put all these up on social, of course. Yeah. 
And I promise you it will not be a picture of Cthulhu. Was Cthulhu a kraken? No. No, he was, he was a man with a squid head, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah that's the god, yes. That's the one. That's the kraken. That's the kraken. What's the film where it goes, release the kraken? Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so again, the kraken has come into popular culture through many ways. One of the Peter Benchley's The Beast. I don't know if anyone's seen that film. It's a bit like Jaws, but with squid. Um, <laughs> it's not I great. I think it's one of ones my dad's watched, and I've gone, no, that looks shit. I'm not going to oh, watch um, it. Uh, what's the, uh, Under the Sea? 2000 Leagues Under the Sea. Doesn't he fight one in that? I'm not sure. Squid. I don't know. I Maybe it's just that. a giant squid. No, he does. In 2000 Leagues Under the Sea, the old film. Fights, yeah. I'm pretty certain he fights. Oh, okay. It. It's a good scene where he stabs it in the eye. Uh -huh. right. Well, they, they do have the largest eye in the animal kingdom. So, the Kraken was described by sailors of Nordic heritage, and also there were English and Spanish all reporting that there's a huge tentacle beast lurking in the depths of the ocean. Now, the scientific community at the time ruled this out. We all know a squid, and if you think of a squid, what is it, two feet long, something like yeah, that, yeah, if you yeah. think of it in your head? Yeah. So, ruled out by the scientific community. Now, more recently... Do most of the legends surrounding the, the Kraken emanate from the Mediterranean North Sea kind of area? Well, no, because uh, you get it from Japan and oh, right, South okay. America as well, so okay. it's 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 pretty worldwide, I believe. Okay. So Now, more recently, again, the scientific community didn't recognise the existence of this. However, there were strandings on beaches of oh. squid, but squid of huge proportions. You know, these were, you know, 20 foot longs, I think one oh, wow. was reported. Mm -hmm. Well, this was actually a, a fishing trawler caught, in the, caught on the Falklands. It was 28 feet long, Jesus. which at the time, the scientific community then had to recognise the existence. So this is again something that's cryptid that now becomes a reality. It goes from cryptozoology to zoology. But do they do they know what species it was? Well, they, they, it's it's the science. one in the Falklands. Well, they they. <laughs> They're still undecided as to how many species of uh, Architufus there is, but I think the general consensus is there is just one, that they just range in size depending on their age. Mm. Now, photos of the alive ones weren't, weren't known at the time. It was just dead species coming onto either fishing trawlers yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or beach landings. But uh, in 2019, the Gulf of Mexico, there was live footage, so they actually went oh, wow. on an expedition and found footage, and these things are huge. Can we, can we try and find that briefly for a second? What, the live footage? Yeah, it'd be good to, to have a foot. Yeah. So, we don't have bones, do they? No, they don't, no. So they can go quite deep and uh, withstand the pressures of the deep ocean. Mm. Well, that's right. So the, the idea is that they were never discovered by traditional scientific methods because they live at the deep ocean. They are not something that you're going to come how across. How deep does the ocean go? Well, I think the deepest part is about eight miles. So something... Something Marianne trench. No, that that's it, that's not. I'm not exactly sure where it is. And the Mariana Trench, I think Marianne. you're thinking of. But yeah. I think the deepest point is about seven miles, which, really? which is Christ. you know very yeah, deep. That's taller than Everest, isn't it? <laughs> but down. But down. <laughs> What's the opposite? Tall. <laughs> Short. No, because short is still a height. What's the opposite? Negative of down. Deep. There we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it take me so long to get to that conclusion? Science, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Science. <laughs> right, I found the footage. Oh wow, awesome. So yeah. Let's do this. Right, so this is the footage and we'll put a link up on socials and everything so you guys can see it as well. Does it say where it was uh what what the context of why how it was filmed? From Disney Channel's broadcast of Monster Squid, thanks to Dr. Cathodra, Dr. O'Shea and Dr. Widder. Okay, so they just stuck a camera underwater. I think they were just doing research like David well, Attenborough does. Well usually they uh new see, uh, new research methods is they realise that deep ocean creatures use bioluminescence to yeah. uh yeah, like the anglerfish like the anglerfish yeah. Yeah. yeah so they used a bioluminescent 
law oh, to right, attract right. the the squid, and that's hence why they've managed to capture them on oh, on right, footage. Okay, funny. Um, I'll put the audio up so you guys can hear that how the excited they scene. are. Yeah, but we'll obviously put a link up because this was released. 2019? Yes, it should so be. That's really recent week, week. then. From watching it, the, the bait that they're using is that of a small shark. Or was it? And it was larger, like the tentacles and the head and like the body, and that was That's twice as large. Mm. What's a squid's natural um, prey? A fish, mostly. Okay. So mm. they have tentacles, and on the end of those tentacles are suckers, if you like. Now they. they crustaceans as well, don't they? They're yeah, yeah they will do, yes. Yeah. But uh, I think the main source of prey is fish. Now they, they have suckers on the end of the tentacles, they grab them, and this is the interesting bit. In this, Its mouth part is a beak, yeah, like a yeah. bird, yeah. rather than anything else. Yeah. Now, you the, do get some fish though that have beaks, don't you? you well, do. yes, yeah. like the yeah. parrotfish, that has almost yeah. like a beak, yeah. doesn't mm -hmm. it? Now the interesting part is that so far I think the largest is around 20 feet, which is, you know, that's a big squid. Yeah. But cryptozoologists believe that they can get a hell of a lot larger, in fact some scientists do as well. Now the reason they know this is because sperm whales, it's a pred large predatory whale, they, yeah. they're known to hunt the giant squid. So, I mean, there's never footage of this. I mean, and that would be a pretty incredible yeah. footage yeah. of a giant squid fighting a giant whale. But uh, Sounds like a film. <laughs> it does, yeah. So, now, once some of these whales have beached themselves accidentally and scientists have looked at them, when they've cut open the gut, they've found that inside these whales are the beaks of the squids that they've been hunting on. Oh, wow. And you can determine the size of the squid from the size of the beak. And some of the beaks that they've found inside, inside the sperm whale are huge so some are predicting that from the size of the beak they could be up to 40 foot long which is probably and it's hard for That's listeners to see but it's twice the size of this room 40 meters as well it's three <laughs> three odd feet per meter so about two miles so it's about two miles two miles what's on about two miles <laughs> <laughs> two mile long squid now that's a big squid that would be about, a spectacle um, 13 13 yeah it'd be about 13 meters long two 13, miles 14. okay so a mile <laughs> yeah it's a bit off it's a, one off. It's a, <laughs> it's a big animal. How now, big do sperm whales get? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're... I, they're bigger than 40 foot. I don't know on their length. I mean, their weight would be a hell of a lot more than the, than the giant squid, the, the mass of them. Yeah. Uh, they have... Scientists have attached cameras onto the sperm whales to try and find footage yeah. of them hunting the squid, but so far they've been unsuccessful. Why are they called sperm whales? Why do you think the sea's salty? Uh, <laughs> I knew that joke was coming. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> that was a genuine question. Why are they called sperm whales? I don't know. Big, don't like it. You don't? Yeah, you make me watch every single documentary ever. I know he's a national treasure, but I don't like him. something a bit sly about him. How can David Attenborough be sly? He says this, but then he makes me watch every single David Attenborough no, documentary. I've never watched David Attenborough. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Big Planet. Big, big planet. planet. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> green Planet. Blue, blue Planet. Big Blue Planet. Blue Planet, Planet Earth, Planet Earth 2, Blue Planet 2. They're the big ones, I suppose. Yeah, he's made me watch them. Which are incredible. They are. And if you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. You've made me watch them, and don't pretend you haven't. I think I'm just of the opinion that the natural world should be conquered. I don't I don't know how much respect I have for gorillas. What else does he cover chimps? <laughs> I don't think gorillas have much respect for you, to be honest. No, that's fine. This that's is why fine. we don't take him to the local zoo, because gorillas would just attack. I, mean, I could appreciate like a cockatoo or something. Well, that's fire. good for the cockatoos to know that you appreciate <laughs> them, the isn't it? Just the one species. 
So, so that's the giant squid, really. So, again, it's something that is in the realms of cryptozoology, or has been, and now is coming to the realm of zoology. So, technically, it's not a cryptid. Yeah. It's it's an actual live animal that exists. We haven't discovered it's, you know, we don't hardly know anything about yeah. it. Would it be quite a very old? Oh, I don't, yes, definitely. You know, it would be an ancient creature, you know, yeah. probably dating back millions and millions of years. But, again, hardly anything is known. We don't know anything about its lifestyle, mating habits. We don't really know much about anything at all but so that's something for science to get its claws into or be recently found a new octopus haven't they is that right i don't know yeah, what um, like a rainbow octopus <gasps> rainbow blanket o- octopus i think it's off china or it's like the eastern side yeah. and the tentacles are all attached but they've got like a blanket over them and the octopus puts the blanket over the like their prey and kills mm. them that way mm. it's like webbed tentacles. yeah but oh, it looks yeah. like a blanket the way it, where it floats in the water i think mm. i've seen footage of something yeah, I think like I might show you That's the really cute. Well, they're, they're fascinating animals, really. Uh, and octopus and giant squid are very... Uh, well, all squid are closely yeah. related, and the cuttlefish, but they're by far the most intelligent invertebrate. Really? Yeah, I've, I've uh, seen videos where they problem-solve. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they oh. can do all Good sorts of... They they in ages. fact, we, we used to, yeah. you told me this was absolute nonsense, but I watched a documentary years ago, and we talked about it at the pub, I, that squid will become the next dominant species... And I think I showed you a picture from it of like land squid. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not, it is nonsense. No, they were, they were living in the trees, according yeah. to this apparent documentary. Land tree squid. Not worth a watch. I'd love to see that. Have you seen that? Um, I think it was on YouTube about the squid that was killing its fish in the tanks next to it, or yeah. an octopus. Yeah. Mm. Oh, stealing fish, wasn't it? Yeah, from he, a restaurant. No, no, no. He was, it was in a zoo, I think, in America. What's so funny about that? It was getting out of its tank, going yeah. into a restaurant, and stealing I thought they had it in a tank in no, a restaurant. No, it was in a zoo. Oh, okay. And it was all, like, buried up. He'd learnt the security guards, like, walkabouts. Routine, yeah. And he waited until he knew the security guards weren't coming in and sneak into the tank next to it, which had all, like, his fish that he would eat in. Mm-hmm. Went and ate a couple of fish and went back to his tank before the security guard came back. Oh, it's going to be some kind of squid uprising, isn't it? There we is. have to fight the squid. Funny well, that the prepared. apes really got it wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, so, some of the things that squid can do, so... There's the mimicking squid, or mimic squid, I think it's called. Now, this is interesting. Well, yeah, a lot of them can change their colour, but this one change its body shape to mimic other animals. So it can change its body shape to look like uh, venomous sea serpents. Oh, okay. So it scares off any any potential predators. Mm. Uh, it can also mimic the sand as well. Yeah, the patterns. As yeah. Well. So I mean that's a camouflage technique. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's other types of octopus. Sorry, that um, now it went under attack from shark. I think this is on one of David Attenborough's. Yeah. It covers itself in shells so that the shark doesn't oh, recognise yeah. yeah, it's there. Yeah, that was there. that big blue then, sea thing. Yeah, <laughs> the big blue <laughs> sea. Sea, yeah. Sea time. So, yeah, sea sea time. Flashback. So we can only assume that the giant squid from its yeah. relative size is likely to be an intelligent creature as well. Yeah, and definitely. a threat to humanity. Well, living at the deep ocean, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine well, it's most of it. It would have surface. to be cold-blooded if it lived at the bottom of the sea. I mean, you'd want I to imagine see squid cold. Well, only mammals are warm-blooded, aren't they? Whales are whales are mammals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whales are mammals. Dolphin. Are dolphins mammals? Right. Yes, yes, dolphins that, are mammals. That was a good one. Are sharks mammals? Always... No, sharks are fish. They have warm blood. Uh, sharks can regulate their body temperature, but oh. they're not warm-blooded as such. Oh, okay. Okay, so should we move on to number two? Yeah. Let's do this. Now, this is the Tasmanian tiger, otherwise known as the tiger fly. Now, this is a marsupial predator that, again, went extinct in Tasmania. Uh, Tasmania is an island off the coast of Australia. It did, uh, 
did used to live in Australia, but went extinct there, and then it was only uh, alive on Tasmania. Marsupial now, marsupial marsupial. oh, so a marsupial, it's a mammal. Now, the, the, the specifics of a marsupial is, you know, like a kangaroo, it, it has a pouch. pouch. Yeah. Yeah. So this animal, which I'm sure we've got a picture of, of it, it looks... Oh, yeah. I don't know why I texted my sister for that. I'll be back. Are we joined by Clee, Rich's girlfriend? Yeah, she's had a busy day tattooing today, so she's just... Hello. Hello. Right, <laughs> so next one. Yeah, so this is number three. So, slightly different. So I'm going to tell you, this one's different in the way that it sparks my interest in cryptozoology, if you like. Okay. So I have a little personal story about this one. Strapping guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that then. So it started in a little village in called Badsley. Uh, We've mentioned it on the show before. Yeah. Oh, you've mentioned it on the show before, of course you have, yeah. So, well, I don't need to say it then, you already know. No. So, <laughs> I was waiting for a lift, probably 11 o'clock at night, pitch black, really quiet little sleepy sort of village. And what I saw, now this is kind of sightings that's typical in cryptozoology that only last for a second or so, so it's quite you know, hard to really pinpoint. It was a couple of years ago. But what I saw was a Labrador-sized black creature cross the road in front of me. Uh, now your first instinct is, well, it must be a Labrador. But the way it moved, it was low to the ground, sort of sleeking across the road. Oh, wow. And what was particularly noticeable, you know, the tail was probably the length of the the animal, you know. Yeah. Um, so really feeline then. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, Boris's yeah. tails just as long as his body. Mm. Yeah, the, the way it was sort of shaped, sort of almost curled back on itself. Uh, again, so a couple of seconds now, dis- sleeped across the road, disappeared into the bush. Now, I walked across the road to sort of investigate. Now, it's complete silence. You know, there was no there was no noise or anything. There was no there was no other people around. It wasn't like it was a, a, just someone walking their dog had just let it off the leash. One, yeah. it didn't look like a dog. It was just the size of the dog. And there, there was no one around. And, and that was it. And I thought, well, that, what was that? You know, to me, that looks like... It has to be us. You came out of a pub where you drunk. No, I was driving and, you know, that's everyone knows drink driving's bad. Oh, so I was waiting for a lift. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were. Oh, that's right. Usually so, I drive. But anyway, um, no, I wasn't drunk. Maybe two two pints. Okay. Yeah. Does that obstruct no, your vision no, no, too no. much? So no, two, no, three no. pints. Well, yeah. we're on Alex third now, so I think we're good. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be coffee. We're on a bit. We've ch- this episode, we've changed a little bit, haven't we? I think <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got the alcohol inside, flowing uh, on this one. <laughs> So yeah, so this part's my interest. So I started looking a little bit deeper into it. What you know, what how could I possibly see what looked like a large cat in the UK, a large black leopard in the yeah. UK? So I started looking into it. And it's I'm not the only one to have sighted these large cats. It's been going on for quite some time that people yeah. have been spotting these all over, all over the country, not just in the in the West Midlands. In particular to Badsley, when we were in the pub. Yeah, and the barman said that he Dave, the barman said that he'd uh, mentioned it. Um, yeah, uh, well, sorry, seen it. Yeah, and I was talking to a friend the other day, and he said he used to um, run like an airsoft um, group in mm. the area. Um, and he and the 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 people he was doing with it were in a field, local field to Badsley, and he was in a hedgerow, and he heard this like a. Rah! And he, he actually saw it. What was that noise? Is that accurate, that, that noise? Do that oh, noise again. Right. <laughs> 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 so, like, you know, when a, you hear a, a big cat about to pounce. 
No. No, 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 I wouldn't say. Okay. Yeah. What is the noise? I'm not doing any. I'll, sort of in, I'll insert a prowling yes, cat noise here. Yeah. But that kind of noise, and he said he, he it jumped past him and then ran off. Basically. Right. So, what did he tell you? Size of the thing? Or? He said it was a large black cat. Right. Okay. Well, like I say, I'm not there. <laughs> well, I went into the pub a couple of weeks later and told what their story to the barman. He very casually said, "Oh, you know, that's 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 the Black Panther of Badsley." Oh, right, oh, okay. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. Really? Because, yeah, yeah, they're spotted round here all the time. You know, it's it, as casual as you like, as if it was just, you know, the village idiot that was wandering around, you know. And there was a there was, there was was a lady in the corner who piped up and said the same thing. Oh, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the cat. You know, I've spotted it. You know, it's fairly common. And this is quite old sort of traditional pub, isn't it? Something from... It's a very nice pub. Yeah, I think I mentioned that. On yeah, the basically, Nick <laughs> keeps mentioning the pub so he can get a free pint of cider. Yeah. I think Dave just listened to this, or he said he would. Mm, he's unlikely to give you a free drink, but it's very old. <laughs> <laughs> Even a discount is fine. <laughs> yeah, a very old-fashioned pub, something like you'd see from from a film that was replicating yeah. what we're talking. Uh, but yeah, so this sparked my interest. So looking into it further, I was thinking, well, how could this possibly happen? What I mean, you got any how? Would an animal that is native to Africa and Asia? So where panthers are from? Well, the the leopard is as it were, quite widespread from Africa, Asia, you China. I think you even get them in. And there are black leopards. Well, the leopard, the the black comes from. It's just a genetic defect, if you like, that oh, okay. that doesn't. Um... So where are panthers from in particular? A panther is just the terminology for a black leopard. It's just a oh, different it? breed. Oh, it's okay. like, you know how you have cat, you have a Maine Coon, you have oh, a Bengal, okay. it's just a different I breed of that. No, no, it's just a leopard with a, a genetic defect yeah. that oh, makes right. it, okay. its coloration black. If you actually look closely at black leopards, you can see the, the spotted... Pattern. Uh, spotted okay. pattern on them. No, I, I thought they were completely spotted. Hence why you can never no. change leopard spots. Yeah, it just it all it means is it's not defective to their survival, if you like. So it, it, you know, if one came out pink, it wouldn't it wouldn't survive. But being black, yeah. they can still survive. They can, yeah. you know. So, but how, how do you think they would? Why oh, would the they Victorians be brought them over. Yeah, I was going to say we used I to know, have quite. I know why they were over here. Is it because you're reading my notes? <laughs> 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 I knew before. Oh, okay. Go on. With a little bit of reading your so notes to remember. So there used to be um, the, uh, British people, uh, especially since colonial times, as, as Charlotte just mentioned, we used to, it was, it was quite the done thing uh, to own exotic animals. So I think you could yeah. buy uh, exotic animals in Harrods at one point. Yeah, you? that's right. And yeah. then at some point, um, I'm not entirely sure when. I think it was the, the 60s. Or the 70s, the government changed. It was 1976 because I just read Richard's Yeah, notes. now he's reading yeah. <laughs> So the, um, the government passed an act saying, making it illegal to um, own large animals. An animal over a certain weight. Yeah, so yeah. And instead of, I don't know what they'd say they'd do, would, would you have to take them to be put down? Yeah, so the, the act, it was the Dangerous Animals Act in 1976. Now, you could buy one of these exotic pets, so a, a leopard or a lion, and I think a leopard was around £500 from... Really? Harrods, um, which is which is a lot of money in 1976. Yeah. You're talking exclusively for the elite, if you like, yeah. and they were treated them like they were they their pets. You know, to get like them we treat normal animals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're not pets. They're not domesticated. No, they would have been a, a right handful to look after. So some of them uh, would have let them go rather than taking them to the vets to be put down or put in a zoo or something like that. They would have let them out into the wild, drove off into the countryside, and released these animals now 
cryptozoologists believe this was common practice when the Dangerous Animals Act came in. There's only actually been two people admitting that they, they released their uh, leopards into the wild. Yeah. Okay. There's still two more than... What that should, should, have. That should yeah. be there now. Have you I'll, ever seen that video on YouTube? It's the one I think it's probably the only thing in the last ten years that's made me cry. Oh, with the lion! Oh, everyone loves that video. Yeah, don't they? yeah. Well, they, they, lion. Well, they, these this? two guys. I don't know if they were a couple in the seventies. No, they weren't a couple. They were. They mm. seemed very. What if they were? No, that's fine. I'm mm. just saying. I don't know if they, whether they're a couple or not. But they they had a lion. Yes. Lion, yeah, yeah. Lion, bought yeah. again, bought from Harrods. Yeah. Right. And they, they, instead of having him put down or, or yeah, it was a male lion, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they took him to <laughs> Africa, released him into a sanctuary, and then they go about like ten years later. Oh yeah. And no, sorry, lion, sorry. Th- yeah, no, it was a male. And so. then the lion comes up and hugs and them, and it's them, yeah. beautiful. It was it's adorable. absolutely beautiful. It's amazing how I long saw. their memory is or that yeah. sort of thing, though, to be fair. It's quite check it out. We'll put a link to that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. If you need some feels. Or even <laughs> on the Insta as well, I'll, I'll even put a screenshot of the hug. Yeah, yeah. I don't really care adorable. about human beings or get empathetic towards human beings. but Give him a cat any day. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple released into the world in 1976. Obviously, the lifespan of those animals... They're long gone, those ones. So yeah, yeah. in order for them to be still sighted today, there must be a breeding population, however small it be. Yeah. They must somehow be reaching uh, reaching each other and, and mating. Now, obviously, that's that's difficult. Yeah. But if I, you... I asked you a question in the pub and you all laughed at me. Um, <laughs> that's that's not... not uncommon. <laughs> I was going to say that's really not uncommon. I thought maybe panthers live in like a nest. Yes. No. They don't, they don't. Why are you looking at me like that, Claire? What, what? I'm looking. I think me and Claire giving you the same flick. I don't know how big cats live. I thought they were like a little. They don't live in a den or something. They they live in a den as such, but they don't go and get. But Rich says they sleep up trees. They're quite solitary animals, and they sleep up trees. Yeah. So if we're talking about how uh, a a leopard would survive in the UK, well, it's it's actually very easy for them to survive. If you look at the uh, if you look at the leopard population around the world, they're very uh, a diverse animal they can they can live in all sorts of climates you get the snow leopard in the himalayas you get african leopards on the savannah you get you even get urban leopards in mumbai and in india so their diet dietary requirements are so easily um, satisfied by the animals yeah. in in the uk now in terms of saying making a nest obviously they don't do that but can they... you imagine a cat walking around with a stick in its mouth it's for my nest <laughs> exactly you know they scavenge as well yes they, they yeah. won't turn the nose up scav- scavenging that's, that's how the ones in like mumbai and like yeah well survive on. they primarily eat the uh, dog population the feral yeah. dog <laughs> population yeah. that's what's brought them into mumbai now the interesting point about that is Mumbai, I don't know what the city population is of Mumbai, which multi-multi-millions, yet, and we know that there's a a relatively large population of leopards there, but they're not spotted, because Mm. leopards are designed uh, to not be spotted. That is their sort of niche in nature. They stay well hidden. But they're nice, nice. Hunters as well. Yes, yes, they're, mo- yeah. they're mostly. Well, being black, it's beneficial to be. Yeah, they mo- mostly hunt at night, but they can live off anything from so- even bugs and beetles to. Really? Yeah, yeah, but there is nothing Spiny in this. yet satisfying. Well, we <laughs> watch our cats and they eat bugs and beetles, I guess, so it's not. Boris eats everything and anything. Yeah, especially how. Now, in, 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 in terms of sightings, which are few and 
few and far between. But yeah. for an animal that's we're assuming, or a cryptologist is assuming, is very few in population, um, sightings are few and far between because they, they like to remain hidden. Now, the sightings do happen. You know, in fact, I've got some statistics. 2017, there were 57 sightings in Norfolk. There were 26 sightings in Suffolk. They were the two counties with the most sightings. It's surprising in Norfolk. Wow. They took enough time away from having sex with their first cousins <laughs> to, <laughs> to do anything else. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't know how reliable these sightings are. I mean, we can see on YouTube there are some... Uh, the difficulty with those sightings is because the distance is involved. We don't, you know, it's hard to get a sense of scale on yeah. on, on your from your phone camera. So is but, that is that the main areas where they're sighted? They're, they're the two most popular sightings. Now, okay. West Midlands is one is up there as well, and Devon, Cornwall, Dorset, mm. and other and other major areas. So it's place. It seems to be like places that are less built up. Yeah, it's certainly wilderness yeah, areas. Yeah. Certainly so, wilderness. But there must areas. be a, a discrepancy when, say, the government officials who were in charge of enforcing this law mm. said went to these places of residence, I guess, like stately homes, rich people's homes. And saw that they had a big cat, and then there, there was no suddenly no big cat. There must be like a huge discrepancy on the record. Well, I suppose there is. Maybe maybe they could falsify information. I mean, you're talking about or bribery. Yeah. You don't know. You're talking about very yeah. wealthy people. Or even back then, if they were recorded correctly. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, it's not that long ago. I mean, seventy, seventy. What was it? Seventy six. Like the 50s. No, but I don't think there was any census on yeah. how many people had these dangerous animals. If there's oh, something on the free market is readily sold, you have to register. Because if you imagine they're, they're, going to like ASDA, how do you? Oh, you brought a loaf of bread. I'm going to put you on a list. Yeah, you get that. I don't so think the government knew how many were being sold. Sorry, Steph. Can you just check on your phone whether you had to register to own a big cat in the okay. UK just before 1976? Yeah. I suppose we're looking at. It's out of interest. I and like, also, you don't know if, like, for example, one person brought two, a male and a female, and then they bred, and bred then they them, sold, sold them. them. On. Yeah, you that's don't know right. about that as you well. You think it'd be regulated in some way, surely? Well, I, I, after 1976, it was, but before yeah, that... Who knows? Mm. So what were the exemptions? Obviously, just literally, just zoos could only house big cats. Yeah, I think you can get a specialised licence now. I mean, you could have one now, but... You'd, really? you'd, yeah, you could, but you'd have to have... No. <laughs> He's looking at me like, please, can we have a big kitty cat? No. <laughs> well, uh, strict regulations. You'd have to have a large cage, I suppose, to keep He's got it a in wood. your. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we put a bit of a, a bit of a wire fence up around the side. Well, we could use the abandoned cow shed. Mm, Stock yeah. that out as a proper. Den well, there's some it. ideas for the future, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. How the local people like have... uh, grand designs, but with yeah. yeah, cats instead of. Now, houses. I suppose some of the. Some of the sightings, well, it's farmers reporting that their sheep have been attacked. Now, if you think in our countryside of England, we have a lot of agricultural and yeah. farmland. Now, obviously, the temptation, if there were black lepers, the temptation for a sheep has got to be, you know, hard to resist. So yeah. there are accounts of farmers finding their sheep with what is specific about how a leopard kills its prey. It uses its two large canines to puncture holes in the throat of the animal. Now, there's nothing else like that in the UK that use that as sort of method of attack. You yeah, because wolves don't attack like that, do they? Well, no, wolves don't, but we don't have wolves in this country. So. Why not? Oh, I thought we did. What, wolves? Yeah, no, I thought no, we'd have wolves in Wales. No, there's no wild no, wolves in the UK. Well, Why not? Northern uh, Europe, are we? Wolves? 
Yes, but well, yes, you get them in you get them in yeah, Europe, but, but not in the UK. But they don't attack good. in that same way. So a wolf pack will, well, they will go for the throat, but typically they run down their prey yeah. and they'll bite at the ankles until the prey is exhausted, and then they'll just eat it alive. What's essentially, the, what's the biggest predator apart from man that we have in the UK? <laughs> in the UK, the largest predator. Well, do we, have, we don't have bears, do we? No, we don't have bears. You do live in the UK. Have you ever seen a bear? Yes, but it, the, the, the world now is so unnaturalised, we, we don't really see that many wild animals. I mean, I know, apart from squirrels and pigeons and that kind of stuff. Mm, it's an interesting question. I don't actually know the answer. I mean, there's nothing of any size, really, in this country. You know, badgers, foxes, that's about as big as they get in predatory animals. We get badgers. Badgers are predators? We do get badgers. Yeah. I know we get badgers, obviously. I didn't know they were yeah. predators. yeah. Are they? Golden eagle, that's a predatory animal. They're quite Vultures. big. You get them, you get them oh, in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, sparrowhawks. They're tiny. Are they? Yeah. But there's no Vultures, land like creature. No, I, I, not, that, that, not that comes to mind, anyway. So, so farmers are reporting these, these dead sheep. Now, the interesting thing about that is not only that they're the bite marks in the throat, that mm. sometimes they've been found in trees. Now... Leopards are renowned for taking, in Africa, yeah. they're renowned for taking their, their prey into a tree because oh. other predators then can't get hold of it. Your hyenas, yeah. lions, uh, what else have we got there? Any coyotes? Mm. Yeah, the ones that cheetahs. can't climb. They such. can't climb, so yes. a leopard. You see that behaviour even in domestic cats. Some cats will take their food to a safer place. To yeah, eat it. exactly. It's perfectly natural. Now, there's nothing in the UK that can take a sheep and drag it up into into mm-hmm. the into the yeah. trees now some there have been reports of farmers finding dead sheep in trees are you sure it's not aliens it could be aliens do you want to bring anything to that nick with aliens uh, aliens don't really mutilate sheep oh well, there are cattle Supposedly. mutilations yeah there are do they put them in trees but it's very specific things like missing tongue missing eyes anus drilled out why are you finding that funny just because i said <laughs> <aliens>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> grow up <laughs> Steph, you can't find anything, can you? No, I can't find anything that says that you could, that you registered to buy um, cats or any kind of um, exotic animals of that sort of kind. Mm. As far as I can find out, it was just right. a case of rocking up and buying one. Oh right, right. So, so yeah. there was probably no uh, codified, no official records. I think because I watched a, I watched a documentary on uh, the big carrot Harrod cats not too long ago, mm. and you have to kind of pass a criteria. So if you've got somewhere to put, so you can't like just rock up and be like, I've got this very small house where I can put him in the shed or something. They will mm. obviously not let you have one. But if you've got somewhere to put it and you've got reasonable grounds to say that I've, I can give this cat a fair life, then they will let you have one. Okay. So there was some kind of criteria. But yeah. Not necessarily some kind like of a regulation. Register, a register. No, no. Or census to how many there were, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, there could have been... God knows how, they, how many there could have been. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't know. So. Because, I mean, because fashionable like things breed, take, take well. wildfire, don't they? They, they, they do. Exactly, sweet. yeah. Especially when the, the elite are involved, yeah. it's kind of uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a status thing to have a, a big cat. That's, and that's it exactly what it was. Was it just big cats or was it other animals? No, no, yeah, there was zebras. Other, yeah. other exotic animals, they yeah. Got, but they didn't monkeys. believe zebras into the world. And... I don't believe so. I mean, there's certainly no sightings of wild ze- zebras. Or monkeys or, or chimps. I imagine chimps were quite No, popular. a lot of the, the women... You hate chimps, don't you? Yeah. Just explain what to people why you despise chimps. Well, it's not that I despise them in their natural habitat. So in America, you, we're talking about the licenses to keep these animals. Yeah. In America, their their laws are very, very laxed on what animals you can keep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you, you can keep tigers yeah. and yeah. lions and stuff. Quite. Oh, I have, there's a Louis Through documentary about people who keep um, 
Yeah. Exotic, yeah. wild, the dangerous animals. animals. Yeah. Now, chimpanzees are probably the worst of the lot to keep because one, they're very unpredictable, and two, they're very aggressive. Yeah. And when they do, so if a lion was to attack you or a big cat, it would probably dispatch with dispatch you quite quickly. Go yeah. go for the throat, and you wouldn't last very long. Now, a chimpanzee doesn't operate in that same way. They often Go for your eyes, bite your fingers off. They'll go for your genitalia to like a child. You like it, like, like a, a child, like a child, but yeah. the strength. Wait, of, sorry, what? I never <laughs> had a child attack my genitalia, but no, like how ch children act, like when they fight, where they scratch and bite and claw at things. Yeah, that I think kind of thing. it sounds like they maybe they, not the genitalia. They're doing it to injure you rather than kill yeah. you yeah, quickly, yeah. To, to and take that... you down as a potential mate for other chimps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're to knock you out of the hierarchy. Steph's found something. Yeah, so no, I've just found a, the I list of... I thought she was about to say you were attacked by maybe a chimp or something. Absolutely. To be honest, I have been to a zoo and they literally were throwing shit at me in the window. Chimps <laughs> <laughs> don't like me. <laughs> but, like, in, in Harrods, so um, it says that the Pet Kingdom um, was released in 1917, uh, originally selling pets such as lions, camels, alligators, and even baby elephants. Apparently one person went up to uh, the Harrods staff and was like, can I buy a camel? And they replied with one hump or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, classy Britain. Stay mm. classy Britain. So, I mean, that, I mean... Is that, is that all you wanted to talk about, the big cats? Yeah, unless you've got any questions or anything. No, you... I think we've... Well, Are you just... sure it wasn't a ferret? A ferret? A what, ferret. That, that I saw? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a ferret. That's a very different was... animal. <laughs> do, do you think people are mistaking ferrets for large oh, no, I, leopards uh, in like, the UK? Ferrets are tiny. Like You can You can get quite big ferrets. I have been savaged by ferrets before. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really don't think that they are... Yeah. People are mistaken also, ferrets. Also, could it not have possibly been like a husky as such? Or is well, it the fact well, that Labrador, after... You said it was Labrador size. Labrador well. size. Yeah. I, I, I'd imagine that plenty of the sightings are yeah. either domestic cats, mm. where long distances and they can't... If you've got nothing to uh, gauge, the, gauge the distance the by, yeah. you know, a, you know, just in a, in a field, it's hard to get any scale with that. Some of them will just be... A cats. large domestic yeah. cat. I, I well, you were really close to this. Thing, yeah, I wasn't far away. Yeah. Like Twenty meters away. Yeah, most. I mean there was an experiment where, and this was done in America, where there were people were blindfolded and shown scale models of sort of a black cat shape, yeah. and then asked to identify the size at different distances, and it showed that. Even in fields, that they were fairly accurate on the on okay. on guessing the size. You know, yeah. I think with our binocular vision that humans have, which is for judging distances and and sizes and stuff yeah. like that, we're quite accurate with that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still no under uh, under no doubt that some of it will be just large domestic cats. Yeah. Yeah. So so what do you go? What do you guys think of we well, going to the scale? scale? Yeah. Yeah. Steph. I think it's absolutely plausible. Like I'm really feeling it. I mean. Many sightings can't be wrong, so um, and it's your personal account as well. Mm. So you, I suppose you can't unsee that. No, I mean I could be lying. I mean, yeah, there is that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but just uh, to get on the show. Just yeah, just to get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I, I think it's entirely plausible that they uh, again like the um, well, obviously a different circumstance to why they exist in the wild compared to the uh, the Tasmanian tiger, but. It seems completely possible that, that um, they were they were released and and that breeding pairs yeah. found each other and yeah and still exist. I think yeah I do I and agree. Point, you've, 
Yeah. I agree that it's like entirely plausible. And you obviously yeah. think it's plausible because you saw it. Yeah, I, I can't see the, I can't see any reason. Apart, it's di obviously difficult for 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 a mating population yeah. to sustain itself but knowing a bit about leopards and they do travel large distances mm. for mates and they mm. remain unseen it's i think it's as plausible as it can, can be they can adapt to their circumstance as well yeah. very adaptable animals yeah. knowing the environments they can survive in the, the uk is no problem for that yeah. they kind of find themselves with scent as well so they do like their marking territory and yeah. things like that mm. so it, i suppose it wouldn't be unheard of for them to find each other no no, no. Cleek, what do you think <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. Right. Number number two. This is number now. two. Yeah. So this one's a little bit shorter on the conversation. You, you'll see why. So this one, number two, the Loch Ness monster. <gasps> Nessie. Nessie. Now, what do you guys know about the Loch Ness monster? I guess we'll start I used with to you watch guys the, on that. The cartoon in the nineties, the Nesses. Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't think that was that sort was of thing? based on fact, but yeah, go on. Yeah, they were like um, there was multiple Nesses. Great. That's probably as best as I can describe it. Well, well they all wore hats, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they were yeah. all like Scottish. Yeah, there have been no like sightings of the Loch Ness monster wearing hats. <laughs> <laughs> I will just put that out there. Um, I mean, I've seen the famous photo that was taken in what the fifties, sixties. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it looks. Can we get that? Can we get that photo? Cause that... Yeah. Nick, move the table this way. You keep knocking it. With oh, sorry. Yeah, can we get that, can we photo? Get that photo? Yeah, it's, it's called the surgeon's photo of Loch Ness. I mean, the monster. problem with that photo, there's no real detail on it. It is in sort of shadow, whatever it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a detailed photo. Nessie. That's exactly the one. Yeah, that's the now, one. Now, that is the classic representation Nessie. of the Loch Ness Monster, isn't it? That's what everyone thinks of when yeah. they think, you know, that's what everyone sees when they think of the Loch Ness Monster, isn't it? That long neck mm. emerging out of the water. It Quite could be an really. elephant trunk. I mean, yeah, it does kind of, if you do see that. We brought elephants. Into the UK, so we didn't take them to Scotland. It could be an elephant. Trunk. I don't think they took to water though. They do. Yeah, elephants can swim. swim, can't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and can they swim. breathe by having their trunk out of the water like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. So no, I don't. I don't believe anyone is claiming that the Loch Ness monster is actually an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm claiming it. Because the Loch Ness is really quite big, isn't it? it it's well, it's really actually deep the, deep the well. largest body yeah. of water in the UK. The Loch yeah. Ness. Loch oh, Ness is yes, yes. Of standing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's around 25 miles long, something like oh, that. Oh, Jesus. Like yeah, that. so it is it's the largest body of water. It's quite deep as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite deep. Um, there's extensive research on, on the, the animals or, that are in Loch Ness. Yeah. A wide uh, variety of fish. They've also got a, um, if I, again, I was watching something on, um, as a documentary, and there's yeah. actually um, academies and um, places that are set up around the Loch Ness mm -hmm. that are specifically there to take in sightings or to look out for things. They've specifically got an eye on that whole entire um, Have they found bit of water. No, not no. really, <laughs> other than sightings. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it's a huge tourist attraction yeah. For, yeah. for Scotland, you know. I mean, there are expeditions in terms of you can book onto a boat, mm -hmm. rock up on the day and, you know, pay you 20 quid. You know, there are people on the water yeah. all the time looking for Loch Ness. And that might be why she won't show herself again. What, because she's scared? Of the yeah, because there's so much activity. I just don't like attention. Yeah, <laughs> where, she's an introvert. But where, where would she hide? 
there could be cave systems. Yeah, I mean there are there, there are caves there yeah, that you know something be, could be lurking. Yeah, and it could be quite deep, and it might be that she's adapted her body so that she can camouflage herself as such. But at the same time, like the, the image that's there, it doesn't really look like a, a, a watery animal. It looks like something that doesn't like because like obviously fish just live under the water and they're adapted to live under the water for a very long time. But there yeah, are but some animal, really... animals like dolphins, so, mammal, uh, yeah. mammalian uh, water. Like the, the surface, um, well, this is an interesting point. Sorry, the shout No, they're no. whales. No. Now, the, the, the classic design that you know of when you think of the Loch Ness Monster is that of a plesiosaur, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which was around at the same time the dinosaurs went extinct. Is that a long Is it like a brontosaurus with flappers? Yeah, so it's got it's oh. <laughs> no, it's not a dinosaur, it's a plesiosaur. It lives in the water, but it is Please a Please re- explain the distinction. Well, there are no dinosaurs in the water. That's probably the main distinction. <laughs> so, even though it was say like, the dinosaur period, they were still called something else. Yeah, because it wasn't a dinosaur. What's the definition of a dinosaur? Uh, it's it's it's, it's... extinct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's relatively hard to explain. It's the way the hip, the hip joints work that differentiates it between other reptiles around at the time. Now, if you think of a pterodactyl, some people think that's a dinosaur, a flying dinosaur. It's not. It's not related to dinosaurs, it's a pterosaur. Yeah. Now, plesiosaurs are an aquatic reptile. In Jurassic Park, they call them dinosaurs. Well, Jurassic Park's not real, Nick. <laughs> you told me it was real. We all dream it to be real. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, the. So, a plesiosaur is a water dwelling large lizard? Reptile, yes. Reptile. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what's a crocodile then? Because I know they say that comes back. It's a crocodilian, it's, a, it's another. Um, Aquatic reptile, but it's again, it's not re- it's not related to dinosaurs, and it's not related to plesiosaurs either. Because they it? said that it must be related on some. It, everything's branch. obviously related on some branch, but it's mm-hmm. not a clo- you know a, like, a close. Relation. I know that the, um, I think it was an article that said that turtles and crocodiles can actually help, like the really really old ones can help back to like the dinosaur. Yeah, times. They, they, yeah. They, they, crocodilians would have been around at the same time as dinosaurs. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah, in that not exactly the same form they have. Yeah. They have slightly changed in that sort of sixty-five million yeah. year period, but not by much. In general, because there was a larger oxygen count in the atmosphere, is that right? So that's yeah, why so some animals could have got a lot bigger. Yeah. yeah. So the 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 plesiosaur. Now that's what people and, and cryptozoologists think. Oh well, it must be a, a plesiosaur or a small population of plesiosaurs that survived the ex- yeah. mass extinction. Now the problem with that is what what you've all touched on is that plesiosaurs, being a reptile, breathe air. Now that means that they have to surface every couple yeah. of minutes. Now, mm. on a stretch of body, uh, a body of water that size, with that amount of tourists on it, an animal that has to surface every couple yeah. of minutes, yeah. or I mean, it could have held its breath for 20 minutes, but it still has to surface for air, that would be spotted repeatedly and all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'd, we have to rule out that the plesiosaur theory from cryptozoology is just total nonsense. Well, yeah. play devil's advocate, like um, Steph or Charlotte, I can't remember who, Touched upon that, obviously, there's more tourists. Could maybe there have been a population of that creature, but it died mm. out because of the human interaction on the, the lake because it couldn't surface for air safely. Yeah, possibly, but you know, people have been living around Loch Ness for for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. They would have, they would have, it would have been more reported. What, what was the context of that photo? Do you know the history? Of yeah, so I'll, t- I'll tell you about the photo. Now, that photo is called the Surgeon's Photo, and it was the, mo- the most famous photo of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that photo is it's a well-known fake. The yeah. the oh, photographer yeah. himself, he was... he. He was a he is a surgeon because he was a surgeon, but he also had an interest in playing pranks on people. Yeah. And he was paid off 
by uh, a guy, I don't remember his name, but he was paid by a newspaper to find the Loch Ness Monster. He couldn't find the Loch Ness Monster, so he paid this surgeon who had an interest in practical jokes. And what the actual surgeon's photo is, is a toy submarine yeah. with a fake toy plesiosaur strapped to the top, well, put in the water well, and taken a photo. still tossed around as a real photo. It's still it's tossed oh, around, yeah. but, it's, yeah. it, but it is a well-known fake. Okay. He admitted it's a fake. Yeah. So, uh, the, now... The other interesting thing about the Loch Ness Monster is that all the sightings are different. Now, say the sightings that we've talked about before, the giant squid, they're fairly consistent. Say the sightings for the, the, the black cat, yeah. they're all consistently the same. Now, the Loch Ness Monster, the whole range of sightings vary between a smooth-looking animal like a whale, It's sometimes it's scaly, sometimes it's like a snake... Some I've never heard of being like a whale before. Yeah, it's in that smooth sort of, you know, yeah. the sort of smooth surface a whale has coming out of the water. Sometimes it's scaly, sometimes it's like a, like I say, like a snake. Sometimes it's a, a lizard-looking creature. And they're all different. There's no consistency within the sightings. And okay. uh, I think this one's a particularly... Uh, I, I mean, this is why I've brought it in here onto this list, because I think this one is a definite... No, in terms of, I don't think... You don't think there's any credible photos? No, there's no credible photos. A lot of the footage is easily um, debunked that it's either... Sometimes it's just the way that the water moves. Sometimes it can look like the waves. I've seen seen I don't know that. I don't know if it's called water dynamics or something like that. Well, it would be fluid dynamics. Fluid dynamics, right. It can look like a creature emerging out of the water. Sometimes it's just something simple, like a a duck or a... um, a duck or some sort of water bird moving across the water, leaving a wake, so it looks like its head is poking out of the water, leaving like a you know a, its body behind. It's actually just you know the the, the wake of the yeah. bird. Well, with UFOs, there's a parallel that a lot of sightings can be explained as um, weather phenomena. Mm. Clouds, especially, yeah. can be often mistaken for UFOs. Yeah, I guess it's because there's, there's some strange ways that clouds behave, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the dynamics of weather systems and things can lead to kind of a, a solid-looking shape, so I guess in a way it's similar to that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't think... Now, it's, it is connected to the sea, the Loch Ness, and there oh, is, is a river that does connect yeah. it. Now, that does mean that other animals from the sea can travel up the, up the river and into the loch, yeah. so some of the sightings could be just a seal or something yeah, like yeah. that. And another one that I find is interesting is... Again, with what you were talking about, the poles of panthers, scale and distance can be confused. Yeah, easily, especially on vast expanses of water because there's nothing to... um... Align your brain with, oh, that's the size of a car, but it actually could be the size of a... Yeah, expanse of water. There's a term where where sailors stare off onto the horizon and they they lose... Same with pilots as well. uh, ...reality almost because they have no uh, reference points. Yeah, same with pilots as well. They can suffer that. Now, I think that something that hasn't been noted by a lot of cryptozoologists is that... Some fish species can grow to huge sizes that could easily be mistaken for the Loch Ness Monster. One of them is the uh, the Baltic sturgeon. Now, yeah. sturgeon is an unusual-looking fish. Probably and the, yeah. yeah, but they, some of them... I mean, the largest freshwater fish is, I think, is the white sturgeon, which is it's in... That's what you get um, uh, caviar from, isn't it, sturgeon? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, just their eggs, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, the white sturgeon, I think, is the largest freshwater fish, or one of them, and they grow to huge sizes. Yeah. How big are we talking? 20 foot or so. Jesus I mean, you'd, you'd, Christ, you'd have really? to I'd look at that. I mean, it's something we can yeah. look up. Can we, huge can we white look at that? sturgeon. Yeah. 
twenty foot might be a slight exaggeration. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think it's like two, three two miles. Foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two mile long fish. Brilliant. <laughs> two, three foot, I think. No, no, wait, a lot bigger than that. Yeah, that's, really? that's quite small fish. Though, yeah, like, twenty foot fish out the river. Though, but you know, that, like they but can six, seven hundred pound fish anyway. But go they on. come in like oh, wow. schools, don't they? Was he right? This is huge. Well, it's taking a lot of people to hold one down. Yeah. Oh bloody hell. It's not 20 foot, that's probably 10 foot, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but that's a big fish, that isn't is it? It's a big, a big fish. fish. I mean, how many people hold it? Four people to hold this fish. Mm. Yeah. Now, there are Baltic sturgeons, which could, in theory, travel up the, the, the river into the lock when they surface, and, and they do have a, a strange texture to them. Yeah, they're reflective they're almost. Yeah. No, I think they're quite scaly, the Baltic yeah. sturgeon. Now, they it could yeah. easily be, um, you know, because misidentified they, or something. And they else. come. They they swim in schools, don't they? Do they well, like, I don't know if large sturgeon like that would be mm. relatively solitary. I believe, but, but yeah, big animals. You can still see predators. that as a monster. Even if you? they weren't, for example. Even for example, if they weren't that big, but it was a school of them mm. together, they, collectively, together, maybe yeah. young. Maybe they come into they come yeah. into the lot to breed. Yeah, you know, and they have and then to fry. Can be like multiple of them coming to the surface, and it looks like it's one creature. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's not, it's just several of them are doing it at the same time to follow the pattern kind of thing. Because yeah. they follow patterns, don't they, like yeah. birds do. Yeah. Are there quite fr um, frequent sightings of things on the lock? Yes, but like I say, that none of them have any consistency. They're yeah. all different, which okay. leads me to believe that, you know, this one is a myth. Or, literally, yeah. there's there's no photo that you've ever seen that goes. I've not seen anything from Loch Ness no. that I find particularly convincing. Okay. I'm sure your listeners might disagree on that. <laughs> I don't really it's know. Real. <laughs> Again, it's if you real. have proof, then send it our way. Yeah. But no, we're always interesting, yeah. um, strange things. Yeah. So uh, I guess we do the scale again, Steph. Um, I want to call this one bullshit because I am I'm very aware of how you can uh, like obviously fake the photo. Mm. There's not enough sightings, and um, even the dedicated institute that's sitting at the side of the lock is sort of like there's no definitive proof that we've had come in as of yet. So mm. yeah, bullshit. I think. Yeah, mm. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> not, not happy with a lot less monster. No. Are you? I, I love the ideal and yeah. the mythology behind it. Absolutely. Yeah, as a story, it's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've but, actually go back the stories of Loch Ness monster. Hundreds of years, I believe it. That it was the 12th century. It was a monk who first wrote down something yeah. about the the monster on but the lock. As much as I'm like the mythology, but perhaps back in the 12th century there was a creature that was that big that oh, lived yeah. on the lake. And Probably. died because of natural causes. Perhaps. Yeah, but you're making quite um, assumptions about that. I mean, there's no evidence for no, that. No, I'm saying, but there could be. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But it's a plausible story. I mean, one mm. thing you'd assume that. I mean, people must have scoured the bottom of. Lots. Well, I, I, I did miss this out when we were talking about it. There was an expedition where there was a series of boats lined up with sonar that that's went from one side of the lake. It's quite narrow. It's yeah. very long. It's quite yeah. narrow. They went from one side to the other and sonared the whole... I don't know if that's the right terminology, sonared. <laughs> Sounds so, convincing. Yeah, <laughs> sonared the whole... Oh, uh, the whole lake and found nothing but but schools of fish. You know there was yeah. no large. Yeah. But you said there was there could be caves that could be hiding in. Yeah, but yeah. I don't find it convincing. No, myself. I, I don't. Think it's, it's, but it uh, might be that there was a creature that was not as big as that they say it is. Mm. That could have been the size of like of a fish, but it looked different to what that monk was used to, and that could have died naturally. And then, but people have then got carried away with that I legend. So. And yeah, then, yeah, that's how sometimes these like, things work. Um, yeah. Most cultures 
um, have like a, a sort of forbidden place where a monster lives. I mean, yeah. it's in yeah. every society getting Greek mythology, yeah. Roman mythology, oh, English yeah. mythology. Scots mythology, where there's a hidden place, normally like that's a, a gateway to the underworld, yeah. uh -huh. and being a lock, a deep lock, is sort of that naturally. Yeah. So, and they they be filled with monsters yeah. and guardians yeah. and stuff. So I think it's just it's one of them. I've never seen yeah. anything convincing. I didn't know that that was a complete fake. So, but uh, the surgeons. I mean, I was always yeah. skeptical about yeah. that photo, but yeah. I never knew that was an out and out hoax. No. Love it. So right. We're back. We're joined by Clee, Rich's girlfriend. Yeah, she's had a busy day tattooing today, so she's just... Hello. Hello. Right, <laughs> so next one. Yeah, so this is number three. So, slightly different. So I'm going to tell you, this one's different in the way that it sparks my interest in cryptozoology, if you like. Okay. So I have a little personal story about this one. Strapping guys. Yeah. Let's go with that then. So it started in a little village in called Badsley. Uh, we've mentioned it on the show before. Yeah. Oh, you've mentioned it on the show before, of course you have. Yeah. So, well, I don't need to say it then. You already know. No. So, <laughs> I was waiting for a lift, probably eleven o'clock at night, pitch black, really quiet, little sleepy sort of village and what i saw now this this kind of sightings it's typical in cryptozoology that it only lasts for a second or so so it's quite you know hard to really pinpoint it was a couple of years ago but what i saw was a labrador sized black creature across the road in front of me now your first instinct well it must be a labrador but the way it moved it was low to the ground sort of sleeking across the road oh, wow. and what was particularly noticeable you know, the tail was probably the length of the the animal you know, yeah. um, so really feline then. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, Boris's yeah. tail's just as long as his body. Mm. Yeah, the, the way it was sort of shaped, sort of almost curled back on itself. Uh, again, so a couple of seconds now, sleeped across the road, disappeared into the bush. Now I walked across the road to sort of investigate. Now it's complete silence. You know, there was no, there was no noise or anything. There was no, there was no other people around. It wasn't like it was a, a just someone walking their dog had just let it off the leash. One, yeah. it didn't look like a dog. It was just the size of the dog, and there, there was no one around. And and that was it. And I thought, well, that, what was that? You know, to me, that looks like. It has to be us. You came out of a pub where you're drunk. No, I was driving, and you know that's everyone knows drink were... driving's bad. Oh, so I was waiting for a lift. Yeah, yeah. you were, you were. No, oh, that's right. So... Usually I drive, but anyway, no, I wasn't drunk. Maybe two, two pints. Okay. Yeah. Does that obstruct no, your vision no, too no. much? No. Two, no. three no. pints. Well, yeah. we're on Alex's third now, so I think we're good. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be coffee. We're on a bit. We've this episode. We've changed a little bit, haven't we? I think <laughs> yeah, we've got, we got gin, the alcohol cider. flowing on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this part's my interest. So I started looking a little bit deeper into it. What you know? What? How could I possibly see what looked like a large cat in the UK? A large black leopard in the yeah. UK. So I started looking into it. And it's I'm not the only one to have sighted these large cats. It's been going on for quite some time that people yeah. have been spotting these all over, all over the country, not just in the in the West Midlands. In particular to Badsley, when we were in the pub, yeah, and the barman said that he, Dave, the barman said that he'd uh, mentioned it. Yeah, uh, well, sorry, the, seen it. Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he said he used to um, run like an airsoft um, group in mm. the area, and he and the, the the people he was doing with it were in a field, local field to Badsley, and he was in a hedgerow, and he heard this like a. And he, he actually saw it. What was that noise? Is that, that accurate? That, that noise? Do that like noise again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, when a, you hear a, a 
big cat about to pounce. No. Is that not noise they're making? No, no, I wouldn't say no. so. No, what is the noise? I'm not doing any I'll sort in, of animal I'll insert a prowling yes, cat noise do. here. Yeah. But that kind of noise, and he said he, he it jumped past him and then ran off, basically. Right. So, what, did he tell you size of the thing? He or? said it was a large black cat. Right, okay. Well, like I say, I'm not there. <laughs> well, I went into the pub a couple of weeks later and told what the story to the barman, and he very casually said, oh, you know, that's, that's, that's the Black Panther of Badsley. Oh, right, oh, okay. what? <laughs> yeah, okay, he, really? Because, yeah, yeah, they're spotted round here all the time, you know, it's it, as casual as you like, as if it was just, you know, the village idiot that was wandering around, you know. And there was a, there was, there was a, a lady in the corner who piped up and said the same thing, oh, yeah, you know, don't worry about it, don't worry about the cat, you know, I've spotted it, you know, it's fairly common. And this is quite old, sort of traditional pub, isn't it? Something from... It's a very nice pub. Yeah, I think I mentioned that on Yeah, basically, Nick <laughs> keeps mentioning the pub so he can get a free pint of cider. It's yeah. that, I think Dave just listened to this or he said he would mm, he's unlikely to give you a free drink but it's very old <laughs> <laughs> even a discount is fine <laughs> yeah a very old-fashioned pub, something like you'd see from from a film that was replicating what we're talking. Uh, but yeah, so this sparked my interest. So looking into it further, I was thinking, well, how could this possibly happen? What I mean, you got any? How would an animal that is native to Africa and Asia? So where panthers are from? Well, the the leopard is as it were, quite widespread from Africa, Asia, you know, China. I think you even get them in. And there are black leopards. Well, the leopard, the, the black comes from, it's just a genetic defect, if you like, that, oh, okay. that doesn't... Um... So where are panthers from, in particular? No, a panther is just the terminology for a black leopard. It's just oh, a different... It? Oh, yeah. right. okay. It's like, it's you know not... how you have cat, you have a Maine Coon, you have oh, okay. Bengal, it's just a different I breed it was of a that. Separate species. No, no, it's just a leopard with a, a genetic defect yeah. that oh, makes right. its, okay. its yeah, coloration was... black. If you actually look closely at black leopards, you can see the, the spotted... Uh, spotted right. pattern on them. No, I, I thought they were completely spotted. Hence why you can never no. change leopard spots. Yeah, it just it all it means is it's not defective to their survival, if you like. So it, it, you know, if one came out pink, it wouldn't it wouldn't survive. But being black, yeah. they can still survive. They can, yeah. you know. So, but how, how do you think they would? Why oh, would the they Victorians be? Victorians brought them over. Yeah, I was going to well, say I, we I used know, to have quite. I know why they were over here. Is it because you're reading my notes? <laughs> 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 I knew before. Oh, okay. Go on. With a little bit of reading your so notes to remember. So there used to be um, the, uh, British people, uh, especially since colonial times, as, as Charlotte just mentioned, we used to, it was it was quite the done thing uh, to own exotic animals. So I think you could yeah. buy uh, exotic animals in Harrods at one point. Yeah, you? that's right. And yeah. then at some point, um, I'm not entirely sure when. I think it was the, the 60s. Or the 70s, the government changed. It was 1976 because I just read Richard's Yeah, notes. now he's reading yeah. <laughs> So mm. the, um, the government passed an act saying, making it illegal to um, own large animals. An animal over a certain way. Yeah, so yeah. And instead of, I don't know what they'd say they'd do, would, would you have to take them to be put down? Yeah, so the, the act, it was the Dangerous Animals Act in 1976. Now, you could buy one of these exotic pets, so a, a leopard or a lion, and I think a leopard was around £500 from yeah. Harrods. Um, which is which is a lot of money in 1976. Yeah. You're talking exclusively for the elite, if you like, yeah. and they were treated them like they were they their pets, you know, to get like them. Like we in the... treat normal animals. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean they're not pets. They're not domesticated. No, no, they would have no. been a, a right handful to look after. 
So some of them uh, would have let them go rather than taking them to the vets to be put down or put in a zoo or something like that. They would have let them out into the world, drove off into the countryside and released these animals. Now, cryptozoologists believe this was common practice when the Dangerous Animals Act came in. There's only actually been two people admitting that they, they released their uh, leopards into the wild. Yeah. Okay. But still two more of them... That should, be, that should yeah. be there now have you I'll, ever seen that video on youtube it's the one i think it's probably the only thing in the last 10 years that's made me cry oh with the lion oh everyone loves that video yeah. don't they yeah, well, they, they, well they, these this? two guys i don't know if they were a couple in the 70s no they weren't a couple they weren't they no. seem very what if they were no that's fine i'm just saying i don't know if they, whether they were a couple or not they they had a lion yes why, wasn't it? yeah yeah or lion bought again yeah. bought from harrods yeah. yeah. right. and they they instead of having him put down or or yeah it was a male lion wasn't it Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they took him to <laughs> Africa, released him into a sanctuary, and then they go about like 10 years later. Oh, yeah. And no, sorry, lion... sorry. I th- yeah, no, it was a male. And sorry. then the lion comes up and hugs and them. And it's them, yeah. Beautiful. It was it's amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. It's amazing how I long saw. their memory is for that yeah. sort of thing, though, to be fair. It's but quite check it out. Moment. We'll put a link to that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. If you need some feels. Or even <laughs> on the Insta as well, I'll, I'll even put a screenshot of the hug. I, mean, yeah. I don't really care about human beings or get empathetic towards human beings, but... Give him a cat cats. any day. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple released into the wild in 1976. Obviously, the lifespan of those animals, they're long gone, those ones. So, yeah, yeah. in order for them to be still sighted today, there must be a breeding population, however small it be. Yeah. They must somehow be reaching uh, reaching each other and, and mating. Now, obviously, that's that's difficult. Yeah. But if I, you... I asked you a question in the pub and you all laughed at me. Um, <laughs> that's that's not... not uncommon. I was going to say that's really not uncommon. I thought maybe panthers live in like a nest. Yes. No. They don't, they don't... Why are you looking at me like that, Claire? What, what? I'm looking. I think me and Claire are giving you the same flight. I don't know how big cats live. I thought not they had in like a nest. little. <laughs> like, you know, or like a den or something. T- they live in a den as such, but they don't go and get... But Rich get... says they sleep up trees. They're quite solitary animals and they sleep up trees. Yeah, so if we're talking about how a, a, a leopard would survive in the UK, well, it, it's, it's actually very easy for them to survive. If you look at the uh, if you look at the leopard population around the world, they're very uh, a diverse animal. They can, they can live in all sorts of climates. You get the snow leopard in the Himalayas. You get African leopards on the savannah. You, get, you even get urban leopards in Mumbai and India. So their dietary, dietary requirements are so easily um, satisfied by the animals yeah. in, in the UK. Now, in terms of saying making a nest, obviously they don't do that. But Can they... you imagine a cat walking around with a stick in its mouth? It's for my nest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, they scavenge as well. Yes, they won't turn the nose up scav- scavenging. That's, that's how the ones in like Mumbai and... Like, yeah, well, survive, they primarily eat the uh, dog population, the yeah. feral really? dog population. Yeah. That's what's brought them into Mumbai. Now, the interesting point about that is Mumbai, I don't know what the city population is of Mumbai, oh, with multi, multi yeah. millions. Mm. Yet, and we know that there's a, a relatively large population of leopards there, but they're not spotted because mm. leopards are designed uh, to not be spotted. That is their yeah. sort of niche in nature. They are yeah. stay well hidden. But they're nice. Night hunters as well. Yes, yes, they mo- they're mostly... Well, being black, it's beneficial to be... Yeah, they mo- mostly hunt at night, but they can live off anything from so- even bugs and beetles. To- really? Yeah, but there is nothing Slimy in this... yet satisfying. Well, we like char cats and they eat 
bugs and beetles, I guess. So it's not. Boris it's... eats everything and anything. Yeah, especially ham. Now, in, in in terms of sightings, which are few and few and far between, yeah. but for an animal that we're assuming, or cryptologists are assuming, is very few in population, sightings are few and far between because they they like to remain hidden. Now, the sightings do happen. You know, in fact, I've got some statistics. 2017, there were 57 sightings in Norfolk. There were 26 sightings in Suffolk. They were the two counties with the most sightings. It's surprising in Norfolk. Wow. They took enough time away from having sex with their first cousins <laughs> to, <laughs> to do anything else. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't know how reliable these sightings are. I mean, we can see on YouTube there are some uh, sightings. The difficulty with those sightings is because the distance is involved. We don't, you know, it's hard to get a sense of scale on, yeah. on, on your, from your phone camera. So is, but, that, is that the main areas where they're sighted? They're the two most popular sightings. Now, okay. West Midlands is one is up there as well, and Devon, Cornwall, Dorset, mm. and, other, and other major areas. So it's place. It seems to be like places that are less built up. Yeah, it's certainly wilderness yeah. areas. Certainly so, wilderness. But there must be a, a discrepancy when, say, the government officials who were in charge of enforcing this law mm. said went to these places of residence. I guess like stately homes, rich people's homes. And saw they had a big cat, and then there there was no suddenly no big cat. There must be like a huge discrepancy on the record. Well, I suppose there is. Maybe maybe they could falsify information. I mean, you're talking about or bribery. Yeah. You don't know. You're talking about very mm. wealthy people. Or even mm -hmm. back then, if they were recorded correctly. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, it's not that long ago. I mean, 70, 70, what was it, 76? Like the 50s. No, but I don't think there was any census on yeah. how many people had these dangerous animals. If there's oh, something on the free market is readily sold... You it, have to register Because if you imagine going to, like, Asda, how do you... Oh, you brought a loaf of bread, I'm going to put you on a list. Yeah, get that, I don't so think the government knew how many were... Being sold. Sorry, Steph, can you just check on your phone whether you had to register to own a big cat in the okay. UK? Just Before 1976, yeah. I suppose, we're looking at. It's out of interest. I and like, also, it. you don't know if, like, for example, one person brought two, a male and a female, and then they bred and bred then they them, sold, sold them, them on. Yeah, you don't that's know right. about that as you well. You think it'd be regulated in some way, surely? Well, I, I, after 1976, it was, but before that, uh, who knows? Mm. So, what were the exemptions? Obviously, just literally, just zoos could only house big cats. Yeah, I think you can get a specialised license now. I mean, you could have one now, but you'd, really? you'd, yeah, you could, but you'd have to have. No. <laughs> He's looking at me like, please, can we have a big kitty cat? No. <laughs> well, uh, strict regulations. You'd have to have a large cage, I suppose, to He's keep it a in your. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. Well. Let's put a bit of a, a bit of a wire fence up around the side. Well, we could use the abandoned cow shed. Mm. Stop yeah. that out as a proper. Den well, there's some it. ideas for the future, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. How the local people. Like have... uh, grand designs, but we've. Yeah. Cats instead of now, houses. I suppose some of the some of the sightings. Well, it's farmers reporting that their sheep have been attacked. Now, if you think in our countryside of England, we have a lot of agricultural and yeah. farmland. Now, obviously, the temptation—if there were black leopards—the temptation for a sheep has got to be, you know, hard to resist. So yeah. there are accounts of farmers finding their sheep with what is specific about how a leopard kills its prey, it uses its two large canines to puncture holes in the throat of the animal. Now, there's nothing else like that in the UK that use that as sort of method of attack. Because yeah, wolves don't attack like that, do they? Well, no, wolves don't, but we don't have wolves in this country. So. Oh, I thought we did. What, wolves? Yeah, I right, thought no, we'd have wolves in Wales. No, there's no wild no, wolves in the so. UK. Well, Why not? Northern, uh, Europe. Wolves? 
Yes, but well, yes, you get them in you get them in yeah, Europe, but, but not in the UK. But they don't attack in that same way. So a wolf pack will, well, they will go for the throat, but typically they run down their prey yeah. and they'll bite at the ankles until the prey is exhausted, and then they'll just eat it alive. What's essentially, the, what's the biggest predator apart from man that we have in the UK? In the UK, the largest predator. Well, do we, have, we don't have bears, do we? No, we don't have bears. You do live in the UK. Have you ever seen a bear? Yes, but it, the, the, the world now is so unnaturalised, we, we don't really see that many wild animals. I mean, I, apart from squirrels and pigeons and that kind of stuff. Mm, it's an interesting question. I don't actually know the answer. I mean, no, there's nothing of any size, really, in this country. You know, badgers, foxes, that's about as big as they get in predatory badgers? animals. Are you we get badgers. Badgers are predatory? Do you get badgers? Yeah. I know we get badgers, obviously. I didn't know they were yeah. predators. Yeah. Are they? Golden eagle, that's a predatory animal. They're quite Vultures. big. You get them, you get them oh, in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, sparrowhawks. They're tiny. Are they? Yeah. But there's no vultures, land creature. No, I, I, not, that, not that comes to mind anyway. So, so farmers are reporting these, these dead sheep. Now, the interesting thing about that is not only that they're the bite marks in the throat, that mm. sometimes they've been found in trees. Now, leopards are renowned for taking, in Africa, yeah. they're renowned for taking their, their prey into a tree because Ooh. other predators then can't get hold of it. Your hyenas, yeah. lions, what else have we got there? Any coyotes, mm. yeah, the ones that cheetahs, they such. can't climb, so There's, a leopard. You see that behaviour even in domestic cats. Some cats will take their food to a safer place. To yeah, eat it. exactly. It's perfectly natural. Now, there's nothing in the UK that can take a sheep and drag it up into into mm-hmm. the into the yeah. trees. Now, some there have been reports of farmers finding dead sheep in trees. Are you sure it's not aliens? It could be aliens. Do you want to bring anything to that, Nick, with aliens? Um, aliens don't really mutilate sheep. Oh, well, there are cattle Supposedly. mutilations. Yeah, there are. Do they put them in trees? But it's very specific things like missing tongue, missing eyes, anus drilled out. Why are you finding that funny? Just because I said aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grow up. Steph, you can't find anything, can you? No, I can't find anything that says that you could, that you registered to buy um, cats or any kind of um, exotic animals of that sort of kind. As far as I can find out, it was just right. a case of rocking up and buying one. Oh, right. right. So, so yeah. there was probably no uh, codified... No official records. I think... Because I, I watched a documentary on um, the big car- Harrod cats not too long ago, mm. and you have to kind of pass a criteria. So if you've got somewhere to put... So you can't like just rock up and be like, I've got this very small house where I can put him in the shed or something. They will mm. obviously not let you have one. But if you've got somewhere to put it and you've got reasonable grounds to say that I've, I can give this cat a fair life, then they will let you have one. Oh, OK. So there was some kind of criteria. But yeah. not necessarily some kind like of a regulation. Register. A register. No, no. Or census to how many there were, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there could have been... God knows how, they, how many there could have been. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't know. So. Because, I mean, because fashionable things take, well. take wildfire, don't they? They, they, they do. Take exactly, sweet. yeah. Especially when the, the elite are involved. Yeah. It's kind of uh, exactly. a status thing to have a, a big cat. That's, and that's it exactly was. what it was. Was it just big cats or was it other animals? No, there was, no, there was other, rock, yeah. other exotic animals. They had yeah. lots. But they didn't Monkeys. release zebras into the world. I don't believe so. I mean, there's certainly no sightings of wild ze- or zebras. Or, or chimps. I imagine chimps were No, a lot of the, the women... You hate chimps, don't you? Yeah. Just to explain what to people why you despise chimps. Well, it's not that I despise them in their natural habitat. So in America, you, we're talking about the licenses to keep these animals. Yeah. In America, their laws are very, very laxed on what animals you can keep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you, you can keep tigers yeah. and yeah. lions and stuff. Quite. Oh, I have, there's a Louis Theroux documentary about people who keep um, exotic, yeah, wild, dangerous, dangerous animals. animals. Yeah. Now, chimpanzees are probably the worst of the lot to keep because, one, they're very unpredictable, and two, they're very aggressive. Yeah. And when they do it, so if a lion was to attack you or a big cat, 
it'd probably dispatch with dispatch you quite quickly. Go yeah. go for the throat, and you wouldn't last very long. Now a chimpanzee doesn't operate in that same way. They often go for your eyes, bite your fingers off. They'll go for your genitalia to like a child. You like like, like a, a child. Like a child, but yeah. the strength. Wait, of, sorry, what? I've never <laughs> had a child attack my genitalia, but no, like. How ch children act like when they fight, when they scratch and bite and claw at things. Yeah, I think it things. sounds like they... Maybe they, not the genitalia. They're doing it to injure you rather than kill yeah. you yeah, quickly. Yeah. To, to and take that... you down as a potential mate for other chimps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're to knock you out of the hierarchy. Steph's found something. Yeah, so no, I've just found a, the I list of... I thought she was about to say you were attacked by maybe a chimp or something. Absolutely. To be honest, I have been to a zoo and they literally were throwing shit at me in the window. <laughs> <laughs> chimps don't like me. <laughs> but... Like in, in Harrods, so um, it says that the Pet Kingdom um, was released in 1917, uh, originally selling pets such as lions, camels, alligators and even baby elephants. Apparently one person went up to uh, the Harrods staff and was like, can I buy a camel? And they replied with one hump or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, classy Britain. Stay mm. classy Britain. So, I mean, that, I mean, is, is that all you wanted to talk about, the big cats? Yeah, unless you've got any questions or anything. No, you I think we've... Uh, Are you sure it wasn't a ferret? A what, that, that I saw? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a ferret. That's a, a ferret. very different was... animal. <laughs> do, do you think people are mistaking ferrets for large oh, no, I, leopards I, in like, the UK? Ferrets are tiny. Like, you can... You can get quite big ferrets. I have been savaged by ferrets before. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really don't think that they are... Yeah. People are mistaking also, ferrets. could for... it not have possibly been, like, a husky as such? Or is well, it the fact well, that after... You said it was Labrador size. Labrador no size. Yeah. I, I, I'd imagine that plenty of the sightings are either domestic cats, mm. where long distances and they can't... If you've got nothing to uh, gauge, the, gauge the distance the by, yeah. you know, a, you know, just in a, in a field, it's hard to get any scale with that. Some yeah, of them of will just be a cats. large domestic yeah. cat. I don't, I but you were really close to this thing. Yeah, I wasn't far away. Yeah. What, 20 metres away? Yeah. I mean, there was an experiment where, and this was done in America, where there were people were blindfolded and shown scale models of sort of a black cat shape yeah. and then asked to identify the size at different distances. And it showed that even in fields that they were fairly accurate on the on okay. on guessing the size you know yeah. i think with our binocular vision that humans have which is for judging distances and and sizes and stuff yeah. like that we're quite accurate with that yeah. but i'm still no under uh, under no doubt that some of it will be just large domestic cats yeah yeah so so what do you go what do you guys think of we going to the scale? scale yeah yeah Steph? i think it's absolutely plausible like i'm really feeling it i mean many sightings can't be wrong so um and it's your personal account as well mm. so i suppose you can't unsee that no i mean i could be lying i mean yeah there is that <laughs> i mean i'm not but uh just to get on this show just yeah just to get on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> nick I, I think it's entirely plausible that they uh again like the um well obviously a different circumstance to why they exist in the wild compared to the uh the tasmanian tiger but it seems completely possible that, that um they were they were released and and that breeding pairs yeah. found each other and yeah and still exist i think yeah i do i and agree you... i agree that it's like entirely plausible and you yeah. obviously think it's plausible because you saw it yeah i i can't see that i can't see any reason it's obviously difficult for 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 a mating population yeah. to sustain itself, but knowing a bit about leopards and they do travel large distances yeah. for mates and they mm -hmm. remain unseen, it's, I think it's as plausible 
as it can, can be. They can adapt to their circumstances as well. Yep. Very adaptable animals, yeah. knowing the environments they can survive in. The, the UK is no problem for that. Yeah. They kind of find themselves with scent as well, so they do like their marking territory and yeah. things like that. So it, I suppose it wouldn't be unheard of for them to find each other. No, oh. no. Clee, what do you think? I think you have one too many to drink. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Right, number... Number two, this is number now. Number two. Yeah, so this one's a little bit shorter on the conversation. You, you'll see why. So this one, number two, the Loch Ness Monster. <gasps> Nessie! Nessie. Now, what do you guys know about the Loch Ness Monster? I, I guess we'll start with you guys the, on that. The cartoon in the 90s, the Nesses. Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't think that was that sort was of thing. based on fact, but yeah, go on. Yeah, they were like, um, there was multiple Nesses. <laughs> great. That's probably as best as I can describe it. Well, well they all wore hats, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They wore like Scottish uh, hats. Like, yeah, there have been no like, sightings like, of the Loch Ness Monster wearing <laughs> hats. <laughs> I will God just put that out there. Um, I mean, I've seen the famous photo that was taken in, what, the 50s, 60s? Yeah, yeah. And it looks... Can we get that photo? Yeah, yeah. Can we get that? Can we get that photo? It's it's called the surgeon's photo of Loch Ness. I mean, the problem with that photo, there's no real detail on it. It is in sort of shadow, whatever it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a detailed photo. Nessie. That's exactly the one. Yeah, that's the one. Now that is the classic representation of the Loch Ness monster, isn't it? That's what everyone thinks of when they think. You know, that's what everyone sees when they think of the Loch Ness monster, isn't it? That long neck. Emerging out of the water. It Quite could be an elephant trunk. I mean, yeah, it does kind of. If you do see that, brought elephants into the UK, so we didn't take them to Scotland. It could be an elephant. Trunk. I don't think they took to water though. They do. No, elephants elephants swim. can swim, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah elephants and they can breathe swim. by having their trunk out of the water like that. Uh, okay. So no, I don't. I don't believe anyone is claiming that the Loch Ness monster is actually an elephant. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I'm claiming it. Because Loch Ness is really quite big, isn't it? It's it well, it's really actually the, lo- the largest well. body yeah. of water in the UK, the Loch Ness. Yeah. Loch Ness is, yes, uh, yes. Uh, 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 standing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's around 25 miles long, something like oh, that. Oh, it is. It's like yeah, so it is it's the largest quite body deep of water. as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite deep. Um, there's extensive research on, on the, the animals or, that are in Loch Ness. Yeah. Uh, how, wide uh, variety of fish they've also got a um if i again i was watching something on uh, um as a documentary and there's yeah. actually um academies and um, places that are set up around the loch ness mm-hmm. that are specifically there to take in sightings or to look out for things they've specifically got an eye on that whole entire um, Have they found bit of water no not no. really <laughs> other than sightings. well yeah it, i mean it's a huge tourist attraction yeah. for yeah. for scotland you know i mean there are expeditions in terms of you can book onto a boat mm-hmm. rock on the day and you know pay you 20 quid you know there are people on the water yeah. all the time looking for Loch Ness so and that you know might th- be why she won't show herself again what because she's scared the of the tourists yeah because there's so much activity <laughs> I just don't like attention but yeah where, where, she's an introvert but where, where would she hide but there could be cave systems yeah I mean there are there, there are caves there yeah, that you know something could be, could be lurking yeah and it could be quite deep and it might be that she's adapted her body so that she can camouflage herself as such but at the same time like the, the image that's there it doesn't really look like a, a, a watery animal it looks like something that doesn't like because like obviously fish just live under the water and they're adapted to live under the water for a very long time yeah, yeah. Well, some animal, really... animals like dolphins mammal, uh, yeah. mammalian uh, water 
Well, this this is an interesting yeah. point. Wales, so, uh, sorry, does Sharks have to serve? No, they're no. Uh, no, the, the the classic design that you know of when you think of the Loch Ness monster is that of a plesiosaur, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which was around at the same time the dinosaurs went extinct. Is that at the same a lot? Time. Is that like a brontosaurus with flappers? Yeah, so it's got it's oh. <laughs> no, it's not a dinosaur. It's a plesiosaur. It lives in the water, but it is Please a. Re- explain the distinction. Well, there are no dinosaurs in the water. That's probably the main distinction. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> even though it was say like, the dinosaur period they were still called something else yeah because it wasn't a dinosaur what's the definition of a dinosaur uh it's just, it's it's extinct <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's relatively hard to explain. It's the way the hip, the hip joints work that differentiates it between other reptiles around at the time. Now, if you think of a pterodactyl, some people think that's a dinosaur, a flying dinosaur. It's not. It's not related to dinosaurs. It's a pterosaur. Now, plesiosaurs are an aquatic reptile. And Jurassic Park, they call them dinosaurs. Well, Jurassic Park's not real, Nick. <laughs> you told me it was real. We all dream it to be real. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the so a plesiosaur is a water-dwelling large lizard. Reptile, yes. Reptile. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what's a crocodile then? Because I know they say that comes back. It's a crocodilian. It's, a, it's another um, aquatic reptile. But it's, again, it's not, re- it's not related to dinosaurs. And it's not related to plesiosaurs either. Because they said that... It must be related on some... It's, everything's obviously related on some branch, but it's mm. not a, clo- you know, a, like, a, a close relation. I know relation. that the, I think it was an article that said that turtles and crocodiles can actually help, like the really, really old ones can held back to like the dinosaurs. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, crocodilians would have been around at the same time as dinosaurs. I yeah. think uh, in that not exactly the same form they have. Yeah. They have slightly changed in that sort of 65 million yeah. year yeah. period, but not by much. In general, because there was a large oxygen count in the atmosphere, is that right? So that's yeah, so some animals bigger. could have got a lot bigger, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, the, the plesiosaur, now that's what people and, and cryptozoologists think, oh, well, it must be a, a plesiosaur or a small population of plesiosaurs that survived the ex- yeah. mass extinction. Now the problem with that is what what you've all touched on is that plesiosaurs, being a reptile, breathe air. Now that means that they have to surface every couple of minutes. Now Mm. on a stretch of body, uh, a body of water that size with that amount of tourists on it, an animal that has to surface every couple of minutes, or I mean it could have held its breath for 20 minutes, but it still has to surface for air. That would be spotted repeatedly and all the time. So I think we we have to rule out that the plesiosaur. Theory from cryptozoology is just total nonsense. Well, to yeah. play devil's advocate, like um, Steph or Charlotte, I can't remember who touched upon that. It, obviously, there's more tourists. Could maybe there have been a population of that creature, but it died mm. out because of the human interaction on the, the lake because it couldn't surface for air safely. Yeah, possibly, thing. but there, you know, people have been living around Loch Ness for for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. There would have, there would have, it would have been. M- more reported. What, what was the context of that photo? Do you know the history? Yeah, so I'll, t- I'll tell you about the photo. Now, that photo is called the Surgeon's Photo, and it was the, mo- the most famous photo of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that photo is it's a well-known fake. The yeah. the oh, photographer yeah. himself, he was... he. He was a he is a surgeon because he was a surgeon, but he also had an interest in playing pranks on people. Yeah. And he was paid off by uh, a guy I don't remember his name, but he was paid by a newspaper to find the Loch Ness monster. He couldn't find the Loch Ness monster, so he paid this surgeon who had an interest in practical jokes. And what the actual surgeon's photo is is a toy submarine yeah. with a fake 
toy plesiosaur strapped to the top, well, put in the water, well, and taken photo. It's still tossed around as a real photo. It's still tossed oh, yeah. around, but it's, yeah. it, but it is a well-known fake. Okay. He admitted it's a fake. Yeah. So uh, the, now the other interesting thing about the Loch Ness monster is that all the sightings are different. Now, say the sightings that we've talked about before, the giant squid, they're fairly consistent. Say the sightings for the the, the black cat. Yeah. They're all consistently the same. Now the Loch Ness monster, the whole range of sightings vary between a smooth looking animal like a whale it's sometimes it's scaly sometimes it's like a snake i've never heard it being like a whale before yeah it's in that smooth sort of you know the sort of smooth surface a whale has coming out of the water sometimes it's scaly sometimes it's like a like i say like a snake sometimes it's a, a lizard looking creature and they're all different there's no consistency within the sightings and i think this one's a particularly, uh, I mean, this is why I've brought it in here onto this list because I think this one is a definite no in terms really? of, I don't you think... You don't think there's any credible photos? No, th- there's no credible photos. A lot of the footage is easily um, debunked that it's either, sometimes it's just the way that the water moves, sometimes it can look like yeah, the waves... I've, that I've are, seen that. Yeah. I don't know, that, I don't know if it's called water dynamics or something like that. Oh, but fluid dynamics. Fluid yeah, dynamics, surface, is that right? Yeah, it can yeah. look like a creature emerging out of the water. Sometimes it's just something simple like a, a duck or a um, duck or a, some sort of water bird moving across the water leaving a wake so it looks like its head is poking out of the water leaving like a you know a, its body behind it's actually just you know the the, the wake of the yeah. bird well with ufos there's a parallel that a lot of sightings can be affle- uh, explained as um, weather phenomena mm. clouds especially yeah. can be often mistaken for ufos yeah i guess it's because there's, there's some strange ways that clouds behind yeah. and mm-hmm. the, the dynamics of weather systems and things can lead to a kind of a, a solid looking shape so i guess in a way it's similar to that yeah i think so yeah i i, I don't think now it's it is connected to the sea the Loch Ness. there oh, is, is a river that does connect yeah. it now that does mean that other animals from the sea can travel up the up the river and into the loch yeah. so some of the sightings could be just a seal or something yeah, like yeah. that and another one that i find is interesting is again with what well, you're talking about the poles of panthers scale and distance can be confused with. yeah I'd easily especially on vast expanses of water because there's nothing to um Align your brain with oh yeah, that's exactly. the size of a car. Yeah, but it actually exactly. Could be the size it's just an expanse of water. Yeah. There's a term where where sailors stare off onto the horizon and they they lose reality almost because yeah. they have no uh, reference points. Yeah, same yeah. with yeah. pilots as well. They yeah. can suffer that. Yeah. Now, I think that something that has been noted by a lot of cryptozoologists is that some fish species can grow to huge sizes that could easily be mistaken for the Loch Ness Monster. And one of them is the uh, the Baltic sturgeon. Now, yeah. sturgeon is an unusual-looking fish. Probably and the, yeah. yeah, but they, some of them... I mean, the largest freshwater fish, is, I think, is the white sturgeon, which is that's in... That's what you get um, uh, caviar from, isn't it, sturgeon? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, just their eggs, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, the white sturgeon, I think, is the largest freshwater fish, or one of them, and they grow to huge sizes. Yeah. How big are we talking? 20 foot or so. Jesus I mean, you'd, you'd, Christ, you'd have really? to I'd look at that. I mean, it's something we can yeah. look up. Can we, huge can we white look sturgeon. Yeah. 20 foot might be a slight exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like two, three Two miles. Yeah. <laughs> two mile long fish. Brilliant. <laughs> two, three foot, I think. No, no, wait, a lot bigger than that. Yeah, that's, really? that's quite a small fish. Though, yeah, like, 20 you can get a fish out of the river, though. But you know, that, like, they but can... Six, seven hundred pound fish, anyway. But go they on. come in, like, oh, wow. schools, don't they? Was he right? It was huge. 
Well, it's taking a lot of people to hold one down. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. It's not 20 foot. That's probably 10 foot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But that's well, a big fish, well, isn't it? It's a big, that's big, a big fish. fish. I mean, how many people are holding it? Four people to hold this fish. Mm. Yeah. Now, there are Baltic sturgeons, which could, in theory, travel up the, the, the river into the loch when they surface. And, and they do have a, a strange texture to them. Yeah, they're reflective. The yeah. No, I think they're quite scaly, the Baltic yeah. sturgeon. Now, they it could are, yeah. easily be... Um, you know, because misidentified they, or something. And they, come, they, they swim in schools, don't they? Do they well, like, I don't know if large sturgeon like that would be relatively solitary, I believe. But, but yeah, you, big can, animals. you can but still see predators. that as a monster. Even if they weren't, for example... Even, for example, if they weren't that big, but it was a school of them. Mm. Mm. Together, they, collectively, together, maybe yeah. young... Maybe they come into they come yeah. into the lot to breed, yeah. you know, and they have and to fry. It can be like multiple of them come into the surface and it looks like it's one creature, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not. It's just several of them are doing it at the same time to follow the pattern kind of thing. Because yeah. they follow patterns, don't they, like yeah. birds do. Yeah. Are there quite um, frequent sightings of things on the lot? Yes, but like I say, that none of them have any consistency. They're yeah. all different, which okay. leads me to believe that you know this one is a myth or... and literally there's there's no photo that you've ever seen that goes i've not seen anything from loch ness no. that i find particularly convincing i'm okay. sure your listeners might disagree on that i don't really <laughs> it's know <real. laughs> again if it's you real. have proof then send it our way yeah. but yeah, we're always interesting yeah. um, strange things yeah. So uh, I guess we do the scale again, Steph. Um, I want to call this one bullshit because I am I'm very aware of how you can uh, like obviously fake the photo. Mm. There's not enough sightings, and um, even the dedicated institute that's sitting at the side of the lock is sort of like there's no definitive proof that we've had come in as of yet. So mm. yeah, bullshit. I think. Yeah, Charlotte. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> not not happy with a lot less monster, no. are you? That's I, I love the ideal and yeah. the mythology behind it. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. as a story, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. How far does it actually go about the stories of Loch Ness monster? Hundreds of years, I believe it. That it was the 12th century. It was a monk who first wrote down something yeah. about the the monster on but the lock. As much as I'm like the mythology, but perhaps back in the 12th century, there was a creature that was that big that oh, lived yeah. on the lake and Probably. died because of natural causes. Perhaps. Yeah, but you're making quite um, assumptions about that. I mean, there's no evidence for no, that. No, I'm saying, but there could be. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But it's a plausible story. I mean, one mm. thing, you'd assume that... I mean, people must have scoured the bottom of... Lots. Well, I, I, I did miss this out when we were talking about it. There was an expedition where there was a series of boats lined up with sonar that tra- that's went from one side of the... Because it's quite narrow. It's yeah. very long. Yeah. It's quite yeah. narrow. They went from one side to the other sonar the whole I don't know if that's the right terminology sonar <laughs> so, yeah sonar the whole oh, uh, the whole lake and found nothing but but schools of fish you know there was yeah. no large yeah. but you said there was there could be caves it could be hiding in yeah. but yeah. I don't find it convincing no, myself I, I don't think it's, it's but it might be that there was a creature that was not as big as that they say it is mm. that could have been the size of like of a fish but it looked different to what that monk was used to and that could have died naturally and then, but people have then got carried away with that I legend. So. And yeah, then, yeah, that's how it's, sometimes it's these like, things work. Um, most cultures um, have like a, a sort of forbidden place where a monster lives. I mean, yeah. it's in yeah. every society getting Greek mythology, yeah. Roman mythology. 
Oh, yeah. see, this is one of Scott's mythology where there's a hidden place, normally like that's a, a gateway to the underworld, yeah. uh -huh. and being a lock, a deep lock, is sort of that naturally. Yeah. So, and they they be filled with monsters yeah. and guardians yeah. and stuff. So I think it's just it's one of them. I've never yeah. seen anything convincing. I didn't know that that was a complete fake. So, but uh, the surgeons. I mean, photo, I was always yeah. skeptical about yeah. that photo, but yeah. I never knew that was an out and out hoax. No. Love it. It's, it's the big one. It's the one that all cryptozoologists love. It's the main one. And of course, it's Bigfoot. <gasps> yeah, otherwise known as Sasquatch or Harry. Or Harry. Harry and the Hendersons or the Hairy Man or. <laughs> yeah. He just needs a good those. shave. <laughs> yeah. Or the North American ape, as it's uh, sometimes called. Now, so what, what do you guys think when you think of Bigfoot? Or, well, know, I think of Sasquatch. the Patterson footage. I think of Harry and the Hendersons, obviously. Yeah. That was mine. I know. But I think of the Patterson footage. Mm. The, when was it? The 60s, 70s, something like that? Yeah, 1967, the Patterson yeah. footage. I think of the Goofy movie. Think Whoa! Of the Goofy movie. <laughs> yeah, I think of Red Dead Redemption, actually. The first one, it shits yeah. you up when it appears. Yeah, and the second one in where he's in the... Spoiler alert, he's in the cave and he's like, can anybody help me? But he talks? Yeah. Oh. In the second one? In the second Oh, okay. wow. He's in the cave and the cave's been sealed over and he's like, Can anybody help me? Hello, is anybody out there? No. I think he's okay. in Grand Theft Auto as well. Yeah, maybe. I think he is one of the Grand yeah. Theft Auto. So so he's in a lot of sort of popular culture. He, yeah. he has yeah. he. I mean there are, I'm presuming there are female ones if he exists <laughs> or she. I mean Harry and the Hendersons, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it probably stems from colonization of America, where indigenous the indigenous people of America reported back to the what would you call them the the frontier men the, the pilgrims. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. That there was a large hairy man who lives in the woods. He lives yeah. in the Bridgewater, doesn't he? Near Bridgewater. All across the United States of America, yeah. he's been reported, uh, mostly in the Pacific Northwest. So you're looking at California, Washington, Washington, right Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So Salem. they describe this hairy man. Say again, sorry. Salem as well, isn't it? Salem's in Boston, I think. No, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Well, you can, you can find uh, our knowledge Boston's of North uh, North American states no, is obviously Boston quite is limited. In, no, same state as Boston. Boston, yeah. Massachusetts. Yes, Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, but all, you get sightings from East Coast to West Coast. Uh, Do you get them in South America as well? Not that I know of, but I'm not going to rule it out. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, rule it out. But it is particular to North America. And Canada, yeah, North American continent, so United States and uh, Canada. Okay. Specifically the the uh, Pacific Northwest. Now, we all know the description from, from popular culture, but the description from eyewitness accounts and the uh, indigenous people is always the same. By people. No, that's, I've written it phonetically. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so it's always. Stop reading Rich's notes. Stop reading my notes. <laughs> Only bisexual people can see. <laughs> so it's always an ape-like animal, eight to ten feet tall, very broad, muscular, hairy, usually brown. With big feet. With with big feet, and always bipedal, which walks on two legs. Yeah. Always upright, like like we walk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, now we know where Bigfoot gets the name from. It's because the footprints found from Bigfoot are of its feet. You know, huge, great, big footprints that are imprinted quite deeply in the mud, yeah. suggesting that the weight of the perceived animal 
you know, is, and there's is, actually quite a lot of footprints been found. Hasn't yeah, it? yeah, lots, lots. Because oh, really? I've, yeah, my real, I mean, I've I've seen the Patterson footage. I've watched Harry and the Hendersons, mm. but I I tried on your recommendation to watch what was it called? Squatching, that show. Oh, that terrible. What what was it called, Kaylee? You remember it's that terrible show? It was like a Discovery Channel. Finding Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. It was just like, they go around the woods, hear a strange noise that's not even that strange. No. And then they go home. Yeah, terrible. Oh. Pro- it wasn't particularly... Terrible programme. But it's called really. Squatching, searching for Nick, do you think yeah, yeah, it makes a certain noise? Uh, no, that's the... <laughs> that sounds like a... <laughs> That's, that's like an elderly man ejaculating. Or no, a promiscuous no, turtle. I don't know what that sounds that's like. how Nick sounds when he's being promiscuous. <laughs> like a turtle. Oh, I think they made that kind of noise. Not, not a little bit I'm, garbly? No, no, no. Go on, do a Sasquatch. I'm not doing a Sasquatch. I, no, I can't. No, I can't. do the Sasquatch. No, I'm not being bullied into making a Sasquatch. Steph, what do you think a Sasquatch sounds like? That's actually not too bad from some of the sound. How record. is that better than mine? It's way, it's way better. Oh shit! Than no, no. <laughs> a little bit t- like deeper, maybe. No, no, no. That, that that's just really good. So <laughs> good. Okay. I sound like Chewie. Oh, yeah, welcome, Chewie. Yeah, that is, that's just Chewie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I imagine it, to be honest. So if you're talking sound recording, some of them are howls and screams from... from uh, long distances, and some are a more chattering sort of sound, like, like that uh, that Steph made, and some of the other sound recordings are more like whoops, if you like. Oh, okay. Um, animals in the forest can make weird. No, I don't think you believe me because I live in a wood and I'm used to the sound of squirrels. Squirrels make a really abnormal they sound. They do. Oh, they, really? they do actually. Yeah. Um, people, it freaks people out when they come and visit me because they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And it's like, <laughs> "It's a squirrel," and they don't believe me until they see the actual squirrel making the noise. Mm. It's like I won't do an impression. You've yeah. done every I've... other impression. Yeah, you're I'll doing... this. <laughs> yeah, no, that is actually quite a good impression. They do kind of make that like laughing, chattering noise. It's a little bit high pitched. It's like what. It is, is it is very unusual. So animals yeah. in the forest, if you're not accustomed to forests or woods, can make uh, bizarre sounds. Mm. Munchaks yeah. as well. We get a lot of munchaks. What and do it, they sound like? It's, well, am I doing mine the entire sort of... You don't, yeah, why not? You know, you don't it's, it's more like a, a human sound, actually, munchaks. So like a, right. Hello, mate. No, they're like... <laughs> 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 yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. It's the, the female... <laughs> it's the like, female like foxes that get me, though. The vixens. Right. Mm. Because if it's dark and it's mating season, they scream and it's like, and a female's getting murdered. It does sound like a dying baby. Not that I know what they sound like, but it does sound like, yeah. we've imagined them to sound like. Right, so, so yeah. yeah. Can you bring up the, the Patterson yeah, footage? So, no, yeah, so just say what the Patterson footage is. I know we've mentioned it a few times. So 1967, uh, Patterson and Gimli, two friends, riding out into the woods in Bluff Creek, California. No, not Gimli, Son of Glory. You're thinking of okay. Lord of the Rings. It's not the most clear of pictures. Yeah, well, can we see the video? Because oh, 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 there is a yeah, video. No, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's video footage. Now, yeah, it was shot on like Super 8 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it's 50, it's, 16, it's, it's 59 seconds long. I don't know the the, the actual camera it was filmed on. Yeah. Have you two seen this before, this footage? You must, no, I can't you've say You've never I seen the Patterson footage. No, it's, it's, oh, right, okay, well, this is I new. I can't go out with you and not have seen it. This is a new mm-hmm. one I'm not really into squatching. But you have shown me this. Okay, I'm sure I have. Okay, let's have a look at this. Okay. So, so they were out at horseback riding. I think the first part of the footage is, I think his his horse rears up and he falls off his horse and he manages to get his camera out and film. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. Bit. Yeah, I think it should be 
the start of the footage. Again, links on in the description of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so this is skipped along a bit. So this is the main bit. Now you can see there what uh, what he's filming. Now, it's a little bit shaky. Somebody walking though. Hard I think to see. Now that there's been people trying to stabilise the image. Oh, there we go. That's what it says. So he did. Yes. <laughs> ah. And there you go. Oh wow. So it fits the description yeah. that we all know of, doesn't it? It's a large, bipedal, hairy creature walking through the woods. Oh wow, that's quite something. And the per- yeah. how credible was the person who took this footage? Do you know? What uh, Patterson and Gimli? Yeah. They weren't pranksters like the last one were. No, they, no, they weren't. They, they, and they never had any financial gain out of it. Oh. They never sold it to a newspaper. No, no. That, from station. what I know, there was no financial gain. They both took it to the, the deathbed. That it was original, non-hoaxed footage. Yeah. There, people have come out and said they were the guy in the monkey suit. Yeah, yeah. That's been debunked. You know, they, they've so cryptozoologists say, well, you try and replicate this this monkey suit if you like, and if you, people have analysed the footage and you can see what looks like breasts. Now, I'm not saying you can't yeah. make a suit with breasts, but you can also see what looks like muscle under skin. They can see yeah. the, the proportions of the creature does not fit with the uh, sort of biology of a of human in a suit. The head has no sort of neck, a bit like a, a, bit like a, a primate. I think yeah. we should do an experiment. Kind of coming from this as a creature effects artist, though, I I've seen many of people. But in the sixties, do... don't forget, babe. No, no, no. Like the like the original um, monkey suits were sort of done in that sort of time, so it mm. was totally possible. Yeah. It probably wasn't as like as HD as it is now, but. Mm. but I think rich that means by the way was... it walks and moves. So. Yeah, the the okay. sort of autonomy, if you like, is that the right word? Let's yeah. Anatomy. Yeah, the anatomy. Yeah. So the way it walks with the the portions, the shorter legs, the longer arms. Okay. Now the way it turns. Yeah, the way it turns. Now, when when you look at to look at something, you move your neck. Yeah. And you turn your head. Now, gorillas and and the larger apes, they can't do that. They have to turn their whole body. Now, you see in uh, that footage yeah, as it turns, it turns. Gorillas won't move their necks. No, they don't. The no, they don't really have the sort of ability to turn their heads like okay. that. Now, I'm turning away from the mic as I say that, yeah. trying to replicate it. But they turn their whole body. Now, to replicate that in 1967 without that sort of anatomical knowledge, I mean, Patterson and Gimli, they weren't experts in, in primates or anything yeah. like that. So that's why it's difficult to debunk this particular footage. Yeah. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be. It can't possibly be a, monkey, yeah. a, a guy in a monkey suit. No. The other problem with that theory is that we all know Americans, and yeah. we all know Americans love nothing more than hunting now yeah. they go out into the into the woods with their rifles and shoot anything that moves, don't they? Now, yeah. <laughs> would you be stupid enough to dress up as an animal and go yeah. mooching around point. the woods? No, yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you'd set that scenario up. Unless but you, even it was then, controlled. you've got to take into consideration outside people because if it's there was a random was... hunter going yeah. through the woods, well, you we don't saw... know what hunters are there. They're well, often camouflaged. A giant ape man. Yeah, well, they. D- 
They, they shoot anything. They they Americans yeah. spend yeah. most of the time shooting each other. Why wouldn't they shoot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Americans. <laughs> sorry, we not to see Americans because when we did the Irish cryptids, every oh, yeah, single yeah. one of those stories ended up in an Irishman shooting the shit yeah. out of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. People just want it on their walls. <laughs> yeah, but I think like because Americans, when they hunt over there, they hunt bigger game. They don't tend to go for the smaller stuff, so they hunt as big as possible. It's more of a trophy at that sort yeah, of Yeah, of course it? it is. They like the big elk, the big bears, yeah. you know, they, they they're not they're not going for squirrels, are they? You know, no, and the I think oppor- that if they were to go, somebody would be hunting in that like area. Mm. Then if they saw something, oh my god, that's a massive bear that's rearing up. I'm going to shoot it because mm-hmm. normally if a bear rears up, it's about to attack something. Mm. So it's a, it's a fair point. It's mm. a fair point. Yeah. It's a fair point. Now a lot of this we were talking about hunters. A lot of the sightings in in the 20th century have actually come from hunters. Now, okay. for let me what... stop you there because the problem with hunting stories is like fishermen stories. They yeah. always, yeah. they always like, we're fishermen. It's like I saw this giant monster or the biggest fish yeah. in the world kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. like, hunters are known to embezzle maybe on the the that's true. They see all the the things they hunt. Yeah, of course. But a lot of them are actually reluctant to tell these to tell these stories. And I imagine there would be uh, a lot of hunters who don't because of the ridicule. Now, I know you say about hunters, they want to boast and exaggerate yeah. about, you know, like you say, with fishermen, but a lot of hunters have been reluctant to tell this story because they don't want people go. people don't, oh, well, why should I tell this story? I saw this huge, hairy ape walking through the woods. Why am I going to tell my family and friends? They're just going to mock and ridicule yeah. me. Why, why should I go to the bar, bar and tell? Yeah. yeah, and tell because they're just going to think, well, he's absolutely, you know, he's lost it. You know, the bloke's insane. Of, oh, if it's so big, why don't you shoot it? And then it's like, well, it's so big, I couldn't. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, some have, have, some have claimed to shoot them. Some yeah. have claimed oh, to really? shoot them. Yeah, oh yeah, and oh yeah. Killed. Uh, most of them. One, and I know of one case where he said uh, he he managed to bring down the guy. Now this guy, oh. when he's been interviewed, he's almost. It almost ruined his life that he that he claims that he shot and killed a Sasquatch because one he he, he didn't take he didn't have a camera he didn't take any photos he didn't bury he didn't bury the uh, the beast if you yeah. like uh, but he did go back and tell people now he didn't take a trophy no what what do you want to cut his head off and take <laughs> yeah, it back I mean you would. Would I be the first would. Time. if I had killed a mythical beast mm. by the way your sociopathy is showing. Mm. Well, no, if I killed, say, the Minotaur, I'd lob its head off immediately. <laughs> mm. I need That'd to frame that shit. You do. <laughs> That'd be the first thing you do. You drag it. If I killed that, you drag it you back. Do, you wouldn't want to bring proof back, I suppose. Of course yeah. you would, yeah. But a lot of hunters say when they do shoot it, the, 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 uh, the creature is so big and broad that it is, it's able to take a bullet and walk off and die somewhere else without them being able to even take yeah. a photo or, you know, okay. pick up its body. I, like Arnold like Schwarzenegger and the Terminator. Yeah, I like that, but hairier, because he's, yeah. He is quite shaved. Well, what were we going to say, Steph? I was just, um, so, like, it is, it is known in sort of, like, hunting. So my uncle's a um, gamekeeper, mm-hmm. and um, he often tells me about um, the, the tracking that he has to do to animals because of the adrenaline that they have when, they, when they're yeah. shot, when yeah. they can just kind of go off and, and they, this, their adrenaline basically fuels their... Fuels their escape. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it could... Be, 
is it is it a kind of case of uh, being like the extra thickness or is it a case of the adrenaline at that sort of time I, I, I'm guessing it's probably it. a combination of both yeah. now tracking the animal now reports of sightings of this animal that this creature can move I mean yeah. really move yeah. when some of the sightings are when so some of them are very fleeting glimpses like like I've said before you get in cryptozoology it could be a guy driving down the road and he sees a Sasquatch or North American ape what do you want to call it sorry but your cat's sniffing the gin it's all right. <laughs> it's good gin. <laughs> all right, it's going to be sold off. So it's, it's, yeah, it's I'm not doing anything, I just want some gin. I'll have a pissed cat by the time we're finished. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the sightings are fleeting glimpses. Now, when they talk about it crossing the road, they're talking about a, a could be a, a, a almost like a, a large, wide carriageway, and this creature manages to cross the road in a couple of strides. Nothing wow. that a bloke in a suit could do that oh, yeah. you know yeah. they're saying it's literally bounded across the road in a couple of strides it's huge 10 feet tall and it's just a couple of strides it's gone and away you know, people can't people have struggled to try and track them because of the 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 speed that the 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 creature potentially does and for all we know these like the sasquatch because isn't there a report in uh, montana uh wyoming one of the wild like wild west places that there yeah. was a Body of a twelve-foot man found. Right. Um, I have heard. I think that was proved to be a hoax, though. Yeah, but is it proved to be a hoax or is it? I think. Well, could, Steph, could you just have a look at that? Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain that was proved to be a hoax. But if it's a case that these Sasquatches could mm. be uh, recessed, like a generation and generation and generation mm. thing of these original creatures, the foot. Well, we, we sometimes forget as well that at one stage we were one of numerous human species on yeah. the planet. There was uh, Homo, uh, Homo erectus, Neanderthals, like almost pygmy style, yeah. tiny little people. But we were like one of numerous one of human many. species yeah. on the planet. Now, there was, uh, you're looking 200,000 years ago, I might be wrong on that, there was an animal called Gigantopithecus, yeah. which lived. That was the name? That was the actual name. Yeah, Gigantopithecus. Yeah. That is awesome. That is really <laughs> Good name, cool. like yeah. that one. Yeah. Now, this lived in, e in East Asia. They've only found a few bones of it, but it was a 10-foot-tall, bipedal, gorilla-like creature. Now, some cryptozoologists suggest that, that it is a, a surviving strand, if you like, of Gigantopithecus. Yeah. They knew that they used to live. The, the, the extinction of these animals is put down to man in the same way that um, Homo erectus and Neanderthals... I think Neanderthals is debatable. Whether, I think we yeah. kind of bred with them. We the bred migrant. with them, but most likely we, we hunted them to extinction. They were a rival to our human dominance, so we, we hunted them. still a bit of contention about what Well, there is, but Gigantopithecus, the, in the same way that the mammoth and other sort of... Uh, well, they were killed for food, do you think? Well, no, more killed as a rival or a just dangerous animal hunted to extinction. Okay. Now, the idea behind Sasquatch surviving this, and that's, there's a, that, I mean, one of your obvious questions that must be, well, North America, one of the, uh, the largest economy in the world, the largest superpower in the world, surely, as Nick says, humans would have dominated that environment. How could possibly a, a large ape survive? In you know the one of the most advanced, or if not the most advanced country in the world, well, there are, are big swathes of the U.S. that are untamed 
wilderness is still the national yeah. parks and things. Yeah, I mean that's that's one reason the but huge it, expanses of, of of forestry in in the United States where a creature could go unknown. But I think, but for a species to survive, they yes. need a reasonably sized base population. That's surely. right. That's right. So that that must go against it because mm-hmm. if the sightings are so infrequent and and people well, go then, to these national parks, they they hunt there, they holiday there, and everything. The population surely must be mm-hmm. big enough that we would see, or people would see them more frequently. on a regular basis. Yeah. Now, cryptozoologists claim that this animal is highly intelligent. If you look at chimpanzees, if you look at other gorillas, we know from mm. scientific studies that they are intelligent animals. But they, 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 I mean, my my neighbour was telling me that she went to Borneo to see chimps. Is that yeah. right? Where Borneo? And mm-hmm. it took them a couple of days before they saw any, but they did find them and they, they mm-hmm. know where they are so it's not like they're, they're a hidden species no, somewhere. no so they are difficult to spot but, but not impossible no no okay, well, the, the sorry Rich okay. cryptozoologists claim that this animal is potentially sm- a lot smarter than uh, and, and the known apes to the scientific community and some of that intelligence is that they have the capacity to know to keep their population low and to, really? Yes. Oh, this is only a claims from cryptozoologists. You think of like Amazonian tribes. They don't have. Like, they've survived for thousands of years, and they've only got a population of about twenty. Mm. Some, mm. but yeah. some. The idea I think is it's, that it's, it's, you need a population bigger than that, otherwise you get genetic. Yeah, you get, yes, of course. But the idea from cryptozoologists is they're smart enough to keep out of the way of humans and keep their population low enough to go under the radar. I mean, that requires quite a conceptual leap to to conserve your species, like in that sense. It, it sure yeah. does, but some some if you look at some of the because the abilities of chimpanzees is far beyond what we thought they could do, and. Presumably, from cryptozoology, is what they say. But conceptually, uh, conceptual ideas like that of, of uh, self-awareness, spe- species well, protection, and do they show signs of species protection? What chimpanzees? Yeah. Well, it, as the broad, as it is in a broad sense. Not no, from... I, no, they don't. But they do show signs of awareness to their surroundings and to um, others around them that we can't do. So now there's a specific scientific study that uh, chimps... I don't know how exactly it works. We'd have to look it up. But um, Did chimp- you find anything on that, that <clears throat> chat, the, the big bones? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to, do you want to... That's why you were mentioning thought, Google. Before or? we Google Yeah, just to finish my thought. There are, yeah. there are abilities that chimpanzees have that scientists, scientists can replicate that humans cannot do the same thing. And it's down to their self-awareness and their ability to... Um, to uh, the visual awareness is a lot more acute than what ours is. Now that explains what cryptozoologists say is is why these glimpses of Sasquatch are so uh, fleeting that they have a visual awareness that is a lot higher than us. Vis-a-vis, they see us a lot faster faster than what we can see yeah. them. Hence, why they can disappear so quickly. But these are purely hypoth- hypothetical attributes. Of course they are. Of course they are. But going back to the whole skeletons in America thing, there's been it's not only like the Wild West, but there's been like places near Martha's Vineyard, Deerfield Valley, Massachusetts, Vermont, upstate New York, as well as the Ohio River Valley, and mm-hmm. what well, skeletons for? They are skeletons of seven to ten feet tall, humanoidistic people. Right. One was found. They're found normally in. Native American 
like mm-hmm. mound, burial mounds. Yeah. And they've been found a lot there. There's been one that was buried, and she was buried underneath the Native Americans. So yeah. she was buried before. Mm-hmm. And she's holding, she herself is 10 feet tall, and she's holding a 3 foot 6 inch baby. Wow. Oh, wow. Wait, 3 foot, you mean, oh, okay, sorry, okay. Yep. Three foot six, not, not yeah. three inch. Inch baby. They've done testing and they are the bone density and marrow is that similar to that of a primate as well as humanoid. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah. So Interesting. it's like that cross between, but it's not at all similar to a Neanderthal. No. So it's completely separate. Well, I don't think Neanderthals reached North America. No, they didn't. I, I don't know, but I'm yeah. just reading from this. European yeah. and Middle Eastern, I think. Um, they would have been roughly about 0.00007% of them in the world. The and mind. it's a similar... Compared to what? Human population? To standard human population. Yeah. So they are very, very limited. It sounds more like a mutation than a species. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it may be that there are mutations such as Andre the Giant. Yeah. The yeah. other guy. Oh, what was his name? A it, guy we went to school with called Mervyn. Who was yeah. was 10 foot tall. Was. He still is. Yeah. And he's not 10 foot tall. But a lot. Because there's no... They've still got them in the Smithsonian. Oh, like the, the skeletons. But because they don't want to confuse... The, because they don't want the scientific community to be confused by the different standardisation, they are doing small research projects based on them, but they're not happy to release the like the information. Have as they carbon yet. dated them? Yeah. How old? As round about dinosaur time. What? What? No, that, no, that, that, no, that, no, that no, can't make right. any sense. It, c- it can't be more than uh, two hundred thousand years. years. Yeah. Two point five million. Two point five million. Are you sure about that? Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, yeah, show me. Oh, no, wait, that's 2.5 million bodies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a million would be max, 250,000. But... Yeah, because modern humans was about 200,000 years ago. Yeah. We broke off from our shared common ancestor about a million different humans. Oh, sorry, between 1015 and 1350 CE. CE? Common era? Yeah. We're not even there, we're about 8,000 years in so the past, a pre-Columbian Native American city which existed. Do you mean BCE? No, CE. Show me. Oh, sorry, not ten thousand, a one thousand fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I said yeah. ten fifty. That's like what the carbon dating came yeah. back on it. Between then. Oh right. Okay. okay that's but they haven't modern. released any other data because they don't want scientific discoveries to be hindered by public speculation. Fair enough. Oh. Okay. So I mean, what go, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I give you one. There are you can go online and find numerous accounts, yeah. if not thousands of sightings in the twentieth century. Or the thing as I have with Sasquatch is the consistency. Yeah. Now, when we talked about Loch Ness, the Loch Ness monster, the the sightings were all different. You know, whether it be reptilian-like, smooth, snake-like. Now, the consistency of the Sasquatch is is you know, is quite interesting because it's always the same. It's always a six to ten foot ape-like bipedal creature. You know, there's no there's no deviation from that. So sure, that has to lend some credibility to the story. But I think most people in the West know what a Sasquatch looks like. So maybe if they see something, they they can still apply that that predisposition to not thinking they know no. what Sasquatch looks that, that, like. I, that, 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 that's true. Now, the only other thing that it could be similar to is a, is, is a, is a bear, a brown bear or a grizzly yeah. bear. Now, sometimes bears can raise up 
and work, walk bipedally. But they do that when they attack, don't they? Yeah. No, they, they do it usually to, to reach something in the branches. Oh, okay. um, but everyone who sights the Sasquatch never... The, the, one of the first things they say was, it was not a bear. It was walking bipedally. It was walking... It was a man. It was a big, hairy man. It wasn't a bear. They're very specific that yeah. it wasn't a bear. Uh, I don't think there are any other animals in North America that's, that walk bipedally and that the consistency ranging from the Pacific Northwest all the way to, to New York State is always the same. There's no other apes in North America. There's no, no, there's no other apes in North America. There's South America. Uh, not, not of the great apes, no. Oh, okay. No. Uh, Are they predominantly confined to Africa, great apes? Uh, well, no, you get the orangutans, don't you? That was just Southeast oh, born, Asia. Yeah, yeah, born, yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'll tell you one interesting story. It was about a log cabin that was in, I think, it, I think it was Canada. Now this was a, a fishing cabin that this bloke built in the middle of nowhere in Canada. There, there was no, there was no civilian population anywhere near this. He just went out there in the summer to go fishing and hunting. Now. When he was in this cabin, he noticed that there were thrones, uh, sorry, thrones, there were stones being thrown at his cabin. Now, he thought this was unusual. There's no kids around there to throw stones at a cabin. And he heard wood being banged against trees. Now, what animal possibly could throw stones or bang wood against trees? Yeah. It's fairly common in Sasquatch sightings of throwing stones at, at you. you know, there's no animals that do that. Now... He left, he left that cabin to go back home. When he came back the next summer, the cabin was completely trashed. It had oh. been in there, whatever had been in there, completely trashed. Again, it's not vandals, it's not youths or hooligans going in there. There's no like one around. Chaps. Yeah. <laughs> now, sometimes bears will break into your, to your whatever log yeah. cabins. No, what they do is they attack your fridge. Now, they attack oh. your fridge because the fridge gives off a certain smell which they... Um, smell similar to the sulfuric acid not sulfuric acid acid that ants give off so they assume that your fridge is basically an ant colony so they try and tear yeah, that right, apart okay. uh, but this in this particular occasion the fridge <coughs> the fridge wasn't touched oh. you know, the, yeah there wasn't any bear involved according to this guy now he fixed his cabin up and uh, did his fishing expedition or whatever he was doing yeah. now he thought well I'm going to leave when I leave I'll leave a trap and he made a nail trap so a big piece of wood with nails sticking out and he put that by the front door now that would be pretty nasty to tread on that yeah. so when he came back the next year he found that something large large foot had trod on this nail trap oh, wow. he found a big sort of imprint where there was blood fur on the on on the nails and he had that tested DNA tested and when it came back the DNA results were that it was half human with part ape oh, wow. DNA wow, okay. so there now there's some evidence there there's something yeah. to be yeah. said to that now sometimes there could be contamination with that so that your yeah, own human yeah. contamination but the fact that there was ape DNA that was non-human they're folks are indigenous to that part of the world. Where, yeah, so that's interesting. Now that, like I say, there are hundreds of sightings, there are hundreds of anecdotes, you know, mm. maybe another time you could, we could talk about that. Yeah. But uh, in, 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 a, in a parallel to the, the panther, could yeah. it be that maybe um, Americans have released apes into the wild 
from that area. Potentially, but none of the known apes that we have fit the description. None of them are bi- our apes. Uh, sorry, the apes known to science are not bipedal. Sometimes chimpanzees can walk temporarily on two they feet. Don't walk like that. They no. Don't walk like the Patterson footage now. No. So uh, I think yes, that you could have that for some of the sightings, but the majority of sightings, there are no apes that are ten feet tall and, and predominantly bipedal. So I think we can probably rule out the uh, escaped wildlife. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so where are you guys at? Uh, let's go for the scale. <sighs> See, I had a theory on this, and I've just this is what I've been having a look at a second ago. Oh, is so, that what you were looking at? Yeah. No, so, okay. I my bigfoot sort of theory was mm. kind of basing on. Have you ever heard of the wolf man? Yes. So, yeah, the human. Or the dog man. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, just the human that's covered in head to toe hair. Yeah. Um, that is actually a, is a is a symptom of uh, hypertrichosis. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just. I put a post on Instagram the other day actually about him. Oh yeah. yeah there is a hair a man that suffers oh, from abnormal hair growth. Amount of that. As well nowadays, that's it. Yeah. And it says here that like uh, normal humanoid humanoid features become enlarged. So mm-hmm. that was my sort of thought on it's humanoid it's hairy and is his features are a little bit larger than usual so that was my kind of i suppose but why would it be wandering around in the woods naked in in russia there was that famous story of uh, a girl who was raised by wolves because i don't know if she was abandoned she wasn't raised by wolves now this is an interesting story uh it's Again, with the Sasquatch, it's also reported in other countries. You get, we all know about the abominable snowman or the oh, yeti, yeah. similar sort of creature. That's Siberia, right? No, no, it's in the Himalayas, Nepal. Oh, Tibet, yeah. Tibet, well, Nepal predominantly, or Bhutan. Um, you also get the Russian Sasquatch. Now, this case, what Nick's talking about was, it dates back to the early 1800s, I believe. No, it was more, there's a more modern one than that. I remember, I remember studying it. I think it was a boy you're thinking of. No, it was definitely a girl, and she, mm-hmm. was, she was raised... She was raised know. in a cage. She was found in the woods, oh, raised right. in a cage by the a local Russian community. And she was large, hairy. Can you just do a search, raised by wolves, Russia, maybe? I, okay. I'd swear it was more recent than that. I You're like thinking of a, a girl who was raised by dogs, but in an urban environment. Yes. Like, yes. Okay, so we're confusing two different Yeah, no, I meant in, a, in an urban environment. Oh, okay, right. And she... Mm. she Fully took on the mannerisms of. Yeah, yeah, she's she, she, quite <laughs> like Steph saying, maybe it could be somebody who was ostracised. Uh, yeah, I and, see and, where we're going. Lived in the wilderness, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, that's, that's throwing it out there, but that's a possibility. Yeah, that was okay. my first thought when I right. thought of the, the, the Bigfoot sort of idea. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm just looking now for the feral child. It's on Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Now, in China, I think they call it the Yerin. I think yeah, they, that, yeah. they in Australia they call it something else. All the same description now. Big, big hairy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really good Australian accent. Some New Zealand to me, <laughs> but yeah. Big hairy bastard. <laughs> oh, because God knows what's in the centre of Australia. It's just Tasmanian tiger, mainly. Just dangerous. Except the Australian tiger instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. Hold well on. It's just loading. Wiki is loading. So, what what do you think, Charlotte? I think it's poss- 100% possible. Because 100%? That's high. Because <laughs> there's so many sightings and mm. it's not all in just one concentrated area. Because if it was one area, then I'd be like, oh, fuck off, you're just repeating what somebody else is saying. Mm. Like the Loch Ness own. Monster. 
Like, like, like yeah. No, it's it's nationwide in yeah, North yeah. America and, and Canada. And other countries have not necessarily got the same creature, but similar, as in mm-hmm. their details are highly specific. It's literally they're just called something else because of. Yeah. And if it was one person pissing about, they'd be dead, and you still wouldn't get modern day sightings. There wouldn't be. I know it's easy to fake it. I know it's easy we, to we, fake the footprints. We can't roll out hoaxes. Yeah. So yeah for course. some of the accounts, that's, that's we, we can't roll out a man in a suit. But for every hoax, there's got to be at least a partial truth for it. Because where has this come from? Uh, otherwise? How do you mean by that? You mean there must be a route to the legend? Yeah. yeah. And it but may legends be the can be legends. I mean, there could yeah. be metaphysical concepts. Yeah. They don't necessarily. I mean, that's kind of like saying there's a route to the Loch Ness monster. There is. Or the Minotaur. Like, or yeah. yeah, but you brought that point that the Loch Ness monster, there was a route to it, but yeah, yeah perhaps it's not around yeah. now, but yeah. it could have been something. Okay. And it could be that these creature, like the Sasquatch, is predominantly a before a Native American, one of the giants as such, mm. that has had genetic deficiencies where it's not as tall as it should be. And mm-hmm. then it's then, and then, because we, as humans, we started off quite small. We weren't as tall as we currently are. I, I'm not sure about that. No, I, I think, think we, we were probably to... taller, in yeah. fact. Uh, I think what d- I'd read, different environments look... probably shaped us over, depending on which continent we were. If you look at houses built in like the Tudor times, they've all got oh, yeah. shorter. Oh, do you mean in that sense? But that. Uh, uh, just that the health and yeah, yeah, dietary requirements. But that could but be they, a modern variance because yeah, of city living. Yeah, but you've got to think, because of yeah. this civilization, this Sasquatch is living in the wilderness, he's eating nothing but fresh fruit, vegetables, drinking the freshest water. He's not getting the, like, malnutrition that he would have had in, say, society like diphtheria or whatever. He's also then not getting. No, it's still pretty harsh in the wilderness for any. It is. Yeah, they suggest it's omnivorous. It's uh, it can it it will hunt, but it would also eat on berries. All human species are omnivorous, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, I mean chimpanzees. They will not only uh, hunt; they do actually hunt and carnivorous as well. But they do eat and a bit of farming on the side. I don't think there's (laughs) any evidence. I've seen the PG Tips adverts. I do a bit of. Rollerblading and all that. I've seen that. Yeah, they also ride pianos downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to think this animal hasn't got contact with humankind, which carries disease, which carries and spreads disease. It's then also not got the social constructs of it's got running. It's technically got running water because it lives by lakes and rivers and, and streams. So it's not going to then be drinking its own feces and well, stuff I, like Well, I think that. the idea is if a bear, which can go up to yeah. a huge animal, can survive, then an, a, an ape with yeah. higher intelligence can, can, can survive in North America. Because if you think about it, the apes and the gorillas survive in like, um, like Native Africa or wherever they come from. And it was only human like, contact that made the, them become more and more extinct. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, the, yeah. the idea that cryptozoologists put forward is that they are smart enough to avoid yeah. humans, to avoid that extinction. It's interaction with humans. I mean, we know about the mountain gorillas of Rwanda, that yeah. they are close to extinction, not hunted to extinction. Uh, now... What for? What do the people hunt the gorillas for? Trophies? Yeah, trophy hunting. Skin. Medical reasons as well. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, oh, okay. terrible, really. But they are, the mountain gorillas nearly yeah. hunted to extinction. Now, the idea with the Sasquatch is it's smart enough, more intelligent to know that interaction with humans is bad. 
Hence why it's always. But it must have learned that behaviour. There must have been some clash between humans. Well, and if you look, at, if you look Americans. at indigenous people's culture now, it's an oral culture. There is nothing written down. Yeah. It's tales. Now we don't know exactly how they lived thousands and thousands yeah. of years ago, apart from their orally told tales. Do Native Americans have legends of these? Yes. Yeah, the hairy yes, man legend. Yeah, oh, okay. every sort mm -hmm. of tribe in North America will tell you there. There are drawings. There yeah. are descriptions. When we watched that documentary the other day about the uh, Skinwalker Ranch, yeah, they mentioned tales of it then. Yeah, they briefly. It, it yeah, they meant it wasn't a full story. It no, was mentioned not, in passing. Yeah, but that's one tribe, and not every single tribe is connected, and every single tribe has their own tales and legends. Mm. But they can see again with Sasquatch, these tribes, like you say, they're not yeah. always connected, but the description is always so the same. Always the same. The consistency, and that yeah. that's the interesting thing about Sasquatch. That's the bit why the I consistency. Think, that's why I think it is real. Okay, where it's are you on it, Nick? What what, what well, are your thoughts? I think, uh, I mean, we have lived on this planet, which most people don't know, with various other human species at one point, a handful of them, in fact. <coughs> so, from that perspective, it's not not outrageous to think that there is a, uh, another human uh, subspecies going. But the, the problem I have, humans or human species tend to live in quite large groups, and to, to you said earlier that they, they might be intelligent enough to, to control the the size of their population, which takes quite a concept, uh, an animal that or a, a subhuman species that lives in the woods would be sort of maybe capable of that kind of conceptualization. Mm, good so you live the, in the woods and you are. Yeah, mm -hmm. But the problem I Is have, the, yeah. again, so it's that the, the population size must be such that to, to uh, sustain an entire species must be such that we should surely come into contact with them with them more. Okay. So that's the problem I have with it. So I'm not, I'm rather rig out because again, it's entirely possible that there is an undiscovered cousin of ours still, still knocking about. So that's that's where. What are you going to say, Steph? I've just found something interesting. So uh, the feral children sort of thing. It's not some. It's not an isolated case. Uh, there's been no, many, no, many of people, and um, people have sort of. Um, uh, come across uh, children being raised by pumas, um, by sheep, and also pumas. yeah, That's by an pumas. Um, and there was one. There was a, a case of a lobo wolf girl um, in De of Devil's River in 1845. Who Is was this the one you mean? I don't think so. No. Okay. But go on. Go on. That's we'll the say. one I thought Nick was on about. No, no, yeah. this was a Russian. Definitely Russian. Though, no, I, I couldn't find the Russian one, but this was a, 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 in, Tex, in, in Texas, um, and she was captured in 1846, but escaped and was last spotted at the age of 17 in, in 1852. So, mm. still knocking about. It sounds <laughs> bad, but maybe you're thinking of Jungle Book. I think Russia. Russian. <laughs> Jungle Book set in India. Du, 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 du. I don't remember. I think the, it's the, actually uh, yeah. the story you're talking about is actually set in the Ukraine, and she was yes, she was it's last. Ukraine, yes, yeah. it's not Russia. I don't know. We did it in Probably psychology not. at six film. I remember when we were yeah. doing our You did psychology. I did. I got a D. That's mm -hmm. So, so that was my top five favourite. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. I really enjoyed That's that. Good. Oh wait, we didn't actually. What do you think about Sasquatch? Um, I think he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> she says great guy. Just an all around great guy. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Rick. That's all right. No, that was really I fun. think no, we're going to carry straight on with Nick's story.
Right, we're just been for a pizza break. Pizza! Very nice. And some alcohol involved. And alcohol, more alcohol. So before we go on to the next bit, you and uh, Rich, you and Clee went on a, a, a ghost walk recently. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it was the anniversary of the Battle of Bosworth. Uh, now Which, that, for people who don't know. Yeah, it was a, a two... Um, War of the Roses, wasn't it? Yeah, War of the Roses, where the, the Tudor dynasty came into effect. I believe it was 1485. We might have to double-check that. Now, the anniversary of this battle, it was a huge, great battle. Thousands of people died. Now, this company that went there... Wait, Charlotte and Steph looking at the cat. Yeah, the cat's staring at the door as if to say, there is something here. They've got the sixth sense. Cats, no, man. Cats, no. <laughs> that could be a possibility. Right, carry on. Sorry. Cats. Yeah, so it's the anniversary of the Battle of Bosworth. Me and Katie went, booked on a ghost tour. I think they would call it. So you have mm. a a sort of introduction on what what about the paranormal, and then they give you these. Uh, again, I'm not uh, an expert on the paranormal. That's not my thing. But um, they give you these devices to check for ghosts. I don't yeah. know. It wasn't, called, it wasn't called an obvious, was it? I don't know. Does anyone know what they are? There's like a, a meter, like a little reader with lights that flash. No, they're spirit radios. Because on the yeah. previous episode, we come across this thing called the Obelisk, which looks like a Chinese knockoff iPod. No, no, it wasn't those. We all had like it was like a little walkie-talkie with lights that flash on yeah, it. And it yeah, the, how much did the Obelisk cost? Like four hundred quid. Five hundred quid. Oh, let's get some. No. <laughs> I want one. I do want one. I mean, all it is is basically an audio dictionary. It's for a yeah. knockoff iPod. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can download the app on my phone, so boom. Yeah. So was it a good, worthwhile trip? Um, it was interesting. Um, it's not for me, but I mean, I, I don't know what these little readers do, but apparently the more the lights flash, the more ghosts there are. But these things are flashing all the time for whatever reason. I don't really... Did you see anything? I didn't personally see anything. I think other people claim to see things, but you, mm. you're on the tour. There were the, the tour guide talking. There was a guy there who, who knew about the battle and he was describing the archers and the ranges. And he was stuff being like a no, an insufferable know it all, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was okay because at least it was about history, which I am interested in. Well, I'm not. Was he like, um, actually, um, that kind of Yeah, thing. a little bit like that. <laughs> and we went down to some sort of abandoned train station and then they got. Oh, was that where the rain happened? The rain? Wasn't there a woman who uh, felt like you told me about a rain? There was some rain. Mm, some woman sure. thought it was a ghostly experience, but it was actually it's, raining. It is entirely possible, isn't it? Uh, but I remember she got the iPad out and they had a ghost tracker app, which to me <laughs> looked, looked like just a, a what you see as a radar, as an app, and then there were blobs mm, and there were right. ghosts. Yeah. There was a shed sort of across the uh, rail railway with. Uh, a light blinking on and off now if you're there on any normal circumstances it's an alarm or something like that but because we're in the the surroundings of everyone looking for ghosts mm. you know people ah, there's a ghost over there well <laughs> i don't know i think it's probably just an alarm isn't it but uh <laughs> no what, what it was a ghost rich yeah I, I think we were walking down some track and uh there were some rummages in the bushes oh. and one of one of the girls Foxes. said to, well one of the girls said to the the organizer could that be a ghost and the organiser said, well, we have to sort of rule out the possibility, you know, it could just be wildlife in the bushes. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. She was quite excited about it. I assumed it was oh, yeah. a ghost, I Small suppose. Small percentage it could be. <laughs> no, what I thought was strange, when we, when we had the induction and we were walking out, I overheard... Induction. A, yeah, you know. Um, 
I heard a conversation between one of the tour guides and one of the girls, and they were talking about UFOs for whatever reason. And one of the girls on the ghost tour said, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't believe in it. That's all a load of nonsense." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, we're on a sort of ghost tour, you know. Surely, if you're open-minded enough to believe in ghosts, surely you shouldn't be closed-minded enough to suggest that UFOs are nonsense." I don't know if you want to bring anything into that, Nick. You're, you're the UFO guy. He's just no, looking disheartened at the tablet with all his notes on, going, "No." No. Did you enjoy it too? Um. Yeah. It was. It was all right. It was. Do you think they wound themselves up? Yeah, going back to the rain thing. Yeah. The organiser was... Oh, right. I've never heard that. Are they camels? Are they camels? Oh, lama. But coincidentally, it started to... I've never heard that. Make it rain! I think at one point... How much did this cost? I don't know, 20, 30 quid or something like that. It was worth it, it was interesting. Okay. Was it set up by the company itself or was it an external like um, ghost hunting company? Yeah, it was a ghost hunting uh, company, yeah. It was still, I thought it was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more fascinating to watch them than to actually try and look for ghosts, I suppose. Why do you not believe us in ghost things? Well, I didn't believe before I went, and I mm. didn't come back believing, <laughs> so I, I don't know if that says something. And you'd something. lost 30 quid. <laughs> I lost, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we learned something about the Battle of Bosworth, which is, you know, important British history, so... I so like that, that was worth, yeah. what, fiver? Um, I don't want to put a value on it. <laughs> <laughs> right, is it UFO time, everybody's favourite part of the show? Yep. The Go best on, bit. Let's have it. it. The best Don't bit. want to. Can I, have, can I have maybe spooky music over this first part to set the out? Stop rubbing your elbow on. You me. keep moving the mic away from me. This is Little John's um, um, hit "Sweat Drip Down My Balls" counter spooky Pardon? music. Because that you know? that little bit there was from very the window. Much like a sweat, oh, sweat drip down my balls. From I have no idea what you're referencing. Do you? To the, the wall. wall. Absolutely not. Disney. Where sweat drip down my balls. Disney. No. <laughs> <laughs> little John. Like to the, the window. To it's the wall. From Robin Hood. Or to Little Wayne. I think it's from Robin Hood. Right. Little Mermaid. All I can think of now is though, Little John is Robin Hood. Do 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 oh, running through the forest, know. running left and back and forth. Uh, God damn! <laughs> God <Yeah. laughs> damn! Stop singing Disney songs, we're gonna get sued. We did that on the last episode. <laughs> and we got sued. <laughs> right, are we ready? Are we Let's strapped do this. in. Yeah, ready, ready to roll. I hope you get freaked out by this. This I is why I do these get, stories. So I, I don't want to get freaked out. out. I take pleasure from it. <laughs> right, so it's the early afternoon on the 20th of May, 1967, near Falcon Lake, Manitoba. A man stumbles and shuffles through the harsh Canadian wilderness. He's vomiting violently. Drenched in a cold sweat, but his body feels as though it's on fire. Torn and burnt clothes, shaking and convulsing, head throbbing. He stops periodically to splash water on his face to stop himself from passing out. Checking a compass he was carrying to try and orient himself, the needle was spinning wildly around the dial. And as we know from Rendlesham. I like Is it. Is it? Yeah, it, magnetism goes crazy oh. around your phones. Right. Oh, okay. So he manages to make it to a nearby country road and he spots a police car which he flags down. But when the police officer exits the car to offer assistance to the man, the man beha- starts to behave oddly, evasive and confused. And this is from the officer's report of that incident. Quote, he shouted to me to stay away from him. He said I might get some kind of skin disease or radiation if I came too close. He seemed very upset. I asked for some identification and he gave me a document showing his name as Stefan Mik- Mikalak. 
Quote, I offered to drive him to Falcon Beach or arrange for, arrange for somebody to treat him, but he declined. Stefan, the man. Stefan carried on down the road after his odd episode with the policeman, barely managing the journey, but finally arrived at the motel he, motel he had stayed in at the night before. From there, he rang his wife, asking her to meet him at a nearby hospital. When she arrived at the hospital, this is how she found her husband. And I've got a picture to show you. Mm. So this is how he was in the hospital. Okay, so from that picture, he's clearly in the hospital. Now there's unusual markings. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he's got a grid-like burn mark. Oh, a bit like Connect 4, isn't it? Yeah. A, a, a dotted <laughs> grid. I can't not see that now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, a closer one up of him. Nice pyjamas as well. Mm. I don't like it. Uh, there's, a close, there's one from the front of him. Oh, wow. So something like... quite specific has made that mark then, really? I mean, that's crazy. Is it burnt in? Do we know yeah. how well, the marks? Is it bruises? Oh, okay. So, he's in, he's, uh, so he tells what happened to him. And I'll get to, to the, the what they found out about when he was in the hospital in a little bit. So Stefan was a mechanic by trade, but he was a keen amateur geologist and would often make trips to the Falcon Lake area, which is right in the heart of northern uh, Canada, the real wilderness area. Mm -hmm. And he would prospect for minerals or precious metals like quartz or silver. It's just like his hobby. Yeah. And um, if you find stuff in the wilderness, you can kind of claim, in Canada, you can kind of claim it and make some money off it. Okay. You know I mean? So after leaving work on the 29th of May, he checked into a motel that evening, ready to head into the wilderness the following day. So this is from the testimony he gave in 1967, just after his encounter with the thing that happened. And it's called My Encounter with the UFO. Quote, it was 5.30am when I left the motel and started out on my geological trek. I took with me a hammer, a map, a compass, paper and pencil and a little food to see me through the day, wearing a light jacket against the morning chill. The day was bright, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It seemed like just another ordinary day. While clipping at the courts, I, I, was, I was startled by the most uncanny cackle of the geese that were in, still in the area. Something had obviously frightened them far more than my presence earlier in the morning when they gave out a mild protest. Then I saw them, two cigar-shaped objects with humps on them about halfway down from the sky. They appeared to be descending and glowing with an intense scarlet glare. As these objects came closer to the earth, they became more oval-shaped. Suddenly, the farthest of the two objects, furthest from my point of vision, stopped dead in the air while its companion slipped down closer and closer to the ground and landed squarely on the flat top of a rock about 160 feet away from me. The object that had remained in the air hovered about approximately 15 feet above me for about three minutes, then lifted skyward again. Then my attention was drawn back to the craft that had landed on the rock. It too was changing in colour, turning from red to grey to red to light grey and then to the colour of a hot stainless steel with a golden glow around it. After recovering, my, after recovering my composure and regaining my senses to some degree, I began watching the craft intently. The craft stayed there for about 45 minutes and he took out his notebook and sketched it. Well, 45 minutes is a long time for some of these sightings, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. So is this is the sketch. Usually long time. This is the sketch he made during those 45 minutes in his notebook. Not that one. Oh, I haven't got it. There uh, it is. No, it's a different one. Okay. Um, but to that effect, that's one he did at a later stage. I'll put the other one up. Oh, okay. So okay. quite the classic shape then. And yeah. can you notice he's, he's made a note of the, the vents on yeah. the other side? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Right, it's got you. Yeah. So it's a, a classic saucer-shaped um, craft. 
To begin with, he thought that maybe it was a military test craft, maybe American, Canadian, that kind of thing. Yeah. He was having some kind of mechanical trouble, maybe they were testing it in the area. Yeah. So he shouted um, to an opening on the side of the craft he could see, but he didn't receive an answer when he, he shouted did inside. He, did, he, did, he, sorry, did he say how far away the craft was from him? Well, he, he, the one landed on the ground and he walked. Right, okay. He, he sketched it and then began to approach it. Okay. So, quote, I approached the, I approached the craft and touched its side. It was hot to touch. It appeared to be made of a steel-like substance. There were no signs of welding or joints to be seen anywhere. The outer surface was highly polished and looked like coloured glass with light reflecting off of it. It formed a spectrum with a silver background as the sunlight hit the sides. I noticed that I burnt my glove while I was wearing at the time when I touched the side of the craft. So he kept his gloves. I was going to say, is there evidence of the burning So, there's his glove that he, oh, wow. he says he was wearing at the time, so you can see it's been burnt. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the cap he was wearing. And you can't see it, well, you can see it there, the cap's been burnt on the top as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That? That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah? Is it getting good? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, looking, he, he found this opening on, the, on the, one of the sides of the craft, and he could see, when he looked through it, this bright room. And he said he could see instruments in there and there were intense lights coming out of this and he also said he could hear the sound of voices but it, they were like muffled by the sound the, the sort of low sound that the craft was making so he couldn't really make out what it was and stefan was polish and he knew quite a few languages so he he first shouted back in in english to get some attention then polish and then i think russian can you do an impression of that just say so? hello <laughs> it, that's all he said. Hello. You didn't hello. Say, you didn't say anything else. Is that, that Polish? Uh, well, cold one. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that racist? Yeah. What doing well, it? Doing an impression of a, uh, an accent? What's your Russian accent? Not racist. Hello. Hello. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he was shouting in, in whatever accent. Hello. He but he was Polish. He was, po he was a Polish immigrant to Canada. But suddenly the door slammed shut across this opening and the craft began to slowly rotate and then speed up in place and then slowly lifting off from the ground. Uh, as it did, he said a jet of superheated gas coming from like an exhaust from the craft hit him square in the chest. And it threw him back and it set his shirt and undershirt on fire. Oh, wow. So that'll be, you know, something to remember when we look at those burn marks on him yeah. again in a bit. Mm -hmm. So if, there's a picture of his undershirt. Oops. So you've seen those burn marks on his chest, obviously. And again, we'll put all these online. There's his undershirt burned and oh, wow. with that same kind of pattern. So there's definitely evidence as to something yeah. burning going through. Wow. Yeah, so, so is he suggesting the. Burn marks come from the exhaust gases emitted or whatever. Yeah, gases and he says emitted. they set him on fire. And he, he, I'll get to it in a sec, but he he um, oh, he, um, he scrambled like to put this fire out on himself. It was like literally, and he said his overshirt was completely burned. Yeah. Uh, he removed his shirt and started stamping on them to extinguish his fire. So he took everything apart from his trousers really off. And then he turned back to the craft, managing to just catch it lifting up from the ground, and then disappeared within a matter of seconds into the sky completely. And then it started to begin to feel sick. So, quote, I decided to go over to the landing site and make a thorough inspection of the place where the craft had touched down. As I approached the site, I felt nauseated and my head began to ache. 
The spot where the craft had come to rest looked as if it had been swept clean with a broom. There was no debris of any kind on the rock, no twigs, bits of stone, nothing. It had all been piled up in the six inches deep circular mound about fifteen feet in diameter. As I stood there examining the spot, the pain in my head became more severe. Waves of nausea increased and I broke out in a cold sweat. I knew that something totally unnatural had, hap unnatural had happened to me. Apparently it was having an first effect on my physiology. So days after this, he would go public and contact the local paper about his sighting, and this would spread across the world. So what's the evidence of this? So the hospital and injuries. So he was officially treated. Remember I said earlier he, um, he phoned his family for the motel to meet them at the local hospital, and yeah. that's where they saw him. So he was officially treated, and there's reports that he was treated for first-degree burns and what they thought at the time was radiation sickness. So yeah. he was in a quite right. a bad way. And whilst the strange grid pattern had appeared on the chest, um, sorry, oh, sorry, whilst he was there, he, he didn't come in with that grid pattern, but while he was there on in the hospital, that grid pattern did appear on him. Okay. So it wasn't immediately right. noticeable, and then it appeared. Like you were talking about with bruising. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. So is it... Is it is it is evidence from nurses or doctors yeah, to say yeah. that it appeared yeah, while he was in a, hospital? A doctor, I've got I've got citations for all these quotes and, okay. and references that we'll put up. That's really interesting because burns are usually quite immediate in their um, in w when they happen they they usually come up. Yeah, quite... within a few minutes, usually you start noticing yeah. a mark yeah. or, or something. Unless yeah. it's an underlining burn. An underlining burn. If you get a sharp heat, such as with the blowtorch and stuff, you right. will see the. Like scar tissue start to form, like the okay. burning away. You still bubble though, like you, blisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's a heat that has been forced upon you and has bounced back from your internal organs, then it will be a slow burning. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, so the blistering won't appear straight away; it will appear slower. Okay. So in it, because it's also like um, you know how you said with bruising that the trauma can be. On, like it's an onset trauma, so it's it, you. You've had that yeah, trauma, but got, it doesn't show up. Yeah, because the blood vessels have got to leak out. I suppose yeah, at that point. it's heated, say a certain part of each internal organ. Right. And it's burnt those. Okay. And then it's slowly lifting it to the skin. So it completely bypasses the skin altogether. Then. Yeah, because okay. it's it, it's like a radiation burn as such. And you said this this exhaust, hot exhaust, hit him with so much force that it threw him back yeah. as well. So it'd be quite. Was there any damage to his lungs? Did they test him yeah. for anything like that? You they know, they just noticed that he was suffering from something. There didn't seem to be any internal damage, but he no. had this burn mark, and he seemed to be suffering from quite severe radiation sickness. Radiation. Uh, radiation doctors... burns don't appear on the skin initially. No, they don't. They no, appear they don't. from within because it melts. You're basically, it's melting your insides, and it's slowly. Coming towards but the aren't, aren't radi I mean, I don't know. Aren't radiation burns more like bubbling of the skin rather than this sort of? Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to tell from that. that is got. a black and white photo, so you yeah. can't really yeah. tell the texture of the wound. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's. I mean, let's just have a, one more look at it just for reference. So this is him. Oops. Because blistering, it doesn't. It doesn't come up with so much coloration as that. It's. It's literally the blistering yeah, of the skin. Yeah. To me, it looks more uh, the way he's this. The way his fingers pulling this down here looks odd to me. Does that? Not... I think he's just got his, his. I mean, it is in a sense, but I think he's just got his hand on his stomach. Yeah, but the, that bit looks 
that part of skin looks pulled down by his index finger, does it not? It does, I think, but again, I think it's just... Okay. Well, it's, it's it's certainly hard looking, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Because they don't initially jump out to me as burns. They look more like bruises yeah. to me, but... I'm going to split hairs over it. Mm, but you can get that with trauma, so that could that could be the point of impact. But if you look at the others, you've got to compare it to the others. Yeah. Because from what the illustration is that he drew, is these were all at the same shape. So they would all have that mark. If you look carefully, there's only select ones that are bubbled. Yeah. Because mm. that's a bubble, that's a bubble, and that's a bubble. It could either be a bubble or the trauma, trauma. mark. And they did apparently take a long time to disappear as well. Also, uh. if you notice, on the photo, he's got... You've got to think, when you have trauma to the stomach... The stomach swells no, because you've got so many but once okay. so many vital organs there so the muscles would swell to protect your vital organs mm -hmm. and if you look he's folding he's got a skin fold there yeah so that's not pleasure to if you then look at that one he has no skin fold and i would say that's taken after okay. a couple, at least a day or two after right again though nice pajamas <laughs> yeah. He's got yeah. a good style. Because <laughs> if you notice, there's no blistering. Yeah, on I was going to say there's no, there's no. I mean, he said it hit him with force, and he said that his clothes set on fire. But it might have been that the force is what caused those, rather than an actual yeah. burn. Yeah, pattern, you know, that's what sort of makes me think of trauma rather than yeah. burning. Right. Where were we? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Uh, right. So he, he, uh, the doctors constantly monitored him uh, once he returned home as well. Uh, kept in touch with him over the, the next week, days and few yeah. weeks and noted that, he, noted that he wasn't really improving that much he, he couldn't consume solid food and he was rapidly beginning to lose weight and there's a quote from uh, Stefan's son Stan in an interview in 2017 concerning his father's return home quote I recall seeing him in bed he didn't look good at all he looked pale, haggard when I walked into the bedroom, there was a huge stink in the room, like a real horrible aroma of sulphur and burnt motor. It was all around and it kept coming out of his pores. It was bad. So obviously oh. his son noted that there was something well, quite... I mean, your dad doesn't normally smell a motor oil, does he? Unless he's a mechanic. Oh, he well, was he a mechanic. He was a mechanic. <laughs> burn more, uh, sulphur. <laughs> sulphur. That, that's an unusual sort yeah. of eggy type smell, isn't it? Sulphur. It's quite specific. Yeah. yeah. That's decomposing flesh smell. Does it smell really, eggy? You know, rotten flesh? Eggy. I don't, yeah. Does it, right? Yeah. I don't know what burnt flesh smells like. It smells... Pork. Like, it does actually yeah. smell like pork. It's kind <laughs> of like barbecue okay. kind of smell. You know when you've lit a cigarette, have you ever burnt your nose hair? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sort of smell. It's that sort of smell, but more meaty. Mm. Okay. And that sounds really gross, but... You're really selling it. Yeah, <laughs> more meaty. Yeah. Whereas sulphur, the eggy smell is decomposing rotten flesh. Yeah. I mean, he could have been confusing it with some sort of medical smell. I mean, hospitals do have yeah. strange smells yeah, going on, don't they? But burnt motor oil and sulfur are quite strong. Yeah, yeah, and specific as well, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. And, and he, the important thing to note is that when, he first, when his son first saw him and he came out, he didn't look well. It obviously had an impression on yeah. his son. Mm -hmm. So the doctors noted, uh, and there's records to show that Stefan never su suffered from any kind of mental illness. He was in perfectly good health up until that point and he had never been treated for any mental disorders during the course of his life uh, so they took his undershirt Charlotte yeah so 
So he took his undershirt from the one he, he was wearing and they had it tested, but they didn't find any traces of radioactivity on it. Okay. Right. Even though he had, uh, didn't you say he had uh, radioactivity? Well, they, th they thought he, he, it looked like he was suffering from radiation poisoning. Yeah. But mm -hmm. they couldn't find any traces of radiation. Oh, right. Okay. Great. So if we look at the site itself, the police attempted to find the site using a map Stefan had drawn, but they were unable to do so. On the 1st of June, so about a week and a half after the incident, Stefan accompanied them, but was still unable to lo locate the site for them. This raised suspicions that his claim was fraudulent. The police decided to close the case until the landing site could be located for sure. So they, at that point, they weren't taking him seriously. And his, his, I think his argument was at the time that he was so dazed and confused, like I say at the start of this, that he was vomiting, yeah. he was feeling yeah. nauseous, his head was banging. He didn't know exactly, couldn't recall exactly where the site was. It was difficult for him to pin. He'd have a rough idea, though. Yeah, yeah he, he was a... there for like 40 minutes, didn't you say? 45 like, minutes. Well, he was probably there for longer the as well, because yeah. he was working on his rocks as well. <laughs> working on his rocks. <laughs> Just working on me rocks. <laughs> what a hobby. <laughs> but then, on the 26th of June, so a few weeks later, Stefan claimed to have discovered the site on his own and also provided items from the site, including soil samples, pieces of metal, and remains of burnt clothing. But nobody was with him on this? No. Okay. So the, the police couldn't find the site, but mm -hmm. he managed to find it himself. On his own. Yeah. On his own. So samples. he went away for, what, three weeks, a bit longer, and came back saying, I found the site, here's some stuff from the site, I've taken my own samples for you. Here's the overshirt I was wearing, I managed to find that, that's what he, he mentions by items of clothing. And I brought it, have a test of it. Okay. So what do you think? So they tested the items, and strangely, in support of Stefan's story, uh, the reports of these tests stated, quote, laboratory tests here indicate earth samples taken from the scene highly radioactivity. Uh, sorry, highly radioactive. So Radiation protection of the Department of Health and Welfare, welfare concerned that others may be exposed if travel in the area not restricted. So they're saying... This is abnormally high. We need to yeah. stop people going in that area. Yeah. So why wasn't he radioactive in any sort of... Like, why didn't they detect any radioactivity on that? I didn't mm. detect any radiation. Because he was obviously there for 45 minutes, so mm. would, something would have... Yeah. Maybe. But, they, yeah, again, he comes back with a source sample, and the source sample was the thing that was really highly radioactive. Yeah. And the authorities started to panic because they thought, shit, people are going to start gonna dying because the radioactivity is so high. Uh, the following day, Stefan took the police and a scientist to the landing site. Landing site. They found a large 15-foot semicircle in the ground where moss had been shaved from the surface. So it looked like the top, top layer of moss on this sort of small clearing had been uh, taken straight off. I couldn't find a picture of... I was going to say, have we got any photographs They didn't from take it? a picture at the time for some reason, or if there is one, I can't find it. But this is a modern... This is in this area here. That's... Mm -hmm. That's his son, Stan, on the left. This okay. is quite recently. But this is the area here. And there are reports that even to this day there's a, 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 a patch of earth where nothing's really growing. But again, I couldn't find a picture of that. Yeah. Right, okay. But they'd, yeah. So that's where he took them to. Uh, uh, one of the team found traces of radioactive material in a rock at the centre of this semicircle. Um, but they didn't find radiation around the base of this rock or in the circle or outside of the circle itself. They only found some kind of radioactive material inside this small rock in the centre of the And when it was tested, the material was found to be radium-226, mm -hmm. which 
at the time and still is quite widely available commercial uh, and it's also found in nuclear waste so I did a bit of research what kind of things radium 226 is in and it's used to treat cancer which is the main it's used as a form of chemotherapy um, it's used in paint for things or used to be used in paint for things like watches and for older instrument dials and remember that Stefan was a mechanic and might have had Access yeah. to older yeah. instrument dolls. Yeah. Mm. Was, there used to be a real problem because they used to use this paint to paint loads of things, and women who used to work in the factories ah, would lick the, the, the paintbrush and they'd actually get radiation poisoning yeah. from it. So it is highly radioactive. But it's also very attainable by the yeah. members of the public. Yeah. So they tested this material from this rock, and the amount of the, the material they found directly at the site by the team, they concluded there was no risk to public health very different from the soil sample that Stefan had provided himself. Yeah. The radioactivity was way down compared and to the point where from one state, from one test they went, nobody's allowed to go near this, to the next where they're like, it's all right, it's like barely above background radiation. Yeah. Um, so the inconsistencies in Stefan's story. So I think maybe you're starting to realise now that there might be a few things wrong yeah. maybe with this. So the main story has always stayed the same, but there's sort of it's it's quite a hard story to research because I was trying to stick to the police reports and Stefan's interviews he gave at the time. Yeah. But with all the different assertions of this story, additions seem to be made. Not big ones, not game changing to the story as a whole, yeah. but like small What by him himself over the years not really or him, by just by people retelling the story. It's, right. it's, it's Chinese whispers sort of yeah, situation. It is. It's normally in like when we did Rendlesham, there's a very set um, structure to that story and it hasn't changed or there hasn't been yeah, any additions yeah. at all, really. Mm. But to this, there's and they're, they're small additions. They are small. They, they don't change the whole thing. They don't change the fact that he claims that he saw something. Um, he got exposed to some kind of hot gas and then it took off and stuff like that. Uh, another uh, inconsistency uh, becomes when Stefan, when he was first interviewed he was staying at this motel he said the police asked him what you've been doing the night before and he said i just had a coffee and then went to bed but the bartender at the motel said said he'd been drinking beer all night ah. <laughs> oh, slight go. difference mm. i mean who has a coffee just before they go to bed anyway me yeah i must say me. Yeah. Me. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest inconsistency and it doesn't really affect the main story but it kind of goes against stefan's character maybe if you if you believe him or if you believe the police officer so when he he, he stumbled out onto the road remember i said on the, yeah. the the isolated highway so the police officer said in his report that he'd offered help to stefan and stefan was shouting get away from me um, i'm radioactive uh but stefan said he was pleading with the in his interview he said he was pleading with his police officers to help and the base the, the police officer he said just told him to go away that he thought he was drunk just a drunk yeah All right yeah so there's a real one of those two is lying. Either yeah. they could, both can't be true because they're completely at opposite ends. On one side you got the police officer saying I was trying to help him, and Stefan saying he was completely dis dismissive of him. Mm. Um, but the one thing in the police officer's report that is important, and which goes back to the last point about the, the, him drinking the night before, uh, the officer did state quite clearly that he seemed to be inebriated, but he couldn't smell alcohol in, on him whatsoever. All right. So that he, he couldn't tell if he'd been drinking. He, he couldn't smell it. 
Well, did, surely in the uh, when he was in the hospital, they would check. They would yeah. know if they was under the influence of alcohol. Well, it was quite surely. a long time for him between getting from this place to. He had to catch a, a bus to get to the hospital and stuff. Well, if he was that inebriated, they would have found out. You know, a couple yeah. of pints would have made okay. a difference. What did they say? A unit an hour. If he was that inebriated, it would stay in your system mm. for twenty-four hours mm-hmm. or so, wouldn't it? It would do. But maybe it's not something they thought to test for. When was oh, this? Perhaps. Sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. When what was this? What what were date? What yeah. what you know what, what year? Oh, 1967. 1967. They didn't have tests. Ah, uh, no, so they didn't have, like, um, they breathalysers didn't, and stuff. No. Not breathalysers, but no. if you're doing tests in hospital, they'd still know if you're... Did they take blood work of him? I'm sure they must have done it. Yeah, because if they take blood work, then they would have found out the alcohol level. Yeah, I would but, have thought so. But I, with the police officer, especially in the 60s, kind of think it might have been a bit of both. What do you mean, both? Neither are true. I mean, you could maybe say on Stefan's behalf that he was so out of it, he may not have remembered that conversation yeah. properly mm. when he first came out of the woods. Because he was, again, vomiting, his yeah. head was throbbing. Mm. It could well, be a bit of both, but... that initially Stefan was going, please help me, and the police officer was like, no, kind of thing. Because they would have been a bit wary. Yeah, but well, if you I, see somebody that's like throwing I, up and like stumbling around, the yeah, but this is the I'm 60s, pretty sure they, mm. the uh, police have a duty of care for that sort of thing. What is it, protect and serve or whatever? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if they found some. The amount and, of I think Canadian police are notorious for being very polite, aren't they? As well, I'm pretty Canadians sure if they stumbled polite, across yeah. someone in the dead of night, well, it wasn't the dead of night actually, no, was it? Was it was early afternoon, yeah. But I'm pretty sure I mean, if they come across someone who was either asking for help or clearly needed help, they had a duty to find out what's they going might on. Have, but it might have been a case of more like, okay, calm well, down, um, back up, slow down. I'll tell you what, let's, um, have I got the PDF on it? Yeah. Uh, it's surprising how much the police actually did turn a blind eye to how do I back find in those the PDF days. Yeah. Well, I suppose. It might have been a case of. Lovely technology for me. If you're just assuming someone's a drunk, I suppose. Yeah, it you know, wouldn't have even not... been a case of no, go away. It could have been okay. Slow down, back up, step, take a step away, come like and that. And then when he could see how upset Stefan was, he would have been like, okay, let me help you, but you need to calm down. But you know what? Let's, kind let's, of... I'll, I'll bring because I've got the actual police report, um, so I can read it. I quoted it before, but I can actually read it. Okay. So uh, this is the police officer who met him on the uh, the, the road, the uh, wilderness road. Approximately 3pm this day, I was patrolling path one. That must be some kind of code for that road. One half mile west, uh, one half mile west of Falcon Beach, Manitoba. When I noticed a man walking on the south shoulder of the highway towards Falcon Beach. He was wearing a grey cap, brown jacket with no shirt, light coloured trousers and carrying a brown briefcase. This subject, upon seeing the police car, began waving his arms excitedly. I turned around on the highway and drove back to see what he wanted. He shouted me to stay away from him. I asked him why and he replied, saying that he had seen two spaceships. He said I might get some sort of skin disease or radiation if I came too close. He seemed very upset. I asked for some identification and he gave me a document pertaining to the prospecting which showed his name as Stefan Mekalek of his address. I inquired as to the circumstances surrounding his unusual experience, and Mr. Makalak related to the following story. He apparently had been prospecting approximately one mile west and two miles north of Falcon Beach. At approximately 12 noon, he sighted the two spaceships. He said they were rotating at high rate of speed and emitted a red glow. The spaceships landed near him, and he reportedly touched one. The exhaust or some sort of hot substance came off the spaceship, burning his shirt, chest, and hat. The spaceship remained a while. 
How long he was not cer certain then flew away. He left the brush to get medical treatment. Um, I cannot smell the odor of or lick. Uh, I cannot smell the odor of liquor on Mikulek. His general appearance was not dissimilar to that of a person who had overindulged. His eyes were bloodshot, and when questioned in detail, could or would not answer coherently. I offered to drive him to Falcon Beach and arrange for some sort for someone to treat him, but he declined, saying that he was all right. Mm. Okay, hmm. it sounds like a man with a hangover to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm quite well, it, The police, it, that's consistent with what he said sort of happened. You know, he, he clearly had... The only thing left out of what he first tells the police is the thing with... He doesn't say it about... Well, I mean, I guess he was dazed, but he didn't say it about the gloves. No, he didn't say he didn't about say that. He said he burnt his hat, but it's not his gloves. So no, the, he didn't state that. The policeman saw that. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, he says... No, there's no, no mention. No. no mention of the gloves from the police statement. No, no, the said. police doesn't mention the gloves. No, but... he said he showed me his cap, the back of which was burnt. Yeah, so it's the policeman stating shirt. it. However, he would not let me and kept backing away every time I got close to him. Okay. So, so, that. so he doesn't mention the gloves in that. No. no. But maybe that's played that was advocate. Maybe that's something yeah. he only realised happened when he got When he had a look properly. Home. Yeah. So there's something I noticed and it's a bit of detecting. Ooh. You so did deduce it, did you? I did deduce it. So we're going to look at Stefan's... You can play at home. Everybody at home, <laughs> fancy a game? So, if you get up the um, picture of Stefan lying in, where is he? The bed. Yeah. So, there's Stefan lying in the bed. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, we've Definitely got that. So, and then we've got that. the picture of the yeah, shirt. But, but can you get, yeah. Yep. Okay. Can you see? I can see it. Can you see what's wrong between these two? Mm, no. So, there he is in the bed. I'll yeah. show you individually. There is in okay. the bed. I won't, don't say anything yet. There is in the bed. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. And there's the shirt. I should be Sherlock yeah. Holmes. So, okay. There is in the bed. Would you say the burn marks don't match? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's like way far up. It is. It's the burn marks on the undershirt are like his collarbone. It's Whereas amazing. when he's lying on the bed, the burn marks are on his abdomen. Yeah. 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 So it's it does they don't match up, do they? At all. They're in completely the wrong area. And the burn mark on the shirt has like a rectangular. I did notice that. And there's no... like a presence. But on him, there's nothing there's like no that. Rectangular. And also, they're a lot smaller on yeah. the undershirt than they are. On him. And so him. things happen when, so for light, I don't know if it works with heat, but say if you have a material between a light source, it sort of expands that beam of light when it actually touches the surface. If you've got, the closer you put something in front of it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess. If he was doing that with his undershirt, they could be smaller on the undershirt and then bigger on him as they radiate mm. through his shirt onto his yeah. abdomen. But it, it doesn't—you don't wear shirts like that, do you? you don't no. walk around carrying your like no. bottom no. shirt. No, no, no. It's no, a very specific not. scenario. But I noticed that, and I thought that was a strange thing. If you also notice, if the front of his shirt yeah. caught fire, then, like, if you look, sorry. Do you want to? You, you do you first okay so if you notice on this where would you say the point of fire is on the top around the collar why would it be there or at least under the arms as yeah, well there's burns under the yeah. arms as yeah. well why would they be there it, it does very much like someone's just taken a lighter to the edges of yeah. your garment or a candle flame or something to create mm -hmm. a burn si simulation mm. because if these marks on his chest are 
conductive of heat so much that it burns his clothing, then they would have burn marks around them and they would be have holes in them. But, but they're you, completely in the wrong place as well. They are completely in the wrong place. But if you look at the image, there's no burn mark holes around each one of those, for example, punctures at the vents. The burn marks are away. They're at the collar of the shirt and they're at underneath the arms. And also, why is he taking off his shirt like that? If your shirt, if you're, if you were on fire, how would you rip your shirt off? Well, well, over the top, normally, that's how you take a shirt off. Well, it depends. If it already burnt, let's, yeah, again, play, never give been the benefit on fire, of the so yeah. It looks like it's been burnt under the arm, so maybe you could have just ripped it off. Yeah, but it would be ripped at the front. Were there well. any other eyewitnesses? He was on, he was alone. He was completely what, alone. Was there any other police officers? It was just one lone police officer. He's the only one that saw him, yeah. All right, okay. Road. Is there any reports from the... Um, sort of hospital I mean, staff? Yeah, no, there is. There are details that he did go into hospital suffering with first-degree burns. Yeah. Okay, now, is this just me? But this kind of looks like it's been tried once and then the the original, the, like, the, the end marking is this. This oh, rectangular... Yeah, yeah, this rectangular box is to the side, so it kind of looks like... Like it's an imprint, like yeah. it's like a branding that he's, okay. you know, tried it several times. Absolutely. Let's say, yeah. let's... Say for a second it is a hoax. Let's just say that. Yeah. What do you think could have caused? What could he have done with that? Made that with a grill iron. You've got um, a grill iron, iron would be more general. slatted though. Not necessarily. I'm on about like a waffle grill. I'm pretty sure that's easily replicated. I mean, you yeah, could possibly there are edges do here. that. Yeah, no, exactly. And a vent on the car. Well. Mm, yeah. Vent yeah. of a car. Like a Ford Mustang. E easily to easy to replicate yeah. that. Because a Ford Mustang is in a grid-like pattern, isn't it? Yeah. You've got all the things that are underneath as well that have got holes and whatnot. I don't know the other side. I'm just no, no, no. With just, just, no. How do I get back to the document? But to me, it just didn't really looks like a trial done errored. It notes. does. It looks Take. like there's several attempts at yeah. that with a big, large branding. Right in the middle. Well, Something the idea, that's been if he heated up. He would have also had to do it to himself as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we're not ruling out that, are we? Yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> so, was there any? Uh, so when you when you consider a hoax, you've got to look at is there financial gain, is there publicity? Well, we'll get to What's that in he a had to gain from we'll, it? We'll get to that in a minute because uh, there are a couple of things which come up as sort of ah. Ah, suspicious. Say red, not suspicious, but they they aren't becoming of a person. Maybe it doesn't hold him in the best light. Not that he did anything horrifically bad. How it, long had he been in Canada for? I think he'd emigrated after the war, okay. or maybe even before. I don't actually know. Like. I know a lot. There was a lot of immigration yeah, from no, Europe no. before or during the war or after the war. Mm -hmm. um, so another red flag to bring up is those soil samples he provided himself, which is obviously quite yeah. suspicious. Of course yeah. it is. You know the samples provided yourself, and the police couldn't find the site, mm -hmm. but he could after giving a description. Yeah. Now he brings his own samples in. And wow. the fact that they're more highly like radiated than the actual well, site is... Well, always putting that you could tamper with these yeah. particular samples. I mean, I've seen arguments that uh, explain the discrepancies between the high radiation found by Stefan himself and then the next day by the team um, or the police officers. And they people argue that, oh, well... Uh, radiation's got a really radioactive material has got a really fast decay rate it goes quickly well mm. first of all this was like four weeks after the main event so it's not going to dissipate that much more in a day the than it would in four weeks 
And radium-226 has a very low decay rate. It'll stick around for yeah. ages. It's, like, it's why it's so dangerous why uh, women used to get radiation poisoning because it goes straight to your bones and sits there pretty much your entire yeah. life yeah. and could cause cancer. But I guess the facts are that Stefan... Something happened to his body in this strange pattern. And he did it. If he did it, he did it to himself. Yes. Yeah. There's no doubt that there's an, another party involved. If it's... It's self-inflicted. If it's a hoax, it's self-inflicted, isn't it? There's no... Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have ruled this out as a hoax. Oh, really? For some reason. I'm not entirely sure why. But the other thing that goes quite well in his favour is that he did, under supervision from the doctors, be seen to be suffering from some kind of severe radiation sickness or some kind of severe sickness. He wasn't right. Oh, okay, but him himself that's wasn't. Not, that's like, on the record. Doesn't mean that he couldn't have. You um, might have had, you know, some method of. Um, Where did he work? Sorry. He was a mechanic. Some method of making yeah. himself sick, whether it be some sort of carbon monoxide poisoning, or you know, he's yeah. talking about exhaust gases, isn't it, that made yeah. him feel nauseous? Yeah. And no, radiation yeah. was in the paint as well, so like. Yeah, uh, there's no reason it could still be self. Couldn't still be self-inflicted. Yeah, I mean, the early question, he didn't so much make a career out of it, but he did get involved in books, collaboration books with there people. There we go. So there was, was a financial game, uh, eventually. It's hard to say how big that financial game was, but he, he almost definitely benefited from it in some way, but not to an extreme. You do get some mm. hoaxes who really take it to the next level and create like mm. a whole showbiz career sort of out of things. But it was low-key, but it was... It was big enough that he did, again, he, he did book deals. He, he wrote a book with somebody about his experience and things. Did anything else happen to him after this? Is it one an isolated event? Did Completely he ever claim isolated. anything else? No, and he died in the late 90s. Of? Cancer, I think. Right, from the radiation, from the <laughs> exhaust gases. <laughs> the cancer is quite common. You can't just attribute that to, to radiation. It's a common disease, obviously. What was his childlike? Um, there's not much There's not much on him. I couldn't really find much on him apart from... From this, this um, that one quote. This no, this exp- this uh, this yeah. experience started really. He seemed to lead led a relatively normal life. He didn't show up anywhere. He didn't commit any crime. He wasn't mentally ill. Or he yeah. hadn't been treated for any mental disorder. But it's it's supposed to be candid, and there is more. I'm sure there's more to this thing. I, there's books on it, but I haven't obviously read those books. I've just tried to stick to the completely factual police reports yeah. Yeah. and interviews taken at the Where time. Where did you find all of this? It's on a website. I can't remember the website, but it does a really good um, job of cr- uh, putting in order all the police reports as they happen and okay. dates and stuff. So we'll, okay. we'll put that up. Yeah, we'll put that up in the show notes on the website. But people are still asking about it up until I think the 80s. There was people in Canadian Parliament who wanted answers about this case and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so um, so it's still brought up as unsolved then, really. Yeah, so people it's... people really like this case. Uh, they really do. Um, it's certainly it's unusual. Yeah, yeah. So Steph, do you bullshit? Do I think? I'm sort of halfway on this one because there's elements where I'm sort of like, um, I don't know, you know, there's the, the whole imprint. It's in different places. There does look as though there's different. There's, different attempts to make that mark and he lied about drinking coffee when actually he'd been drinking well the bartender could have been mistaken that was only his his his, his eyewitness account and people can he yeah. might have been mistaken maybe he served a lot of people beer that night you don't yeah. know that's sort of impossible to prove either way but 
if you take that at face value, yeah, it seems like maybe Stefan was not honest about having a drinky That's the night it. before. I, I just feel like there's a, there's a few too many eyebrow-raising incidents. Yeah. Charlotte? Um, I'm, I'm again with Steph, like, 50-50 on this, because I kind of feel like I, I need a bit more evidence of who he is as a person, mm. as well as the outlook of the like, the police officers and the area and stuff like that. And yeah. if there is any other like reports that were either before him or after him, so to say there has been similar cases but with totally unlinked people. I can't say I've I've heard the grated like that that marking of an alien incident no, that's... before. That's a unique. I mean, it's thing. quite interesting when you look at it. If you just saw that photo and said this happened because of an alien, it's quite. A disturbing image, maybe, yeah. isn't it? It's oh, quite yeah. a, Initially, I was like, no, fuck no. Immediate mm. image. It's mm. got that kind of yeah. wow yeah, factor. It certainly stands yeah. out. and It's certainly unusual. Yeah. Rich, what do you think? I, I, I'm on the, on, the bullshit, on the bullshit scale here. I think that it's very easy to replicate the, 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 the burns or wounds he's got there. It's, too, it's so easy for a, a mechanic, certainly, yeah. to replicate the... Yeah. There's no other eyewitness accounts of these UFOs. He he did most of the of the follow-up investigation himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the police couldn't find anything themselves. From all we've got from official state records is they found the guy wandering around with a torn, slightly burnt shirt in a hat, um, saying, "Stay away from me. I might be radioactive." Now, mm. the only thing that's you know, is that there is some evidence of radiation poisoning. But where, yeah, well, but for, for the rest where. of it, for me, it's so easy to replicate or do yourself things. You know, I, I, you know, he's made, he's done a drawing of a UFO. Well, anyone can do that. So I don't think there's <laughs> there's not enough evidence to stack up um, no, yeah, to support what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I genuinely really? think it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm with really you on this. I'm with you on this one. I um, I think there's so many. Sometimes you have to. Um, it's the small inconsistencies that makes a story completely. She's after the bugs. It's the cats, not not Steph. I just I just don't think there's there's much to it. And I don't really don't understand. I mean, people probably who love this will be screaming at this, but I really don't see why people treat yeah. this so highly. I think it's all based on one man, dubious uh, trace evidence. Yeah. Uh, evidence that doesn't corroborate, that doesn't really fit together. Uh, yeah. Inconsistencies in his That's details it. of his stories at certain points. Well, I mean, one thing I didn't mention, sorry, was there was an inconsistency in all these stories. Nobody really knows how he got to the hospital. Because oh, right. he says at different times, different ways he got to the hospital. Sometimes it's his one of his sons took him. Sometimes he managed to get on a bus on his own. And stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know why he did it. I don't know why he did it. I don't think he did it for financial gain. No. I mean, it's, something... it's not really, it's not to anything to prove that he uh, he got rich out of this or anything. And his son, to this day, still believes him. And to his credit, if he can, if he can see something in this that I can't, yeah, that's yeah. you know interesting. But I just, I really think it's. Well, bullshit. I mean, his son may be in on it, in on it as no, well. No, well, his son was very young at the time. He's only nine years old at the time. Right. Mm. right. But. Honestly, yeah, I think it's bullshit, this one. Yeah. Pains me to say it. Mm-hmm. Too yeah. many inconsistencies. Nick's finally found a bullshit. Yeah. 
That was awesome. Yeah. Enjoyed yeah. it. So, Thanks very much. That's a good story. Thank you very much. And I think we should say thank you very much to Rich for yeah. A, having us in your house. Yep. No problem. B, feeding us pizza. <laughs> and, and alcohol. And alcohol. <laughs> and C, giving us all the information on the cryptids that we want. Yeah. No problem. Been That's an absolute really pleasure. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it again. We'll yeah. definitely have you back on to do some more monster knowledge. Well, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things I can come back and talk oh, about. Oh, wait, I was going to ask a question. Out of all the five, yeah. which one would win in a fight? Winning a f- what between the giant squid, the Sasquatch, the black cat? Mm. Okay, so the Kraken and the the Sasquatch, who would win? No, all five Royal Rumble. Well, <laughs> oh, we're doing is a Royal it, Rumble. Is it on land or in sea? Because I'm say. pretty sure that if okay, you get well, the... the arena's half land, half sea. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is complicated, isn't it? Um... I mean, the Sasquatch is powerful animal. <laughs> Could he beat up a giant squid, though? Well, it wouldn't be able to get in the water and beat it How do you know he can't swim? Well, there are accounts of people yeah. seeing it swimming, believe it go. or not. There you go. But going into the... But then the again, water. the Kraken can't get out of the water and attack yeah. the Sasquatch, can can we? just stand there and fight Well, yeah, it's a lot next month is out of it. A leopard... I'll just put my put my money on a Sasquatch on this one. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a giant squid. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We've all seen King Kong. Look how look how hard he is. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you can catch us next time when we're talking about Mary Bell. Yeah. Mary and Bell will be up the, uh, next Monday. Yes. And King Henry VIII's six wives, wives and yeah. their final resting place. Oh, that sounds interesting. It's very interesting. Like it's English as you can get. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys. Yeah, bye thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. No, no, no. Zafis, I wanted to listen to more horror and gore. No, let them carry on with their day. If they want to find us, they can find us on Facebook at Crime, Creeps and Coffee Podcast, Twitter at Crime underscore creeps underscore and underscore coffee underscore podcast. If they want to listen to more, they can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Castbox, and all podcast apps. But for now, before she interrupts again, I think we should say goodbye. Bye!